Don't fucking touch me. Stop it. Don't touch me. I'm Your Friday night dreamcast. Live from the barrage. Friday nights in Queens. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. <laughs> Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the barrage. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that from the barrage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite show? radio station? I have some brunch. Look at the cycle walks into this shit. <laughs> Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulan, fuck you, sir. It's, uh... Almost, but not quite light jacket weather in here tonight. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like, I mean, I can still see my breath, but it's not as thick. I still got two pairs of socks on. Do you? Can't hear you. Why is your microphone not work? Hello? Yep. Yeah, see, you have no microphone. That's what happens when you show up at 8 o'clock and don't <laughs> test the microphone. I'm going to throw everyone out of you. I'm going to throw you out of it. Can you hear me? I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you, Ryan. I can't hear me. You can't? Nope. Well, that's because I have your mic turned off. <laughs> <laughs> Try that. Hear me now. Ryan, talk it to your microphone, for God's nope. sakes, live on the air. All right. Scream into my ass. I don't know. Just All right, Ryan, don't talk for the first half hour. I'll figure it out. I don't know. Use that one, Jesus Christ! But then Mario can't talk. Then what are we gonna do then? Oh no! Oh no! What a Have shame. a good show. Fresh bullshit from Mario. Mario, uh, you know, I don't think he's coming tonight, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh. I broke but out, uh, I broke out my high school uh, floor duster jacket. That's very nice. That I still have. <laughs> I see you there, honey. We were talking about That's jackets nice. a moment oh, ago before you? he got distracted. Oh. You ADD having motherfucker. Well, you brought up Mario, and uh, he comes over here yesterday. He goes, I have to cut two pieces of wood. Can I come over and cut to have you cut two pieces of wood for me? So I go, all right. I think I'm going to like <laughs> take a saw and just t- Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life in the Garage. <laughs> <laughs> cut these two pieces of wood. And next thing I know, I'm building. I cut the two pieces of wood, and it's some miscombrued thing that for his classroom. was something. Tell me Yes. He's like, this is where the wires go through. I, I'm not even kidding. You're, not, you're kidding around when you say build me a dollhouse. Next thing you know, I'm I'm sitting here for two hours building a slot racing car for his son. Oh, wow. you are oh, son for like his son's like technology class. Uh, or Boy Scouts. Yeah, that's such bullshit. You you had to do, so he couldn't even do anything for his own He's son. Our <laughs> teacher for fucks. Sake. Right. But that's like he have his own garage. You know, it's bad enough when people's parents would do their projects, and as a kid, you always know who's. Whose other, whose kid, like what other kids whose parents did their projects for them? Did he? Because it would be like National History Day and it would be like on like quantum physics or shit. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, did he go to Boy Scouts and tell the, uh, the scoutmaster that Bud Light helped him build his <laughs> <laughs> old it's, friend? It's even worse. 
if you're too fucking stupid to help your own kids, so you gotta bring <laughs> you gotta bring the shit somewhere else. That's well, no, the kid the kids can't make it. it. It's really for the if he, he there's these YouTube videos and the parents are like nuts making it's the supposed thing aerodynamic. It's supposed to be exactly bonding. It's like right, right. it's like it's like steroids. You know, you're behind if your parents aren't helping you yeah, because well, everyone's parents yeah, are helping exactly. them. Exactly. Like, but I left a bunch of work for that little brat to do. Don't worry about it. Instead, he's outsourcing <laughs> to John. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the basic uh, shape for the thing, and we ground down the wheels, the like the did nails. You, did you grease the wheels? We uh, we drilled a hole through the wrong thing, and it came out the top. It was great. Mario's version of a bonding exercise is make somebody else do it, son. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's an important that's lesson to learn. It's an important lesson that he's teaching there. It really is. Yeah, make so somebody you, else do. You put a you took a beer can and put four wheels on it. <laughs> Send that down the fucking the Bud Light racer. No, he's gonna paint it like candy corn. And listen to this. The reason is, and he's gonna put a little candy corn man as the racer, and like stick a. Because he has extra, that's what he has extra of, candy corn. From Halloween? He has it lying around, so that's the theme. Whatever is free and lying around, he's going to make that the, the race. Wait, wait, Mario or the kid? <laughs> Mario. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should put Mario in that soapbox racer and put him down the foot, fire his ass down the hill. Uh, when, we, when we were in Boy Scouts, there was always the one kid that showed up on that night, and whatever he didn't do anything to modify the, the car at all. Sounds it was like just me. a block of wood with wheels on it. Didn't paint it, didn't carve it or anything. He's like painting it in the docks. How did I never how did I never do a soapbox? I never did that either. That never happened to me. I mean like they're slot cars. When I was a kid, because I was working. Ah. At the docks. Goddamn right. You're not my real dad. When I was a kid, my dad built an actual lemonade stand for us when we were like seven years old to put on the end of the block and sell. It was the greatest thing. Would have been awesome if he did it when you were like thirty. All right, Tommy, here's your lemonade stand. That's that's how Tommy got to know the buildings department. Get to selling. We're happy to see everybody back. Uh, it's me, Dave, Ryan, Pat, and Tommy Rockstar. When life gives you lemons, you start underground press. <laughs> Tommy Rockstar, I could not. You, you're sending me some miscombrule clips half hour before the show that don't work, and then you send me some other clips that uh, have same to play clip. on the internet. Yeah, and then I have to play, and there's ads in between. You understand how this works, buddy? Yeah. I you get it? Yes, how about sir. like 6 o'clock? Six o'clock. I'm busy doing merch. Yeah, six. Well, then six six thirty is the cutoff for for bits. Ah, I didn't know we had a cutoff. That's right. I'm busy. Working on the show for three hours, and, and I come on and talk about Mario's slot car. <laughs> so I even holding preparation. You, can't you see the show is well crafted? <laughs> Apparently, you've been holding on to that slot car story for a while, huh? No, actually, <laughs> everything we said so far is scripted. That's right, and uh, we're we're excited to be back here live from the Barrage. Uh, call in seven one eight five seven seven two seven one six. We have uh, who do we have? Who's our guest today, Dave? We got uh, Greg Turner from the Angry Samoans, amongst many other. And they are very yeah. angry. They're what a so guest. angry! Big guest. Are they a punk band or a hardcore band? We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, that. I guess that could be your question. <laughs> that's your that's one a good question. question. Yeah, it's the only one I'll be allowed <laughs> to ask. Yeah, well, it, yeah, but you could still say like, "Awesome, okay." Awesome. <laughs> I thought awesome. you isolated <laughs> that by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like dude, this. Uh, I've been he so was busy, busy building slot cars. The yeah. only the only thing I isolated all week was uh, Dave saying, "Don't touch me, to Pat." <laughs> Don't fucking touch me. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I sounded more menacing than that. I guess uh, don't fucking touch me. Stop it. Don't touch me. I think you had uh, like a mouthful of uh, water or something in your or beer. <laughs> <laughs> if you play it louder, it'll sound more menacing. Yeah. Don't fucking touch me. Stop it. Yeah. Echo. <laughs> Put a little That's what I sound like in my head. I'm like fucking like I'm the evilest dude in the world. I sound like fucking. Don't fucking touch me. Stop it. I sound like Danny Trejo. <laughs> Stop it. Ew. Get away. Danny Trejo. Oh. I don't like when you do that. Your icky. Stop it. Lots of people on that. Chooch is exploding. Uh, Steve Albini on the electrical forum starting a Chooch thread. <laughs> 
and uh, the chooch box is lighting up. Did he? How did I miss that? Yeah, it's go. Well, I did. I don't know. Someone texted me and said, or Facebooked me and said uh, to go to the chooch thread, and then I forgot my password. I had to go through all this crap just to go in there and write like, ugh, facts. <laughs> uh. So much chooch lately. These are all chooches. Yeah. I was never sure how uh was pronounced. So Every then time uh, I see it on Facebook. So then I text uh, Woody. I go, uh, Steve Albini's stealing your bit. <laughs> And he's like, he just texts back in all caps, Albini is a chooch. <laughs> <laughs> Albini's is a chooch. Thank you, Woody, who's restringing the guitars on his Flying V with a Bigsby. I'm sure that's not easy. He's, he's got the whole night blocked out for restringing his guitar. Yeah, that's not a guitar. You change the string mid-song. <laughs> I think later on, I don't know if uh, his friend Mark is going to call in after the Greg interview and tell us some kind of crazy story. Uh, does anyone know what that's about? No, I don't talk to Woody. You're the only one that talks to Woody. No, but then, <laughs> you know, who wrote the who wrote the promotional thing that said something about the story that this guy was Oh, doing? I was just being was an you? asshole. Oh, you're just yeah. being a dick? Oh, okay. I said that, that Woody was going to tell us some heartbreaking story about adversity. I was just being an asshole. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually, I didn't it just happened to coincide with an actual bit. That was no, I saw, I saw that he wrote that, which is why I wrote it, but oh, I, okay. I don't actually know what the story is. All righty. And, of course, we'll hopefully we'll ask her. We'll play some Angry Samoans later on. Got plenty of music for you. On yeah. this episode, yeah. At the and top I'm, of the hour. The episodes are, are edited. They're done. The old ones. And they will be up. I was looking at the... Soon. Uh, Get the, off my back. I was looking at the uh, the numbers. We're up to, what, number 80 with this one, right? What's that? This, this is episode. show 80, I think. Yes, yeah, is show 80. is correct. Right. Yeah. We get a pat in the back for that. Do we? Get shit. A hundred and we get to syndication. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say syndication there. Syndication. I got syndication. Syndication. He, want, he wants a pat in the back, but I'm not allowed to touch people here anymore. <laughs> don't fucking touch me, dude. Stop it. Don't fucking touch oh, me. Oh, you sound menacing. Oh. Everything's fine between you guys now, right? Yeah, everything's fine. Was that fine. last week? Sure. No, that was no. like four oh. weeks ago. Okay. You're so far behind. <laughs> no, that's like two weeks ago. No, because no, we didn't have an episode two weeks ago, so it was like three weeks ago. It was episode 78. There you go. All right. Very good. <laughs> this is some show. That's right. I'm uh, I'm I'm firing all cylinders tonight. <laughs> Either sit much. down and keep quiet, or get out. One or the other. We're done with you. Go ahead. There you go, Tommy. Here's a clip I pulled for you of Chris Christie yelling. Either sit down and keep quiet, or get out. One or the other. We're done with you. Go ahead. I think I sound more menacing than, than, than fat Governor Chris Christie. <laughs> he really does not sound menacing at all. He doesn't sound New Jersey enough. That's the problem. Right, I mean, like, right. You really think, I go. This should be, like, he should sound like a fucking extra from, from Sopranos or like one of the guys that comes here and plays poker. What's like, hilarious like, about that clip is that's from his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't like the Christie fat joke. I hate Chris Christie, but I'm uncomfortable with the fat shaming. I've got to be honest with you. He is pretty huge. Because though, I'm fat. Man. He's pretty huge. So what? It's your God-given right as a fat man to make fun of people that are fatter than The most than you. sensitive that's, man that's in the world. That's what you do. Like, <laughs> really? man's like two man heavy. <laughs> it's like the guy in the hefty bag commercial. Yeah, it's right. like, I mean, there's two things that you have. As, as a fat man, you're allowed to make fun of anyone that's fatter than you. And, and you're allowed No, to, I don't think you should make fun of fat people at all. It's mean. It's, it's cheap. They can't help it. Yeah, they can. Having, having I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> okay. This is exactly... They can totally... Wow. totally really, Tommy, it. it's okay for Tommy to bust everyone else's balls. I'm and somebody's fat. like... Hi, Tommy. And he's like, what do you mean by that? Uh, you mean, you, you mean like apologize. noted homophobic uh, Facebook commenter Jamie Stellini? Oh, I thought you were going to say noted homophobic <laughs> Craig Turner of the Angry Smoke. <laughs> we're going to ask him about the controversy, too, in the early years, hopefully, and see what he says about that. There's no controversy. No, I Up the ass Darby Crash is a great fucking rhyme. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, why would she... What did... Uh, 
What did Selene say? Uh, she was just she called. What did she call me, John? Uh, I don't know. A bunch of bunch of bad words. Uh, oh no, that. she said something really funny. She called you a fag machine, which I That's thought it. was yeah. I mean, it's it's awful, but it was in the in right. the style of everyone was in there breaking Were, each other's balls. Is that like a three D printer of gayness? Because <laughs> that would be yeah. fucking awesome. Which is fine. <laughs> if, I've been screening all these gays today. <laughs> if if I knew that girl and hung out with her twenty four seven like you guys, and she was in the barrage, then perhaps I would take that shit. But I think I've met her a total of two times, so. Uh, so you have a whole uh, list of criteria. You know, See, for, you know me for twenty years, and you don't. Tommy, take it. now, right. Tommy, now me you're too. you're, you're running into on Facebook. Tommy, you're running into the thing that I had to deal with when I first started the show, How's which that? is people feel like they know you better than they right, do because right, you're right, on right. the on the show, and then you meet people and they're just like yelling shit at you, and you're like, I don't even know you. I just met you. Yeah, she's not the Stevie. only one. I know a bunch um, of people like that. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, it, it's it's. It's a, it's a little weird because yeah. I was like I wasn't used to I mean I've been in bands where people knew who I was before but like they're not going to be like what are they going to yell like song lyrics at you but when you're talking about things in your life and they're like yeah Black Dad and you're like what? There's a, there's a fridge full of this Welch's Grape Soda if anybody wants Exactly. Some. Thank you. Sometimes I forget that this thing goes somewhere. Right. Like exactly. this this microphone is connected to something. So yeah. like Sometimes I get drunk and treat this like my fucking therapy session, and then like that's what we should do. That's what we should all be doing. Kind of, it's, it's kind of a really bad idea at the same time, though, because we're documenting something and we're putting it in other people's ears. Well, then I, it's boring if we're just going to sit here and not uh, open up and tell people yeah. about I mean, our lives just, and our we've feelings. Just, then we've just kinda, gotten into John's issues with fat shaming. Then it's like every other <laughs> stupid podcast and radio show where nobody wants to tell the truth. Right? No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying it's not a good idea. But Dave, I, right. I, I put myself okay. out there. That's why no one else does this. Like, like, I mean, right. I, people do podcasts, but like, do you think Conan Neutron gives like intimate details about his life? Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> 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 God damn it. Conan Neutron just get hit. Taking a shower this Friday at uh, Reggie's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I wasn't making fun of Conan. I was, I was no trying. Reason. No, I was trying to use him as the counterpoint. Like mm. his show is much more about like interviewing people, but it wasn't really about like talking about his own life. He talks about his band, but I'm sure that there's limits. No one here, with the very few exceptions, has any limits as to what they will and will not talk Which about. Which is, right. I think, great for the show, and that's the way it should be, in my opinion. I don't know. You don't. It's think horrible so? for our personal. Lives. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> but fuck it's it. Wonderful for the air. Yeah, I mean, you know. There's, there's one thing I won't talk about, and that's my job, because I don't want anybody from you, my job. You talked listening. about that last week. Yeah, I know, because somebody asked me a question. You know why I talked about it? Because it's good for the show, and I answered the fucking question. <laughs> now Ben Smith keeps calling you a janitor. <laughs> 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 so don't you have any? You don't, have, don't you have some janitoring to do? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna make. Fun, are you gonna make fun of Ben Smith's weight now? Because yeah. you're skinnier than him. Am I skinnier than him? I, I don't know. No, Dave just took that as a compliment. Yeah. Ben well. Smith will teach you guitar. Coming up later in the program. <laughs> no, he won't. No, way this, off. Ben Smith will not teach you guitar. He will play in front of you and be like, but you can't do that. <laughs> oh, he's one of those kids? Yeah, like, he's totally one of those hey, guys. Uh, you, you suck, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know how I got that sound? Yeah, keep thinking. Ben, <laughs> yeah, ben Smith from the uh, Broadlow will be coming in soon, right, Dave? Yeah, he's. Uh, we're working on. I think. I think we said April fourth. I have to find out for certain if it's if it's the. Yeah, 4th. that's the next. And uh, when is uh, we have Damian Eccles? When's that happening, that's, Tommy? Um, any news on that? Yeah, March twenty eighth. I just emailed him yesterday. Gave him the whole like double. All down right, there you go, uh, Damian Eccles from the West Memphis Three. Also, uh, we have a guy from One Line Drawing. I think that's maybe April tentatively uh, April eleventh. Calling in. We're getting all the way in mid-April now. That's nice. Yeah. Lots of guests. Lots of good stuff happening. Thanks yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Take yeah. my hat off. We got to we gotta bring you. some people on. You know, like, well, I you, think you edit the, the entire show. Exactly. And, and put it up if we have shit guests, you're right. the one that has to deal with it. <laughs> Poor John. Yeah. When are we getting an intern, by the way? Can I hire an intern? You can, you're the you're intern. intern. What? <laughs> <laughs> you are the intern. <laughs> You've always been the intern. This is bullshit. <laughs> Why do you think you have a Samson microphone? You do know we're all getting paid, right? <laughs> what? You're not. What? 
Uh, I'm going true. back to merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bullshit. Exactly. Bullshit. I was thinking today when I was in the kitchen, I'm like, I, I need a fucking secretary. I was like, oh, I got Tommy. He's good. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can hire an unpaid intern and uh, unpay him. <laughs> I'm unpay the shit out of that kid. Have him run around here well, well, lighting cigarettes. We do have the Thrillist Award winner, co- contest winner coming in right, at some point, right? Right. That could just be our intern. We could just keep having contests. We're just be like, do you want to spend a day in the garage? Yeah, who wants to be the intern for the year? <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know what? Major League Baseball has it set because they're the fucking like they 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 have kids who are the bat boys who yeah. everyone just fucking rude to and right. it's like oh you want to just be near us I never understood like, that aren't those kids supposed to be in like junior high or something? well this is what happens I'll tell you because I know a few bat boys one of the one of whom uh, has rose to the ranks of equipment manager and he's like a big deal his name is Mario I won't Sarf. say for what team and that kid grew up to be. MC but you have to be like connect you start out as a young young kid and you're like connected somehow to the to the organization, but you know, like your dad knows somebody. Everybody has to know somebody, and then you you stay a bat boy. Then you become like the dude who washes the towels. Then you become fucking maybe if you're lucky, you, you become s- equipment manager. You sound like Lu- you, you sound like Louis become- Anderson in uh, in Coming to America. One day I'm gonna be washing heads of lettuce. <laughs> I don't remember. Right part. now I'm on fries, yeah. but if with a few years of dedication, I'll be working up to the fryer. Yeah, exactly. But it's a good his job pays him probably fucking 150 grand a year. It's a good job. Do you I'm ever just get, guessing there. Do you ever know. get to become a Batman or? <laughs> <laughs> There are Batman, yeah, but then, but then you get the fucking Christmas tips and shit like that, or the end of the year tips. And boy. each player, like fucking Piazza, give you like a thousand bucks, or and that adds up. There's fucking yeah. thirty players on the team. You get five hundred a piece average, yeah, or something that, like that. Keep that all under the table. Don't go That's claiming right. that. That's bad ca- boys. cash money. Bad boys, don't go claiming that. Cash money. It's right in the pocket. Speaking of taxes, man, this is like the worst time of the year for that stuff. Ugh. Really, I, I, I filed, Tommy segue. I filed my taxes. I always file my taxes. Right when I get my W twos, oh, so yeah. like immediately. You're like Flanders style, like and early I, January. Well, because I mean, like I still, I'm I'm very conservative with how much money is taken out, so I always have a return, and I'm always waiting for that year where I'm not gonna get it. Yeah, on the back. on the opposite, I just pay out every year. Like oh, thousands. see, I can't do that. Well, I, you're a small business owner. Yeah, yeah you do all 1099s, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What I do. So, uh, so I get my money and I do things with it. I do. Uh, this year went into the wedding, which sucks. But uh, I mean, the wedding's gonna be awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, love you, hon. Uh, but uh, way to take care of that one. Love you. <laughs> she doesn't listen. But um, she's like Dave. That's why they decided to get hitched. Well, that's usually neither like, of them listen to the show. <laughs> the one thing we have in common. <laughs> me and her. Neither of us even like the show. Um, You're on tax chat with Tommy Rockstar. <laughs> So uh, when I'm trying to file a W six, should I? Uh, should Don't I? Don't listen to him. He gets audited all the time. I did. I, you, got a, you got audited. Yeah. yeah, I think you told the story in the air. You did. did. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. If yeah. I think if I think you, it happened, it happened. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't going to be like personally on the bar. We weren't talking about that. So. Yeah, that wasn't fun. But uh, you yeah, know. I pay like twenty five thousand, something like that. No, it was. They got me for about five grand. <laughs> did you almost have like cardiac arrest? When I first got the envelope, I was like, oh. Did you hire somebody? So the yeah, worst, worst account, trouble you could account. be in. You got an account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the worst part <laughs> The worst part was is that they were basically like, everything's legit, but you don't pay yourself anything. And I was like, I live out of my uh, out of my bank account, basically. And they're like, you got to have a salary. So I was like, there there you go. I have a salary now. And they were like, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to pay us for that salary now. So it ended up, yeah. <laughs> 
Did everyone miss the part where I said we heard the story? Right? <laughs> Let's rewind the clock. To myself? I thought we were still <laughs> having this. I thought you were playing we it. We didn't I, get these details. I John. thought we were still having the same show because he's wearing the same outfit. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize Tommy was talking. I thought you were playing a playing tax time. This is relevant. John Houlihan loves his his American Eagle sweatshirt so much that he's worn it three weeks in a row. I just wanted to give John an opportunity to try out all his new sound effects. Yeah. Oh, that I gong. I got new clothes on. Look at this, sir. Nice. <clears throat> oh wow, that's the, the shitty replacements album. That's right. Looks like a tilt a whirl crossbody, <laughs> sir. It's actually a merch knockoff that we got in Chicago. Looks like we've got the diamond dust. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the Frankensteiner. Sorry, I, I'm uh, instead of working on the show, I'm busy isolating Mr. King's wrestling moves and pasting them individually into the soundboard. <laughs> Fucking fireball! <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I showed up today, and Colette's like, "You looking for John? He's out on his porch." <laughs> and I just see you like hunched over the on computer. my porch. <laughs> on your porch. That's right. It does belong to me. It's about time she realized that uh, it's my house. God damn it! <laughs> and, and your kids were watching the goddamn new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the goddamn new Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, we're yeah. We've talked about this. <laughs> there was a lot That's of controversy the over the name Hammerlock. Dave, did, did I ever tell you a story about a uh, scout location master showing up in my apartment trying to shoot that movie in my apartment? On the air, I think you said. Am I full of like repeats tonight? Tonight, it's like a best of episode. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to me, part two. I, I can tell you this about this again. Eventually, you start repeating yourself, especially if you've been drinking. And um, I like to think I add a special flair and flavor to the story every time I tell it. Right. But um, <laughs> we're not on tour here. We play the same place every night <laughs> to the same twelve people who shit. remember everything right. and get really angry at you if you start to repeat yourself. Well, now, I don't get angry. I don't. But no, no, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking oh, about the, the chatbot. The chatbot. Yeah. Well, well, the audience the doesn't want to hear us to tell us. I think the audience. Uh, maybe we're out of stories. I remember, I, I'm not out of stories. <laughs> I just I need to know which ones I told already. That's a. I have plenty of stories. You're the Spalding Ray of redundancy. <laughs> what? You are the Spalding Gray of redundancy. I don't get it. That's too highbrow for me. What is this new show, this elementary? Oh, it's not new. It's That's it's Sherlock Holmes with Lucy Liu. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like he's... But They've he's been like posting a, he's flyers like looking for locations around my neighborhood You like can meet crazy. Lucy Liu. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. She's but they're looking, they're looking you for You already got a 12-year-old. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually... What was it? Here's he's Dave. Actually <laughs> that, he? I have no stories left. <laughs> that was like show one where Dave said he had no stories left. So we were, just, we're certainly out by now. I've just been living other people's lives. It's like um, in Hellraiser when he steals people's skins. Like, I just... Been doing that, I'm like living as a fat guy right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was curious. Later, I'll live uh, as one of the guys that comes out of Tommy Rockstar's bag machine. Kill your dog, Mister. <laughs> but as somebody like 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 somebody, are they allowed to just like go and like solicit like in apartment buildings and be yeah. like, hey, we want to use your apartment? They blah, knock blah, on blah. your door and then they make a deal with your landlord if mm -hmm. you're not owning it, and mm -hmm. then you and uh, if everyone's in, it's all cool. You know. Mm -hmm. The funny part was though, I was like. Go ahead with the story you told last week. No, I, I, I think about it. No, I just think it was funny because I basically told them that they had all the power that they needed here with the, with the outlets and plugs, and they just laughed at me and were basically like, oh, we're going to haul in all our own electric. And they just, it's a whole pro production, you know. Um, Scott on the Chooch Box, I will try to get um, that question in during the interview. Thank you. There was. Um there's some other uh, TV show that's filming around. I don't know. Little Girl Special Powers. It's, I don't know. It's oh, like, I, I see. That's all of believe? my neighborhood, too. Is yeah. it called Believe? I think so, oh, yeah. yeah. And they're filming all around the neighborhood. I actually... Uh, so let me alone. Let me be. There's that show... 
that they've been advertising for that's uh, about like people coming back from the dead and like not knowing they're dead or whatever. Resurrection. Yeah. And or then, something. Yeah, something like that. But then <laughs> Resurrection I, or something like that coming I thought, this fall. I thought me. it was on uh, I thought it was on Netflix because I saw the show on Netflix and it was Resurrection. And uh I started watching it and my first thought as soon as it started I was like, Oh fuck, this isn't in English. And like it was like the the foreign version of it. It's like French or whatever. But Mogwai does the soundtrack for it, which is kind of awesome. Like mm-hmm. the 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 score is really cool, and I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a chance. And then I started watching it, and the show is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, really. It, yeah, and I was like, oh, I found something new to watch because I refuse to watch. Um, what's the show with Kevin Spacey that everyone talks about? House of Cards. Yeah, my girlfriend. Went, I don't watch it. Refuse to watch that. And True uh, Detective. Someone told me the ending of True Detective, and I was like, that's <laughs> oh, fucking stupid. Because you said you weren't fucking. Shoot. Yeah. Well, and, now, are you caught up now? Well, I was four episodes in, and then I found out the ending, and I was like, that's stupid and not worth my time. But isn't there Are a... you nuts? You're not going to watch the end of no, True Detective? fuck it. No, I don't care. You're crazy. What do you want? A big reveal? You want the fucking... I wanted a twist ending. Nah. Isn't there a season two coming up, that though? Wouldn't there is, but it's... It, like every, the theme it's of the show. different people every season. It's like a completely different You guys, story. that's your problem. You want everybody to get to the fireworks factory, and it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I, I'm disappointed <laughs> when it's just like... I mean, like... You know, no. I have to say, I thought the Breaking Bad ending was good. I watched the last episode twice, and I thought it was perfect. The second time, I I realized how perfect it was. Watch it. it. I mean, it was. I I do appreciate the fact that all these people were like coming up with the fucking craziest theories as to what was actually going to happen, and then it was just like not any of those. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Straightforward. Well, that's 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 not the the show's fault. That's the fault of the you know the hype of the people talking about it and coming up with these crazy theories. John, do, you, of, do you feel like they left it open for them to uh, continue with the same characters? No, yeah. they're not going to. They're out. It's, I know that they're not going to, but it seemed like they could just continue it. They, like the stories, there's a lot what, more story to what can, they can uh, do. But they, they said they're not using the same actors, so how no, is I that going to happen? I'm just saying, it seemed like they can continue it. If they, uh, but they're not going how? to. How? Are you insane? Because there's still people out there, they said. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you could, that, but no they're not going to continue it because you can't get everybody. That's the whole thing. That's what right. he says at the end. Can't get everybody. Yep. I'm just baffled how. True detective talk. What are you baffled about? I'm baffled. What are you how... not baffled about? Make a list of those things. Right. I have that list right here, actually. Hold on. Guns and roses. Guns... <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That's that's fifty-fifty. Mm, topics, topics, topics. I'm just baffled at the uh, speaking of TV, the correlation between. The... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> Why am I in the jungle and am I going to die? <laughs> Who knows? Make the best of it. By the way, did you guys see the trailer for the new movie? Do entitled, you have fun in games? <laughs> entitled Welcome to the Jungle. We do. Come on in. <laughs> did you guys see this trailer for this movie, Welcome to the Jungle, with Jean Claude Van Damme? I uh, know. It's a really bad B movie trailer you can see it on YouTube. It's horrible. A B movie with John Claude Van Damme? <laughs> He's rising up in the ranks. <laughs> no, I was just baffled with the correlation between the show Lost and actually what happened with Flight 370 and a lot of lot of correlations oh. there. So Tommy's been trying to find this fucking airplane for a week. What's going on with that, Tommy? I think it just flew over the garage it. a few minutes ago. Yeah, that was He's probably, qualified. That was probably that plane. They, they just started to... Uh, <laughs> it's Tommy trying to find the airplane using his computer. They just started to like basically broaden that whole search. I sent area. you the solution. I sent you what happened. I sent you that link. I posted it on your Facebook. What was the story? Like a little girl in Thailand found it. What, what was that? No, about? the psychic. They asked the psychic oh, right. woman, and she said that it's 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 electrical, well, they, right? They asked a couple psychics, and one psychic said that it's either still in the air or it's in the water, and then someone else said that it landed somewhere where there was lots of of jungle foliage that they were very they could see. That's. They, <laughs> 
That's the plot of Lost. Wait, so the psychist says it's either in the water, in the air, or on the land. <laughs> Thank you. Here's, here, here's your money. Solved. Yeah. Exactly. Make the check out to are Kook, they, Kook <laughs> Incorporated. They, well, they, got, they got Debbie, the hippie psychic from Colorado, and it's she the, said, it's everything's the, cool, man. It's the first time I really wish that Sylvia Brown was still alive, because I really feel like she would have some answers, and Montel would have her on right now. We'd know where that fucking plane is. Well, I'm According- seeing uh, the plane on the, on the, in the air. Perhaps, wait, perhaps it's in the water. Or on the Hold ju- on, uh, jungle lands. I have an older woman coming through. Her name starts with a B. Does anyone have an older woman with a B? B61. Hey, what's that behind your ear? A quarter. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Well, according to Fucking Psyche. Parlor tricks. Anyone here believe in that shit? Hell no. Well, come on, Tommy. Sometimes. Go ahead. I'm not going to judge you. My dad Until once... you're finished talking. <laughs> My dad, who's just the least like psychic-loving type person, right. once went into a psychic, and she told him a couple <laughs> things. And one of the things she was is like, uh, well, basically, he, he walked out on a psychic reading and then and then left. And the woman had asked him to come back. And then like 40 years later, he went to see another psychic. And that psychic was like, a prior psychic asked you to come back and you never saw her again. And he, it blew his mind. So sometimes, I don't know. It I, blew his mind that someone that would go to a psychic might have gone to another psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, who goes to a psychic more than once? I guess my dad. <laughs> But like no, like forty years well, they apart, rope, they rope you in. But they, a, they do a whole fucking uh, spiel where they make you come back, just like a psychiatrist. A I actually a feeling you've been here <laughs> or before. a barber. I'm gonna I'm gonna kickstarter this, but I've always wanted to do a movie. I've always wanted to do a, a documentary on the people, and this will only apply to people who are in New York. And I apologize. The people who leave the flyers in the uh, in the subways that say like. Um, like it's always like Miss Jasmine. Miss Jasmine is a faith healer. Miss Jasmine knows Jesus Christ personally, and Miss Jasmine. Blah, and it's like the first of all, the artwork for these flyers is fucking awesome. Like it's really cool right. looking the way they set it up. And you go to someone's house that's in like Jamaica or like Corona, like like the, like somewhere deep into Queens, the Lemon yeah. Ice King, deep Queens. And it's usually like a Haitian woman or like you know like an old Haitian guy, and uh, maybe they're Dominican. I mean like there's a, they're very it's like a Caribbean thing, and uh, but they're like Catholic, but they're also like voodoo priests and like yeah. I, I, yeah. I, well that's what they prey upon the poor people who are very religious well they tell them that they have a hex money. they tell them they have a hex on them yeah and then they you have to pay a huge amount of money for them to remove the hex which is apparently a right. huge process uh, yep yep that whole thing that whole gag that old gag listen if there's any poor people from deep queens listening don't fall for that shit don't do it I mean don't do it it's bullshit give, so your, money, your, give money your money give your money in a bank give your money to a real respectable uh, clergy member like Reverend Run right or like the hunt for Bigfoot maybe. <laughs> yeah or like the wolf of Wall Street <laughs> oh, I saw that movie this weekend it if sucked you, let me ask you a question if you if you if you put money into a pyramid scheme and you get out at the right time you could still make money right right so like <laughs> yeah. So why is it a scheme then? Like if you're smart, like because I mean, like, <laughs> welcome to Asking Albanian, Dave Harrison. <laughs> I'm not gonna explain. Their Dave, currency is aluminum now. Dave's putting us on with that question. Like if you put a dollar in an envelope and you send it to someone, and then and then you get like sixty five dollars, then you just don't send another dollar, right? Yeah, that's then you're the schemer. You see. It's not a scheme on you. Oh, it's like memento. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's like, the, it's like the shoes on the other foot now. Isn't it? Whoa, my how my. The, how did the Columbia House Record Club work out for you? <laughs> ask that I paid Ke- 99 cents and I kept those fucking cracker albums. <laughs> ask Kevin Kenny that same oh, question. Now who's the loser? You have cracker albums. This Dave, Dave's head just exploded. So, so, busy, so busy licking stamps. <laughs> The best part was picking the albums you wanted. I probably did that like half a dozen times before I actually sent it in. I was like, do I want this MC Hammer album? I don't know. Do I? 
Fuck. It's a fucking he penny. He so well, but I can't see that in the record. It's a penny. Oh. He used the penny stocks oh, to buy think, the Columbia house. That's, that's the fucking real scam. Well, this, I mean, it's 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 genius. I mean, that whole idea was genius because you're like you're like. Ugh, I don't really need the Nelson album, but if it's got another great song, <laughs> I on totally it, bought I the Nelson album from that. <laughs> I was just reading. I, I watched that movie. You're the one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. I, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very, very good. And I, lo- I love. And Scorsese. you're a Scorsese fan. I right? am. I am. And, I enjoyed uh, it. Uh, the Jonah Hill character guy. Uh, he's. He's. I read an interview with him today. That dude is taking himself way too seriously. He yeah. thinks he's like fucking Mr. Actor now. It's hilarious. It happens to everybody. It happens to fucking. Mike Myers goes up there for the Oscars. It's like, dude, you fucking do far just, shit joke. You do jokes about people eating duty. Just go what back. You, to- and he's like, "Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm O'Tor. Get I the stole, fuck out of here." I stole Toby Huss's whole right. bit. You're the, you're the fat kid from Superbad. You just should go back to touring with the Jonas Brothers. Get the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> you know, stop. Stop it. Stop taking yourself so fucking seriously. The Jonah Hills of the world. Coming up next week on the show. Are you angry Jonah at Hill? <laughs> Are you angry in? at him because he's fat? No, he's not fat anymore. <laughs> yes, he is. He got skinny and then he got fat yeah. again. Right, he put he's like the on. reverse Matthew McConaughey. Yo, that guy's still too skinny. He looks like a fucking yeah. lollipop. He needs to, like, that guy like a tanned lollipop. <laughs> he needs to. He really needs to gain some weight. It this makes me, is he's a flat like, circle. <laughs> he makes me really uncomfortable. All right, all right. Yeah, for a stoner, he's not eating much. <laughs> Like somebody get God that and fucking fuck get that dude fuck some funyuns. <laughs> that guy doesn't eat funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a man in the world that doesn't eat funyuns, it's, it's Matthew him? McConaughey. I'm yeah. still trying to figure out what time is a flat circle means. Well, you have to watch True Detectives to understand. No one understands. Even the people who watch it still don't get it. Everyone pretends to know, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually. I will. I will. The the client will re- remain nameless, but uh, I actually had a client say to me, "We need placement." In TV shows and movies for our product, and I was like, okay. And they were like, we need the next, we need to be the next big hug mug. <laughs> and I was oh, like, oh wow. my god, I actually know what you're talking. Oh, about. Oh, like an advertising thing. I like, well, we want to be the. Piece. I don't know what that means. Explain that to me. Well, uh, well, there's there's a, there's a there's a coffee mug in, that Matthew McConaughey is drinking from, or that's on the table in um in the entire flash forward scenes of True Detective, like uh-huh. the present scene. It's on screen a lot. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and after that happened, people like and it was just something that the set designer put on. It was like a mug that had I guess had been made years ago. Mm. And someone sold one that was the same mug uh, and it went on eBay for like fifteen hundred dollars, and people were like wow. going crazy for them, and they really wanted these fucking mugs. But is that a brand or no? It was no, it's just like it was just it was, like it's like a data a, source mug. It was just had said something random on you it. You know, it was right? like a you know the old like seventies Dunkin' Donuts yeah. um, thermos. I'm not even you know you're saying yeah. I, didn't I know what, what you're I'm talking saying. about. And uh, <laughs> we all know what you font, mean. you know, and it's like that bubble eighties letter. It says big hug mug on the. I don't coffee. care about the vessel. I care about what's in it. Oh, but anyway, so I mean that's that's something that. There's a dog barking outside, unless that's a plane. I hate my dog. But um, we like, can't find the dog. I killed my dog before the show. He's yapping away. I, was that Ryan? That was me. Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That, was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> that, that fooled me. <laughs> the first one wasn't me. <laughs> so they're trying to place some kind of other product. Because well, we a- do, we do have clients that that like are are crazy about things, and and like actually, for instance, we had a we had a client who ended up in an episode of Mad Men. And uh, they were like, we want to we want to capitalize on this and blah, blah, blah. And this was after if for those of you that watch Mad Men, that Jaguar was fat was featured and they put out a full page ad in like every magazine. Excuse me. It's Jaguar. 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 And then um, and then 
fucking Lane tries to kill himself in the Jaguar, and they're like trying to pull it back, and they're like, "Oh, I mean, that's not that's not a it's not a suicide machine. That's not an accurate our car start, and then then they don't try and kill people." Jaguar. That's their new ad campaign. Kill yourself in Jaguar. To live and let die. Dino the day. Living daylight. Thunderball. Um, Moonraker. 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 <laughs> Moonraker. What does that even mean, Moonraker? Anybody see that piece of shit? I bought a Moonraker on Amazon. <laughs> was how was it? It was horse shit. It was. It was. It raked zero moons. Exactly. It was no <laughs> moons raked. It You're was. listening to live from the barrage. It's uh, 36 past the hour. We have a uh, Greg Turner from Angry Samoans calling in a, a bit later. Soon, right, Dave? I guess. Uh, nine o'clock. I think. Oh, nine o'clock. Yeah, you told? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that is that a bad time? No, it's fine. I just uh, yeah, just want to know. No, we can work around it. Do you realize the last show we only took one music break the entire? We took we one break we last just, week. We just don't yeah. take breaks anymore. Yeah, right? I, I love it. Fuck I mean, breaks. there's there's no there's no piss thing here anymore. So I mean, like I just kind of hold it, and uh, we just we just we, I only have to download like two crappy songs a week. We riff on a theme, <laughs> you know. It's like Radio Lab. John's like, like we're like, oh, today's theme is poop. John's like managed to housebreak all of us. Like we we tolerate freezing and not being able to pee. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, like, we're, so, well, like we're like we're like an abusive kennel. This is my Auschwitz. The funniest. Thing, you know, oh. well, listen, I, I'm like the Pied Piper. Nobody told you guys to show up. They just I'm keep so coming. sorry for saying. That. What did you say? I didn't hear you. <laughs> so it's our Auschwitz. Oh God. Oh, I'm apologize to everyone in the audience for that comment. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all of our listeners who've experienced Auschwitz. I am very fat, and I will not. <laughs> I will leave here. <laughs> <laughs> We try to keep the uh, try to keep time. it uh, racism and um, misogyny free here on Life in the Brook. Yeah, we don't. Like I had to listen to sh- lots like of fat shaming. I had to listen to lots of angry Samoans today to, to prepare. He's not that angry. I not that yeah. I haven't over the over the course of my life. Right, I haven't listened to much of them. I listened to a bunch today. They were I, honestly like I mean I, not to not to blow my load, but uh, uh, I'd say top three favorite bands ever. Wow, really? That's really? A lot. Yeah, I would definitely. That's a big. I commitment. would definitely. Uh, I asked Jay Levitz from Endangered Feces because I go, well, if anybody's gonna have an opinion. He might have some good because he'll come up with it. You could look on the internet and research all day, but if you ask somebody, like in real life, what? you know, in trust, out Auschwitz, so the church box is going nuts. So yeah, if you ask somebody who like maybe knows a, a lot about punk rock, and I know Jay Levitz is a punk rock historian, he knows all this stuff. He might come up with a nugget. I mean, like it's a hundred percent. He'll come up with some nugget that you don't know about that's not on the internet. Oh, ask him about this story that happened. And uh, so Jay Levitz gets back to me uh, immediately, and I said, uh, we're interviewing Greg Turner tonight. Any advice, questions? Ask him what we can do to have our Taco Bell serve the Cholito again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at John's face. I'm like, I don't know what it is. So I write, it's back. It's called the Chili Cheese Burrito. I had one last week. It was fucking glorious. Then my work here is done, and that's it. Thank you, Jay Levitz, for nothing. No insight at all. Just wants the Cholito back. Like the rest of us. I like the Jay I Levitz. Even, I don't even know what a Cholito is. It's just it's a like burrito an, with chili and cheese. It's like an it's enchilada, delicious. but with cheese. How Jake? do they just get away with bastardizing the Spanish language? Like, <laughs> they just like, it's like, oh, here's a weird pun or some shit we threw in there. Like, it's, it's like my mom trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> like, it's like she just adds like everything with an O at the end of it. Yeah. Like, it's like the El Bloombito Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Tree a- on the church box saying, uh, Cholito Shuffle. <laughs> Cholito. Oh, oh, oh. All right. That's have it. Have you oh. guys had the breakfast yet at Taco Bell that just came out with it? No, it didn't come out yet, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> I saw a sign the other day when I was ordering my Cholito. Tom's rifling. I was. I should have. What I should have done is ask uh, the dudes from uh, DRI 
last night what they thought of the Angry Simones because I ended up hanging out with DRI for a couple hours last night at Hairdo's house. How'd that work out? Yeah, I went over Hairdo's and uh, they they walked in like 10 minutes later last night after practice. And uh, yeah, my wife wasn't too pleased. Are they playing? Not a big uh, yeah, DRI they're playing fan. just two two New York show, uh, one show tonight. I think, I oh, man, I want to say it's at Webster Hall. I picture them walking into your house like Anthrax did in Mary Mitchell's. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, and then the next show is in Jersey somewhere. That's the, and then they're just flying back. It's just it's weird. They're just doing two local shows, but uh, it's hanging out with those dudes and the guy Harold from who's the bass player for like twenty years. Who's still like you know, <laughs> nobody knows who he is because he's not the original bass player. He's the, that guy's the best. The other two guys don't say anything. Hmm. Uh, you know, the drummer says nothing. Kurt, you know, we've interviewed Kurt. We all know. I wasn't here like, for that episode. He's very chatty. But the other guy, Harold, he whips out this computer, his laptop, and he's showing me all these pictures because he's been taking pictures of shows since like, he was a kid. Like upskirt shots? No, like shots. <laughs> fucking awesome, like Metallica shots of like when they, fir- when they were first around. It was With amazing. With Cliff, Cliff Bertrand? Yes. Uh, yes. Many Cliff Bertrand shots, like awesome shots that were used in books and stuff. He's just, he doesn't even say anything. He just takes out his computer. He's like, check this out. You like that one? You like this one? And we're just looking through all these pictures. It was fucking great. He, he has amazing pictures on his computer. <laughs> Thank you, What he everyone. says, Harold has mega metal history. <laughs> yeah, he wrote a book, too, I think. <clears throat> Harold O., Maybe he has a photography book out. I forget what it's called. There, I have their plugs here, actually. DRI's playing tonight at Webster Hall at the studio. I was right. With, with Monkey Pop. With and, Monkey yeah, with Pop. Monkey Pop. And they're playing tomorrow night Chris at, uh, at uh, Mexicali Live in T-Neck with Monkey Pop. There you again. go. T-Neck, New Jersey, right mm. across the bridge there. You can get That's a, where tr- the gangsters you can get a go to Grande there. They're yeah. playing with a band called M- Metal Fire, which I keep reading as Metafilter. <laughs> 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 nice guys, though. We had a good time. Drank a couple beers and I got out of there. Hairdo, hairdo still like roadieing with them or whatnot? Or uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I think I'm sure he's going to both shows. I'm right. not sure if he's working them, but he'll be there. He invited me, and uh, you know we have the radio show and blah blah blah. Oh, so you're sad now? No. Oh, wait. I, I'd much rather do the radio show than anything else. That's why you think I'm standing out here in 20 degrees. <laughs> Exaggerating. I might no sound reason. like I hate doing this, but I love it. <laughs> why do you think I'm out here? Exaggerating. What a cold it is. Uh, I wasn't talking about tonight. We love it too, John. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> You're invited back anytime. Either sit down and keep quiet or get out. One or the other. <laughs> there we go. Are you happy? Tommy's doing good work for us. He's uh, sending me all sorts of unusable things. <laughs> so, uh, should we take a little break before. Uh... Sure. Let's take a. Yeah, you're right. We should take a break. And, uh, yeah, we'll come back at 9 p.m. Well, we'll, we'll come back before, before that. that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, should we play some angry Simones, or should yeah, we wait until after the interview? Well, we'll do we'll do some we'll do some Greg Turner now. We'll do some Greg Turner later. Yeah, All let's right. do build up. Baby. We'll be back after this. Here's Gas Chamber by Angry Simones on Live from the Barrage.
Does he ever shut up? There he is. That's Rainbow with Stargazer, as requested by Woody High. I'll have to wait. Rainbow's a dude. Show. Yeah, Rainbow's one guy. Rainbow's just one guy. He's playing. He's playing the bass drum with his right foot. Shut up. He's playing the. Uh... Hi, we're doing a radio hey, show. Hey, how's it going? How are you? The fuck. I heard something funny. I know. You guys are always yakking away. That's a the talk wrong times. <laughs> there was a twenty-minute Rainbow song on. We had to do something. <laughs> Uh, is that a dig at the quality of the show that I just played a 20-minute rainbow song? Well, F you. You guys know it's National uh, Steak and Blowjob Day today? <laughs> it's a real thing. It's, like it's a not a real thing. That's bullshit. It's a, it's a real thing because someone put it on the internet? Yeah, exactly. How do you think I get my news? <laughs> I don't know. From Mars. <laughs> uh, you know, it's also... Uh... How was your trip to Mars? <laughs> What does that even mean? All right, let me hear. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna entertain, gonna entertain you for a second. This? Yeah, All right. steak. Why are you taking the bait? And blowjob day <laughs> sounds. It sounds. It does sound horrible, doesn't it? It well, yeah. It sounds like some douchebag made it up. Go ahead. Well, it's got seven thousand likes on Facebook, so it's a national holiday. It's oh, the, it's well, the same dude that's like, you know, what's got my perfect girl would be three feet tall and she'd have a flat head, so I could put my beer on it. Like that's the same guy that invented steak and blowjob. Day. No one else. Like, has what a fucking chew. Seven thousand likes dream. on Facebook. Hitler. <laughs> probably more. It means probably up around fourteen grand. Means nothing. <laughs> Somebody look that up. Yeah, That's, look that up. You know, ridiculous. Crazy Bob, I already took care of that. Don't tell me how to do my show on the Chush Box. You keep, shut keep the researching up. Ponzi schemes for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's off the Ponzi scheme. Finally. No, no, I need I need more information. I need to know how my Ponzi scheme's gonna work. Well, what does that mean, Tommy? Steak and blowjob day. Am well, I supposed to get a steak and a blowjob from a woman? Is that the idea? That's 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 the vibe. Mm. So can you just walk up to a random woman and be like, cook me a steak and blow me? That's, like a, that's what they're inferring. Wolfman. Yeah, that's horrible. No, it's like from your significant other. You know, you're supposed to have they're supposed to have a certain tolerance for your I don't need needs a as national, a man. I don't need a national meme day or whatever to like force my, my fiance to be like, uh, I wanna cook you some dinner and I wanna get I wanna yeah, get I, busy with you. I just I just need a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I see national cruel shit. emotional torment, okay? That's what I use. I don't need a national day. Right. If that's what I do. I get the steak and I take the knife and I say, hey, you, you listen. Yeah. John's, John's more of a shoot steak and fap day type of guy. I hang a steak on my penis and walk around Astoria. Or uh, Williamsburg. Then he masturbates and cries in the barrage. And it's, that's his national day. I'm lucky if I could get both of those things to happen in one day. Well, if you do, save it for Once the air. Once a year? Yeah, t- videotape it, vine it and send it to us. It only takes six seconds. 
to eat a steak? Wow, you're good. You should, <laughs> you should go to one of those restaurants where you get it for free. You're like Johnny No Nads or whoever that guy is that wins the competitive <laughs> eating competitions all the time. Don't they all have like wrestling names? Isn't it's it National like, Eat and Ejaculate Day? But are all those competitive eater guys, isn't it like like Vinny 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 Extra Sauce and then like uh, Vinny Extra Sauce? <laughs> Speaking of which, right. oh, calm down. Hello, uh, call. You're on the air. Yeah, is this Dave? This is Greg Turner. Hey, Greg, how are you? Thank you for calling in. Yeah, no problem. I just dialed the wrong number accidentally, and <laughs> someone, someone said, uh, who is this? I said, it's Greg Turner. Who? <laughs> the Angry Samoans. Who? <laughs> oh, that was us. <laughs> right, did, you, uh, did you go on and on about punk rock to some uh, old lady who's sitting at her kitchen table? Like, what the fuck? In Queens. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I cut it short. I sense danger. You <laughs> <laughs> should have put a Kickstarter plug in there at the you know at the last second. Maybe you should have thrown you a couple bucks. Well, that, that's that's really going to the extremes. Then, <laughs> how's it going, Greg? Thanks for calling, man. We really appreciate. Yeah, you no doing problem. This, you no know. problem. Thanks for the interest. Oh, anytime. We actually, I don't know if you uh, you probably didn't have a chance to listen to the beginning, but uh, we were uh, we played some songs. We were talking about uh, talking about your uh, your career and all of that stuff, and uh, figured uh, you know. I don't know. I found you on Facebook, and I was like, oh, let me uh, let me see if I'll actually accept my friend request." And then my next step is to to get my idols to call into <laughs> shitty podcasts that I do in a garage. Well, and you still you still uh, won't re- accept your uh, mother's friend request on there, probably. But... <laughs> she, right, right. She didn't put out albums, so <laughs> no, no, you don't want that. <laughs> she didn't make any hit records. Fuck her. No yeah. offense. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So, uh, so I guess we can start and talk about the uh, talk about the new album. How did that? Uh, how did that all come about? Well, it did the. Uh, I, I've had a number of songs in that vein hanging on the shelf for a while, and uh, thought it might be fun to uh, actually record some of them. And uh, the electric auto hard player Billy Miller has been a friend of mine for God thirty forty years. He played electric auto hard behind Rocky Erickson in the seventies, and uh, so I thought, let's bring him aboard. He lives in Sonoma, California, so I have to Amtrak him out here, and he's sort of a looney tune and a half. So, um, <laughs> that makes sense. With the... always... I'm sorry, go what ahead. That? I said that makes sense with the Rocky Erickson connection. Yeah, he's nuttier than Rocky. I mean, uh, the first time I met Billy, um, well, when I had a chance to talk to him, we met at some Mexican restaurant. He was talking about uh, his get-rich-quick scheme in case music doesn't pay off. And I said, what does that involve? He goes, well, you can't tell anybody. And he's looking around the restaurant. It's says, top secret. And I said, what's that? And he goes, well, I have a patent out on a kid cereal. And I said, what's kid cereal? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, oh, you can't tell anybody. I said, and he starts whispering. It's called Oswald Crunchies. Oswald Crunchies. Well, that'll sell millions. Yeah, that'll, that'll <laughs> kick Frosted Flakes off the shelf. And he, took, he took the time to Yeah, there's a, there's a toy gun premium in every box. That's great, Billy. <laughs> now, I have to ask, because I, mean, I, I, I want to jump right into this. There's a, you have a lot of Rocky Erickson kind of connections from the new album. I know you, uh, Lauren from Ockerville River, actually. I saw her play with Rocky a couple years ago. But um, yeah. you, uh, you, you've known Rocky for years, right? You... you uh, uh, you did. Uh, I know you did the liner notes for Gremlins Have Pictures. Like, how did that all happen? How did you get in touch with him? See, uh, well, I was always a huge 13 Floor Elevator fan back in the late 60s, early 70s, and uh, the quintessential moment came in 1975 when Doug Somm was supposed to play the Palomino Club in North Hollywood in the San Fernando Valley in L.A., and uh, the word was 
going around that Rocky Erickson was in tow, fresh out of a mental hospital. And I thought, eh, probably not. But I thought I'd take a chance just in case and uh, took a couple friends there. And Sam is playing. And back then, the Palomino eventually evolved to sort of a punk pop club. But before then, it was strictly C&W and all these... Uh, Old, good old cowboys would come and slurp down a few beers and drink and eat some steaks. And Doug Song was about as rowdy as it got for those guys. And it <laughs> seemed improbable that he'd bring Rocky to even play, let alone show up. But I saw him wandering around at some point, and I said, Hey, Doug. And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Is this Rocky Erickson here tonight? He goes, You know Rocky? <laughs> I said, yeah, sort of. <laughs> as much as you can know Rocky. And he goes, Come back here. And in the backstage, there was this scruffy-looking guy on a big conference table with this sort of hippie chick next to him. And uh, we're watching. We have, we have our elevator's records for him to sign just in case. And so we're waiting for him to, you know, talk to this person to finish. And he's writing on the table with his mark slot in huge letters. And he goes, now, I, I, I always... I, I told you, I, I've always maintained that I'm an alien. And she's looking, nodding, and she says, Now, my mother was the first one that told me, What do you call your mother? She goes, Mom. He goes, What else? And she goes, Ma, right? And she goes, Right. And he writes, M-A. Now, what's the first letter of my first name? She goes, Rocky, that's R. And he adds that to it. He goes, Now, what comes after R in the alphabet? She goes, S. And he spelled it out. He's underlining it 30 times on the table. I couldn't believe it either when I first found out. <laughs> we started backing off, going like, oh, my God. How was the trip to Mars? <laughs> was there, <laughs> he, yeah, so Mars. Did. And uh, so, so we go back after we talked to him for a little bit, and he was very cordial, just scattered. And gets up on stage. They finally call him up on stage around midnight. And he goes to all the amplifiers and turns them up to like 13 as much as you could. And there's all this cacophony and feedback. And he hits the first four chords of You're Gonna Miss Me and starts wailing into the microphone like just a switch had been turned on. And there was a cattle prod up of him. And you should have seen the faces of the people in the club. I mean, <laughs> these guys stopped eating their steaks and stopped drinking and had their mouths open. And Rocky was just going, he went to Two Headed Dog and a couple others. And it was just the most transforming moment. I mean, it was almost better than Iggy and the Stooges in 1972 with the whiskey. Wow. That's, that's, that's high that's, praise. That is huge <laughs> praise. And, and I know, uh, I know with Rocky, I, uh, I actually saw him again recently and he, uh, he did mostly 13th floor elevator songs, which was great. I had never, I'd seen him do a lot of solo stuff and I have to admit as much as I love the elevators, I, I think I'm kind of partial to the solo stuff. I really, I think, uh, I think Evil One's a, a perfect record. I think. And, and oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is back in the seventies, if you asked Rocky, "Hey, Rocky, you're going to play any Thirteen Floor Elevator songs tonight?" You know, twenty minutes before the show, and he'd look at you and say, uh, "Well, I haven't had breakfast with Charles Manson today." <laughs> you know, that was nineteen seventy-eight. Now you ask him the same question twenty minutes before the show is going to begin. He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> so, so he's more lucid and he addresses the question, but something's off still. Yeah, right, I, I, yeah. Had, I had a conversation with him that I, you know, I tried to have a conversation with him, and it was it would start off every question you'd ask him. It started off where he would answer you lucidly, and then it would trail into something kind of like your story. It would it would trail into something where you'd be like, 
where did this take a left turn into this doesn't make sense anymore? And you're trying to follow it. And he was always, I mean, he was super friendly. I don't know if he was like that back then. Was he, was there an air of more aggression to him back then? Uh, was he, was, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Back then, back in the 70s, it was just like you couldn't believe it. I mean, um, the manager didn't know what to do with him because often he'd play on stage. And the, the band he played with, the aliens, were just incredible. This guy, Dwayne, who was on lead guitar, who looked sort of a hybrid of Keith Richards and James Williamson, uh, was just spectacular. He was, I mean, he was like the same guy on the evil one, and he was just incredible. And then Billy was playing auto heart behind him, looking nuts. And, I mean, the whole thing checked out of some comic book that, you know, came by way of Mars. Um, it was just, just unbelievable, really riveting. And then he'd break into these stories that the manager would hide his head in his hands, like, oh, no, not now. <laughs> and someone from the audience was going to tell us a story, Rocky. He goes, y'all want to hear a story? And he'd go, yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God. And he'd go into these. Well, there was the story about the crawling hand. The man was in jail, and he stole the ring on his finger, and the crawling hand came in and choked him out, and then there all was his blood and vomit on the floor. And this went on for 10 minutes. <laughs> So, so it's just you know I was a lot younger than with starry eyes, no pun intended, <laughs> looking at uh, you know this guy bigger than life. I thought, oh my god, this is just amazing! And he would sh- shriek and wail on the stage, and it was just everything you had heard about uh, how electric he was with the elevators was just more real than life at that point. But then, but then he'd do the prettiest song. I mean, you 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 know you I mean you covered Starry Eyes, which uh, I I love the cover on the new album, but I it. Uh, it really is like he could do the the prettiest kind of Buddy Holly esque uh, or doo-wop-y kind of songs, and it was it's it's yeah a- no that's absolutely like um, what's the song on the first record um, uh, I can't think of it now but uh, yeah he has an incredibly beautiful voice and range I mean he's beyond just the you know um, when he just was like a fire hose that's you know, shrieking and screaming all over the place. Uh, when he sings all the harmonies and uh, ballads like Starry Eyes, um, uh, things like Don't Fall Down off the first record. Mm. Beautiful voice. So I have to ask you, as far as as far as far uh, the beginning of your musical career, you you seem like, I mean, you, you're a huge lover of music, and that's kind of like the, the whole... I you I don't think you were you weren't a critic before. Were you writing for for magazines at all before the Samoan started, or was it uh, around the same time? Yeah, well, let's see. I started. I was I was an obsessive collect uh, compulsive record collector, like 1969 through 1972, and I mean I had at one point uh, 50,000 LPs and about 80,000 45s. Wow. Oof. I mean it was it was it was there was no medication for that kind of thing back then. That's a, that's and, good uh, Sabbath record territory. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean it wasn't that I had so much money to spend. You go into thrift stores back then and buy, you know, five thousand forty fives for ten dollars or something. And um so I I got really infected with all this, uh, especially all the punk rock stuff from the sixties in Texas and things like that. And um so it be, you know, became a fan of it out of doing that and Fast Freddy who uh put out this fan scene called Backdoor Man back around 74, 75. And a lot of people that went on to be writers, Don Waller and people like that, uh, were writing for it at the time. And it was, it was sort of like cream, but more, even more irreverent and uh, in-your-face and hostile to everything. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, I could just slam anything I wanted to. And it graduated into... Um, Billy Altman and Richard Meltzer, who were had written for Cream, somehow got a copy of 
that uh, zine and then encouraged me to write for do LP reviews, which was even more fun because I could. When you, when you say you could go crazy and uh, you know say whatever you want, what's the worst review you've ever given a band? Like, what's do you ever feel bad about a review? Like, uh, you have any guilt about anything bad you've said, or you're just like, hey, uh, no. But I, I mean, there was like, I mean, slamming and making fun of Bon Jovi was easy and fun. Right. I mean, that, sure. that doesn't take that, that yeah. power to do that, but. But like um, a con- maybe a contemporary a, band, you know, and there's like, and then you you have to see the guys at the gig. <laughs> well, I wrote, I did a Ted Nugent album review where I sort of wrote a letter to Ted and told him that he should probably pick up a melody maker, and that's a good guitar to learn on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woody High in the chat box would be very upset. Go ahead. <laughs> so apparently, he this was when Cream was in Michigan before they moved to L.A. And he started harassing the editors, wanting to know where I lived so he could hunt me down with his bow and arrow. Fuck, <laughs> that was that, that, that was a badge of honor. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if you, you were you were shot by uh, Ted Nugent's bow and arrow. Though you have to admit that'd be. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I feel it's not in the heart and the shoulder. Right, just a, just you know a wound. <laughs> yeah, be fine. just, just yeah. a flesh wound, yeah. right in right. the leg, and then right. you just never take it out. You go on stage and you have the arrow in your leg yeah. all the time. It'd be an incredible epitaph. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so that's is that that's how you you met Richard Meltzer. At, at first, through through your well, writing. yeah, mainly, mainly through Cream, and then he moved out to LA in '74, and we we all there was about 15 of us that were really hip to the Dictators in the first record, which was a minority back then, and so we shared that bond. And he came out and would tell us stories about Sandy Perlman from Blue Oyster Cult and all that. So we would hang out a lot, and that sort of migrated into Vaughn eventually, like two years later. Was he like I should have known better? <laughs> was he like I mean, was he? I mean, I, I've tried. I have to admit, and I'm a big fan of rock of rock criticism and rock writing and all of that. Yeah. I'm a record dork too. I mean, I I probably uh, I've never had that many records, but I definitely mm-hmm. get shit all the time from my fiance for how much room my records mm-hmm. take up. But uh, as far as Melter, I've tried to read Aesthetics of Rock. It doesn't make sense to me. Have you ever actually read it? Can you, can you be honest with us? That no, like- no, no one reads it. I mean, no, I mean, you read five <laughs> pages, then you put it down. You read three pages. You know, forty pages later, and. You know, it's, 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 I think it's funny as shit. I mean, it's not meant to be a serious tone on, uh, anything one way or another. It's just, it's, it's Meltzer trying to be Meltzer and funny. But it's, it's sometimes not, it it's, works in the book, sometimes it doesn't. We were saying before the show, we were trying to figure out, uh, I asked Dave, it was the Finnegan's Wake of rock criticism. I think it's the metal, mach- <laughs> I think it's the metal machine music of, ri- of rock writing. I mean, I think it's like if you made it all the way through that book, you deserve a prize and also someone needs to punch you in the face. <laughs> I've never listened well, I, Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I, I confess to listening to all of metal machine music just to do it. Right. How many two hours did I waste doing that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, that actually, I know I'm jumping around in your your chronology all over the place but uh the uh the song on on the new album about uh about lou reed uh yeah i was really surprised that in your dream i mean obviously i i read that this was actually based on a real dream that you had were you right. surprised that he wasn't yeah. a dick to you in the dream were you surprised that he actually helped <laughs> that he actually helped you with the song as opposed to being like fuck I, you i don't I, have time for this i did meet lou reed once and uh i had this single um of course called The Ostrich by The Primitives, which was he wrote in 1964 uh-huh. before The Velvets came about. I mean, he wrote a lot of stuff with John Cale in a workshop that they had them write surf songs and things like that. And this was called Do The Ostrich and a little 45 that I paid like some ungodly amount, like $75 back in 1970. And I saw that he was signing records, signing uh, copies of a book um, of his lyrics at the time uh, in Hollywood called Book Soup. 
And I thought I'd get him to sign it. But as I got in line, and there was a line like around the block, and I thought, all right, I'll wait 45 minutes. And then there's big signs like, Lou will not sign records or posters or flyers. He'll only sign the new book, blah, blah, blah. So I finally make my way in front of his table and said, I go to reach in my shirt to pull out the 45, and these two huge black guys are on me. I mean, like, ready to kill me, thinking it's a gun. <laughs> and Lou turns white. And I said, no, 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 it's a record. And he goes, what the fuck? And I showed it to him. He goes, oh, this isn't a record. This is like music from God, right? I said, oh, yeah, sure, with a small G. And he uh, signed. I said, where do you want me to sign? And I said, not on the label, not on the sleeve. And uh, he said, do you want to sell this back to me? I don't even have one. And I said, no, 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 no. He goes, yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. And we chatted <laughs> wow. for about 15, 20 minutes. He was very friendly and cordial. That's like the and, best case uh, scenario, though. I mean, that really, like, I mean, you could that could have backfired horribly. Were you aware of that walking into it? Like, he could be a total dick to me? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I've heard, you know, there's, there were stories going around back then what an asshole he was one way or the other. But uh, he was very charitable. He looked very, very bored signing the book. <laughs> yeah, I can And imagine. he wouldn't talk. He was grunting and not talking to anyone. <laughs> and they would ask him questions. He was, eh, mm. looks like he just didn't want to be there. But when he saw the 45, he really picked up. And, uh, That's we the key, about, I think, uh, at these things when you meet we talk, these we people. Talk, we talked a little bit about the gift, how he you know, did the one track of the vocals on one channel and the jam on the other. And uh, he was telling me nuances of how that came about well, and blah, blah, blah. the gift is but, a fantastic uh, no, the, the dream was song. a real dream, though. I mean, it was like, you know, I, I never had a dream in general where I fall asleep and then reality sinks into the dream and then reality, the dream comes back into reality when you wake up. That, this is the only time it ever happened. And I was writing a song called Fear and uh, couldn't finish the middle part of it. And I fell asleep. And then someone being says, hey, why don't you ask Lou? He's at the coffee shop down the street. I said, really? And uh, brought it to Lou. And he says, well, he says, you probably haven't tried this. Switch keys. And uh, here it goes. Fear is the thing that makes you so insecure. Then you become a controlling motherfucker. <laughs> I said, that's it. That's Thanks. It. <laughs> and he goes, anytime. He says, you know, I want, I want royalties, though. I said, oh, sure, this will sell millions. Do you believe in that? <laughs> and, do you uh, believe it was actually Lou Reed speaking to you in the dream? or do you don't believe? Yeah, no, absolutely. It looked like him, and it was him, and I woke up, and, and that was it. Wow. What era, what era him? <laughs> yeah, was he wearing, was he wearing the big uh, mirrored shades and the leather jacket, or was he, like, older? <laughs> no, this wasn't the Transformer, Lou. This was, uh, oh, I think it might have been the... Uh, same, New York Lou. Uh, I was hoping it was the mullet and the keytar Lou. The New York the, the New, 1980s Lou. <laughs> New, New York solo album Lou. Is yeah, maybe. When you say New York, maybe you mean the, the album the New York? Yeah, last gasp there. I don't know. <laughs> so, We're going out on the dirty <laughs> boulevard. So, right. I'm going to fly. How, <laughs> how did... Uh, how did Vom start? I want to I want to I want to touch on Vom a, a lot actually. Uh and speaking of records as an aside, do you own the Vom records? I mean, I know that goes for a lot of money if if uh in the record Does collecting it? circles. Yeah, the 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 Well, you know, there there was uh, yeah, I have the original um and uh the uh rerun records out of St. Louis repressed it last year with liner notes that I wrote. You get and, any money uh, they, from that? They pressed about a thousand copies on vinyl, yeah. You get any money from that? Uh, yeah, we got about five hundred bucks. I mean, split mm. four ways. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, oh. I, 
it's hard to chart how things like Punkmobile are going to play on the radio these days. Right? <laughs> yeah. Are we are we allowed but, to play Angry Samoan songs? Will you give us official permission? Because I don't have a music license, and I don't want this this white head <laughs> guy coming after me with his white noise or whatever the hell he is. I don't want him suing me. No, no, no. no, no. I guarantee that won't happen. <laughs> All right, um, thanks, man. But the bomb bomb happened when it was it was you know we, I'd hang out with Meltzer and he would show me his. He was very proud of his one flew over the cuckoo's nest poster of the movie where he he festooned Jack Nicholson's face with a necklace of used tampons, <laughs> and then he showed me his pubic hair collection of like Jim Morrison's Aww. dog and Patty Smith. And he, I, wait, wait, wait! Time out. I like how I like how Jim Morrison's dog came before Patty Smith <laughs> in the pantheon of you, <laughs> whose pubic hair you own. <laughs> right? You know, Are I mean, you he, telling he took me? It on stage. There's, there's no way of IDing it for sure. I suppose. Now you're saying that these are the pubic hairs of the actual rock stars, not of, or of their dogs. I'm confused. <laughs> right. They're right. dogs. Well, he claims. He had, he had them in little packets, and they were signed. The dog had a footprint on it, a paw print. He collects the pubic <laughs> hair of rock stars' pets. Hey, I've got, I've got Slash's old cigarette butts. <laughs> that, that was the only animal. The others were, like, legit people. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I have the pubic hair. He's like hair, the plaster caster of pubic hair. So, uh... So, <laughs> So who did who did what in I mean who was was Melter responsible for all the lyrics I mean was he was he the Well yeah, he wrote most of the lyrics uh we all sort of collaborated and you know he 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 still thinks he hates Vaughn to this day he's embarrassed about it but he still thinks Electrocute Your Cock is one of his masterpieces <laughs> so what can you say you know and uh but I not- saw him about a, about a year ago. I visited him in Portland. I hadn't seen him in about 10 years, and uh, his health is a little precarious, but he's just as uppity. Um, <laughs> so so Vaughn is off. We were just, uh, you know, having fun doing this, and then uh, uh, sort of like Meltzer and I were at the Variety Arts Center, which was a, a conference hall downtown LA, and they are putting on a, this was 75, I think, and they were putting on a show with the Weirdos, and, uh, Meltzer was drunk enough that he gets up and starts hopping up and down, pogoing. And he goes, see, see, I can do it too. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. I said, time for what? He goes, uh, time for Vom. I said, what's Vom? He goes, Vom and puke. I said, well, it's always time for that. And he goes, no, 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 music. I said, oh, my God. And I said, we start laughing and thinking, like, yeah, right. And then about two months later, he's back with a whole stack of lyrics. And he goes, let's do it. It's time. And so he started cutting up pants and putting that over his head. And, uh, you know, he wrote Harvester of Eyes, the lyric for Blois, they're called. So he made an eye vine on his shirt. He put, well, we got like frozen sheep eyeballs, and he would put those on the buttons on the shirt that he would wear. And then he, we, when Bomb played, we played behind the facade of barbed wire, and then we would dump trash cans on the stage behind the wire. And when people saw that, they immediately started thinking it was war, and they started throwing shit at us. Meltzer would toss the eyeballs back at the people. And then, as if that wasn't good enough, he went down to a Rainbow Mealworm and Bait Supply Company in Compton, California, <laughs> which was a real sketchy area. And he wanted Bronco worms. They just put everything they, everything in the, in the, on the, the storefront that they have in the title of that right, name. Right. Right. And then huge letters that said Bronco worms. He goes, look, Bronco worms. Said, what are Bronco worms? I don't care. they got to be great. <laughs> and... They bucked about four feet off the ground, so we took um, 
oh, buckets of bronco worms on stage. And then we had, <laughs> he had, he wrote a song called I Live With the Roaches, but you couldn't get enough roaches to be impressive, so we had to order crickets. <laughs> and, we, and it somehow just became a war on stage. I mean, the music was incidental. The guy, guitarist sure, would hit right. a chord and knock everything out of tune, so it was so dissonant and painful after like 10, 15 minutes. The bugs start flying back and forth. And the club owners didn't mind that too much, but they went crazy with the crickets. They couldn't take the chirping when everything was done. Well, I'm sure after you left say, two weeks later, like, the place is still filled with fucking crickets. Or all how, fucking... How, how many gigs did you guys get away with doing this type of nonsense? I think it was it lasted about two years, and I think we did about mm, 12 or 15 total. Right. And you were blacklisted from a few places, but not uh, unrelated to the insects. Oh, the whiskey threw us out. We're the only other band besides the doors that were thrown out on the street. <laughs> Did you jump on top of cars, of uh, proclaiming yourself the Lizard King and take, uh, exposing your you know, penis? Melter proclaimed himself the, the Cockroach King. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much of it was? It, I mean, how much was 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 actually earnest, or was it? I mean, was it all just a, a, a statement on? punk rock was what did melter and, and did you all think you could just do it better was that like and was it a parody How yeah did, was it a piss take or was it serious <laughs> well it was, it was a little of everything i mean at first it was a joke and then it evolved that we were all having so much fun that you know we thought we could be funnier than anybody else yeah i mean without being a parody people accused us of just being a circle jerk as far as making fun of everything but it wasn't that at all i mean it was just like uh we, we could be totally stupid and dumb and that was as valid as anything else well isn't so, it would it be an easy excuse for you guys to fall back and say hey it was all just parody when you you know the you t there's the you talk about the songs about you know like homosexual and etc we'll get you know into this well, there was, there was, i don't think when vom was going everyone anyone thought parody i mean the guy kick boy at flash magazine was always hyping that that it was sort of we were the parody band but no one none of us thought it was parody we just thought we were being idiosyncratic in some weird vein like everyone else. <laughs> well, what about the, with the Samoans? I mean, like, you know, it was always, you know, I, I've heard from, from people that say, you know, it was a, it was, you know, a continuation of kind of the VOM idea, but it was, it was more, you know, guys that were a little older, that were a little more in, you know, that weren't really from that scene, you know, in, in a scene that was filled with people that were a little younger, a little angrier, like how much of that was, you know, was just kind of well, tongue in cheek. Yeah. The answer to that is, let me tell you, the segue came from Vaughn and the Samoans in this way. There was a rehearsal near the end of Vaughn, but before we anyway had a clue who was going to die. Uh, Saunders, who was involved with Vaughn, at first you know, playing guitar and writing some of the music, um, brings in what he thinks is his masterpiece. And he, and he, we had Lisa Brennis was the bass player, who was just called Girl on the EP. <laughs> and uh <laughs> He brings this song and goes, this is great, this is the ultimate issue, what's that? It's called Beaver Patrol. She goes, no, 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 there's no Beaver Patrol. And he plays it, and it's like this rancid ZZ Top riff. And uh, no, no Beaver Patrol. And he went crazy. Goes, this is Beaver Patrol. It's the best thing we've done. No Beaver Patrol. So he had to shift it and, and left and quit Bomb for about three months. That's based on the Vonnegut novel, Boner well, Patrol. Actually, have you ever heard, uh, there is a song called Beaver Patrol that was a garage song by the Wild Knights, I think it was. I don't know if you've ever. Oh, no, I never, I, I missed that. Okay, yeah, it's actually it's actually worth checking out the uh, the riffs pretty good. It's I forget where they're from, but it was definitely big beat kind of like '66 maybe. It's it's worth it's a forty-five. Okay. It's worth checking out. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'll look that up. The uh, but anyway, so he he 
came back dragging his ass on the ground four months later, wanting to play drums, so he became the drummer. And uh, that's when it lasted about another two months. Meltzer, Meltzer got carried away. He actually bopped some guy over the head in the audience with a microphone stand, just not meaning to hurt anybody, but just sort of trying to push them away from the stage. And uh, then he got really freaked out by that, and then he got tired, and then he started claiming that he was too old to do this. Right. And from that, the next day, we couldn't convince him otherwise. Um, Saunders and I looked at each other, and we had, like, you know, heavyweight uh, rock and roll classics, like I'm in love with your mom, and, you know, things like this. <laughs> that's still and one of the great, that's a great guitar riff, I have to say. I love, I love that guitar riff. And everyone well, can relate to being in love with someone else's mom. the time for as long as it lasted, and then... It just sort of evolved for the next six months. Um, uh, we got, uh, we started hatching out how the next thing could continue. And we were thinking of names. And on the TV was this uh, professional wrestling, and they had the Wild Samoans was this uh, bad guy wrestling yes, tag team. Yes, yes, of course. And and, and we're, we're someone not said in the corner, like you know, they they need to be angrier. They're too nice. I thought, Sir. wow, that's it. You know, and. Uh, once we had the name, then everything fell in place pretty easily. Mike flew out his younger hippie brother guitarist from Little Rock, and uh, we didn't know the guy had like a big time foot fetish, which was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, definitely inbreeding in the Saunders family in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was like it was, it was a strange take on deliverance. Right. Ever, no one has lips, you know. Uh, speaking right, of speak, right. speak. yeah, I mean. It's just, you expect to see the next brother that be flown out with three years. <laughs> Speaking of metal, Mike, they we have, have a, five heads. A, a, just a couple quick questions from the audience, our audience members, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. Uh, Woody, Woody from New Rochelle has asked, why is Metal Mike such a Stu Nods? Do you have an answer for that? Such a what? <laughs> Stu Nods. Stu Nods. All right, let's move on to Ask Greg Turner's about writing for Cream Magazine. He wrote a Mint article about Motorheads in 81 when they was touring with Aussies. I might still have it. Motorhead rocks. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, emails. I that. Well, the Lemmy emails was like... so screwed up that it was hard to get anything out of him. And Ozzy was really nice. He took me back to his uh, this chateau in Hollywood that they were letting him stay at. And he shows. He says, "I'm really not such an asshole and such a moron. I really am not a moron." Ah, oh, poor Ozzy. And he showed me pictures of his dog and. You know, I really didn't. I didn't know that dumb bat that they threw on the stage. I didn't know it was a real bat. I thought it was a toy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far as, as as the first album, and I always actually first Ozzy album. No, the first oh. Samoans album. Um, I think it's the first one that you're credited as playing stun guitar. Which uh, is that? Is that the first one or the second one? I, I don't. Remember. I think that was the. I think that was the second one. Okay, and that was. I mean, that was because Eric Bloom was a was stun guitar right. for Blue Oyster. Yeah. I, no. No. No one got that, but it was okay. Well, I'm uh, actually I uh, I grew up and I went to school with Eric Bloom's son, so I had actually I would see oh, him oh, all God. the time. Which was, <laughs> e Bloom Junior. Dave's <laughs> was, Dave's was young. That, was that frightening? <laughs> he actually came to see. I was he was uh, his son was the manager of my first band in, in like junior high or high school, like freshman year. You had a manager school. in junior high. What the well, fuck no, no, kind of was, band? No, is he that? was like the kid that hung yeah. around us, and we were like, "You could be the manager." And uh, right, right. and and he was like, "My dad used to be in a band," and and uh, we were like, "Oh, what band? You know, what band was your dad in?" And he was like, "Oh, he was the singer for Blue Oyster Cult." And they would still play around Long Island all the mm -hmm. time. They would still uh, they would get together and play shows every once in a while. I mean, with Long Island, rats. yeah, they would play with the Good Rats and uh, and. Uh, you know, Felix Cavalier is rest in peace. But uh, the blue Scoobies. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was always it was always really funny because I I uh, 
I thought stun guitar was the best because I was like, that's the best way to describe guitar. I mean, it's, and I, I, knew, I had no right, knowledge yeah. about the about the Eric Bloom part of it, and I remember like describing it to my father, and he was like, "Oh, like Eric Bloom." <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> "Never mind." <laughs> I wish my dad was into punk rock like yours, Dave. My dad was born in 1938. He has no idea. He's like hey. Eric Bloom was the, was the cult's original when they were soft light underbelly. He was their drug dealer, and. Uh, <laughs> He was. He would drive and and the roadie. He would drive the van around and make deals outside of shows. And then essentially, when this other guy left, he somehow you know Sandy Perlman groomed him into the front spot. So that's how it evolved. That's how you get into a band. You just show up and start dealing drugs or carrying the drums. Yeah, or just hang out enough. Being like, hey man, yeah, I like you guys. And then next thing you know, you're the drummer. Then, yeah. Well, that's like uh, was it Tommy Hall from uh from the Thirteen Floor Elevators? Like he was the right. drug, he was their drug dealer, right? And they were just like, here, play uh play this weird uh right, electric yeah. jug or <laughs> right. blow into the right. jug. <laughs> that's pretty much all he could do at the time. I, <laughs> I saw he's another one. I, I crossed paths with him about. God, was it seven, eight years ago? I can't remember. He was in line at some for some Winterland show, and uh, uh, the manager of Rocky knew him and introduced me, and he stared out past me into the air, and I said, uh, well, I'm a big fan of yours. He goes, a fan of what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, well, uh, so uh, are you still writing lyrics and songs? He goes, writing what? Uh, I heard you sculpt. Uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to go much further than that. <laughs> yeah, you had to kind of cut that off at the point. You're just like, well, no. <laughs> we, we've all seen Dave Harrison, uh, 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 my co-host here, uh, ask such insightful and smart questions. I want to ask a couple stupid ones. Is that all right? <laughs> go ahead. All right, we all. I have, but I have, I have more questions. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. I, I was... All right, I'll ask one stupid question. You can go back to your uh, little record all party. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do I want to ask you? Who's the biggest asshole? In rock and roll, you've ever met? Biggest asshole that I've met. Who's just the biggest uh, dick? Like, not counting anyone that you've been in a band with. Let's just <laughs> right. And also not counting right, anyone. That, that comes. That would be first on my list. <laughs> um, no dreams don't count either. Like if if uh, Steven Tyler came to honestly, the biggest asshole to me was Patty Smith. Wow, <laughs> I love it. See, I mean, I, I I like Patty Smith, or I did for the time that I thought she was good. But uh, she and Lenny Kay would hang out. Uh, when they came to LA and played, Lenny was great. Lenny, we would take Lenny out for cheeseburgers, but she would always be glowering in the background. And whenever we had to talk to her or ask her something, she just sort of looked away and wouldn't even acknowledge. That was to everyone, not just to you. Like it wasn't maybe like she just didn't like you. It was just everybody, right? Right. Hmm. Hard to say. I mean, it was probably you know. I mean, I imagine being in a band with and being that close to Lenny K for that many years. Like you, you kind of—I mean—you probably have enough of record dork conversations where you're like, "I don't want to talk right. about this anymore." And yeah, I'm no, sorry. that could that could do it, especially if they had the room together consistently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I feel like there would be a certain contingent in every city that would would search out Lenny more than uh, more than Patty and be like, "Let me talk to you about obscure garage records from the '60s." Right. She she uh, the, the good Patty Smith story is that when she was playing this uh, place near the down Huntington Beach, you know, and near the water. And uh, John Cale, this was when Horses came out. And Cale was in tow since he produced it. And uh, there was a break between shows where uh, myself and another friend got into this Trans Am that Cale had rented. And Patty was in the front seat. We were in the back, and Cale was going like 95 miles an hour through red lights on Pacific Coast Highway. And Patty's shrieking, like, you fucking maniac, you're going to kill us. And he goes, 
I am not going to kill anyone. I'm having fun. We Somehow they made. We all made it back. Did you have another stupid question, John? I I have lots of stupid questions. <laughs> Greg, hey Greg, uh, the Hitler. We all know where Hitler's penis is. How about what? Are you, where are your feelings on Napoleon's penis? Do you think that's really in New Jersey? Do you know that? You know, they, I I, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, they really found Hitler's cock. Really? Yeah. No. Well, there was a story. Uh, Andy Chernoff of the Dictators uh, sent me this clipping from some paper that said uh, Hitler's cock was on the market for auction. And, uh, <laughs> so it wasn't actually under so, a rock. So apparently they not only saved it, but they took good care of it. <laughs> I didn't even know we had Hitler's body. We have that? Well, no, there's like pieces of him, I think. Do we it. have like the mustache somewhere? It's <laughs> the mustache. I think it's, it's, it's parts are all ferreted away in safety. Really? I had no idea we even found the body. They're in Argentina. I'm telling you, he's still alive. He's living in fucking Teaneck. He's <laughs> going to DRI tonight. In so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Greg, did, did uh, for, for Inside My Brain, uh, did Joan Jett actually produce that? No, no. The spot, the guy from SST produced it, and then leaving from Fear sat in for a couple of sessions. But then when Get Off the Air came out and, and the DJ Rodney freaked out, uh, Lee had to take low profile from that. He was really scared of Rodney's retribution. <laughs> That's actually funny because that might be the best sounding album that Spot had anything to do with. <laughs> yeah, he, he he did a pretty good job. I mean, we we were just in love with the whole SST factory and everything was coming out of there. So and it was cheap, so we just thought we'd give it a shot. And then Lee would come in and go, hey, "You guys are really raking the muck up here," <laughs> you know. And then all of a sudden, he didn't show up anymore. We thought maybe you know we fell out of favor, and then we heard the Rodney connection was going down. Uh, for my audience, uh, where when you talk about Spot, that's the dude who produced the Bad Brains. No, no, Spot did Help all me. the. Did Help all, me, Dave. He, Spot did uh, uh, did a lot of Black Flag stuff. Oh, he Black did, Flag. Uh, yeah. I thought right. I knew. Like I thought I knew something for a second. Husker <laughs> do. Keep <You> drinking. <laughs> I'm not drinking anything. Spot was sort of a house producer at this little studio in uh, uh, Hermosa Beach, where the Last and Black Flag and uh, Circle Jerks and all those guys hung out. That last album is great. They just reissued that recently. That that album's awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. We used to see them play a lot. There, John Nolte is a good guy. So, uh, so then you get into the Queer Pills uh, EP. How much of that was actually because, you know, the the story was that you guys did that so you could try and get on Rodney's show without him knowing that it was you guys. Is that true, or was it, I mean, was there a le- was there a legal thing there? Like, how did that actually how did that come about? Well. We were Todd, the bassist, who had an attention span of about 10 seconds, um, was getting impatient that, you know, the other record wasn't coming out soon enough. So we had, um, we acquiesced to him and sort of went to the studio in Hollywood and uh, put out something real quick. And so we all, after that happened and we got it on vinyl, then we said, well, maybe we can trick him that, uh, you know, because he's, he's, his guy's IQ peaks out at about 45. Um, maybe we could sort of fake it out that, you know, it's not us. And he actually had it and was ready to cue it up on the turntable. So the story goes, I wasn't there, that uh, someone runs into the studio and starts screaming, don't do it, don't do it, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't, have you ever run into him in the years since and, and, uh, you know, had that. I just, I just, I just saw his uh, his apparition in Cantor's, of course, in L.A., and he was sitting down with a cadre of about four people, looking just 
really wrecked, like an older version of the same thing. And uh, he still has the same haircut, right? On, or the same I think wig? He's still on the radio. Really? And he has the same the same haircut or wig or whatever it same is. Same haircut, yeah. I mean, if, if it's actually hair. <laughs> so, and then after after um, after uh, Back from Samoa came out, and you guys, you know, did all the really kind of hardcore stuff. And then, and then there was a four-year kind of break between that and even yesterday started tomorrow. Like, how did how did, how did that transition happen between hardcore and almost like psychedelic garage rock? Well, psychedelic garage rock is what Saunders and I were always really about. When I first met Mike in '71 in L.A., I mean, we shared you know infatuations with things like The Shadows of Night, and which is where he stole the risk, the right side of my mind, and. Uh, <laughs> You know all the stuff. So that was where our first love really was. But when we put, when we did um, inside my brain the EP and we did the Rodney song, we got banned from every club in LA and from the radio. And bands like X, who were essentially sick offense of Rodney, you know, went out of their way to advertise to all the other bands: if you play with these guys, Rodney's going to boycott you as well. And the only shows we could get were like skate shows out in the suburbs and the. You know, ice skating rinks and things like that, but that's where suicidal tendencies and social D and other bands were playing. It was the only place we could play, but we were scared to death that they were going to beat us up because we weren't playing fast enough. So we took the garage, you know, the sort of psych uh, punk rock stuff in the '60s and sped it up three or four times. And not because we were being wise ass, just because we were trying to stay alive playing those shows. Because that's just when hardcore was sort of infiltrating and the jocks were cutting their hair and beating the shit out of people in the audience. And you guys are kind so of that's, afraid that you'll stop getting invited to the gigs if, uh, you know, you're not playing, you're not playing fast enough, you're not keeping up with the aggression of the whole, you know, scene or whatever it is. Yeah, pretty much. And then so that's how Back From Samoa evolved from Brain. I mean, it was just sort of... We were triple-timing everything, and then the kids out in those shows came to see us as much as anyone else. So then we just morphed the whole wise-ass attitude on the first record into the hardcore uh, framework, and that's how Back from Samoa came out. And then after doing that for like three or four years, we really got burnt out um, doing that stuff. I mean, it just it sort of wore out its welcome. I mean, it was funny, and the novelty was great, and, you know, um, I think for what it was, it was... Uh, maybe the best stuff we've done, but it just, after two or three years, it just felt like insane. Like, this is just doing the same old anachronism. So what happened is, uh, at one point, Todd, the bass player, um, came over to my house and said, I want to uh, embrace and be a symbol to the skinhead fans that see us. I said, how is that going to be possible? He gives me a scissors and says, and, come, and brings a trash can inside the house. He goes, cut me balls. Oh, no. And I said, wait a minute. I said, what, do you want to, do, do you want to dial Telly Savalas? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he goes, yeah. And I said, but you don't do it with the scissors, I don't think. He goes, God damn it, do it with the scissors. It's not going to be really hardcore. I said, it's not going to be hardcore. It's going to be like chemo. Right. And, you know, which is what, which is what it was. And he had all these. Chemo you know, is my favorite genre. Feet. Yeah, you know, clumps of hair stuck. He looked in the mirror and freaked out and then drove over to a supermarket and came back with the biggest tube, like industrial size of Nair that I'd ever seen. Oh, <laughs> this is bad! a bad idea to put Nair on your head, probably, in your face. He smeared the whole tube over his head, <laughs> and his head swelled up like um, outer limits. <laughs> right, I'm telling you, that shit's bad. You can't put it on your head. 
No, it was a bad idea. Your head will blow but, up like the Hindenburgs. You'll be, in, you'll be all miscombrolled. So the next day I saw him, he was wearing a football helmet to cover it up because he... Uh, <laughs> well, now you're ready for the game. Fuck, fuck this hardcore shit. That's it. <laughs> so that was, to answer your question in a very convoluted way, that was sort of a full 360 degrees Wait, that after that, that, that the, we decided to... That's the craziest the transition. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I mean... That's um that's something. I mean as as far as far as far as, far, as, far, as far as the band goes, I mean it sounds like and I've heard stories about about Mike. I've actually I've actually uh spoken to him on a few occasions and and the stories that you've told about about Todd and and I don't know much about Bill and and you know the other floating guitarists. Were you are you by far the smartest person that was in that band? Like by far. I mean you don't have to toot your own horn or anything, but it seems like are you the only one that was like above a subnormal kind of it depends. It depends how you, you define smart. I'm probably not very smart for having balance. been done that for 14 years. I mean, you know, if I was if I was really smart, I would have escaped with some of my well, mental health. Well, you know, that's not that what he's over. asking. That's relative. We don't know if you're the yeah. most intelligent guy what? in the band. Like, if we, if we all sat Stop. down, you can go out tomorrow and get a job as a plumber. Those guys would like be wandering in the in traffic somewhere. <laughs> you know, Saunders. Saunders is totally nuts. I mean, he's, I don't know if you had a coherent conversation with him, but he's he's not even lucid anymore. I talked to him about I, I talked to him about uh, uh, Disney like tween pop. Apparently, he's really obsessed with like like, right. like Disney music and like little kid like pop music. And uh, yeah, yeah, he has Hillary Duff posters on his wall. Yeah, and and it, which it was really creepy. And uh, it was actually this is a this is a, a few years ago, and it was before. Um, he had gotten the Samoans or he had gotten Bill to like reform the Samoans or whatever right. you want to call it. And, uh, they had never been to or this version of the band hadn't been to New York. And, uh, he mm, was, he okay. was coming out and he got back in touch with me to ask me if they could mm. stay at my house. And I said, no, Oh my God. <laughs> you, you made a wise decision. <laughs> I remember we were talking about kids, movies and cartoons. Can I come stay at your house? <laughs> so I you mean, have any kids that 2002, <laughs> That 2002 interview that you that you did on online that kind of de- devolved into like every member of the band just like I mean that had to be something that that you didn't expect or did you expect them to to find no that? way I, I I'm sort of embarrassed about that how it got to that stage I mean you know I, I probably wasn't as uh, careful as I should have been in terms of spouting off but uh, you know in, in, in all fairness I mean Mike is a very intelligent guy. I mean, he was a head accountant at a hospital for many years before he retired. And Todd's no schlub either. I mean, Todd was just sort of the de facto cretin for a while. But, um, you know, he's nobody was really that, uh, you know, lame. It was just the thing is the angst of, of doing that and, and dealing with everybody's eccentricities is sort of what mushroomed it over the top. I mean... You know, Mike was just so off the wall, I and mean, he was—he got worse and worse and worse, and was just like babysitting every time we went on the road. And you know, there was one time we were in a hotel in Boston the first time we came out, and we had no idea we were headlining. I mean, we just thought they were flying us out to be a part of this show. This was at the Channel, and um, so I was staying in a room. We drew straws as to who would get Mike, and I lost. <laughs> and, uh, so we're in the, we're in a Marriott in the room, and he thinks he's dying of a fever, and we take the temperature. It's like nine whopping ninety nine three, <laughs> and uh, so he says, uh, "No, I'm dying, I'm dying." He says, "We, we got to grasp it and see how it changes over the course of two hours." So uh, 
I thought, no, I'm not going to do that, Mike. He goes, no, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to we're playing tomorrow. I've got to make a determination to see if it's like, this is life-threatening. I said, it's not. So I go out to the lobby, and when I come back, he's duct-taped all the vents in the room shut, except the bathroom, where he goes into the bathroom with his underwear and sits in the bathtub, and it's like a, he makes a sweat lodge out of it. <laughs> and, you know... I'm, I figured let him do what he wants to do. And I wake up the next morning about seven in the morning. He's still in there. I walk down again to the lobby. When I come back up, the housekeeping staff is shrieking. They think they have an OD junkie in the bathtub. But he's just like, let me alone, let me alone. I mean, everywhere we would go would be this kind of thing that I had to deal with. If not, you know, from Mike, from anyone else, um, it, it just wore you down. Well, I have to say, I was a little alarmed when you said that your auto harp player, like that, you have to bring him in. Billy, Billy's a nut. But, yeah, he's but the sweetest guy in the world. He's like, I think he's like sixty-one now, but he's like going on fourteen. But wasn't and, wasn't there there was a big thing with the with the Samoans as regard to bringing somebody in for the gigs? Like, wasn't there a, a fifty or a hundred mile radius that was claimed in regards to? Oh, the radius. <laughs> The radius story was the very last show of history the band played, and it was 91 at the Club Lingerie in uh, uh, L.A., and Mike's car broke down and had to be towed or something, and the bill ran up to four or $500, and he maintained that since that happened within a radius of 250 miles of the gig, it's had sort of a understood law of bands that that's a reimbursable expense. <laughs> I've, I've heard. And Billy went crazy. Would you? Would I mean you? You've said before that that uh, that Bill and Mike didn't get along. How how are they still in a band? And 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 how? I mean, could you imagine yourself in that situation now? I mean, I know you're teaching and all that, but like, would you do a summer tour if 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 fortunes were different and your your relationship with them was a little different? Like, would that ever you be know, something? You on, on, honestly, not to sound like the ultimate whore, I would. Um, you know, but if all the conditions were right and there was enough money, is there but, money in that? Like, could you guys go out and get five grand a gig or something like that? Is is that possible? Well, the, I, I've talked to a couple promoters that said if the original lineup was intact. If they, at least in Europe, there's money in it. Definitely, but, you could do right. Spain or Italy. I mean, they would they would pay out the ass for that. Like that would be uh, that's what a lot of a lot of those bands that. Uh, that broke up. It only only go and play in Europe, and they do. Uh, oh yeah, they, they make mm -hmm. a huge well, amount. Iron of money. Maiden did a did a smart thing. They looked at. Uh, I don't. Know, I'm not sure if this is completely true. <laughs> they looked at their uh, the demographic of people who download their records illegally, and they toured in all mm -hmm. those places. Well, that's like uh, Obama. Well, that's what Obama <laughs> did with the with the election. That's beautiful. I yeah. using yeah, using right, right. Play to your well, audience. Right. Well, you're you're a math. There's, there's, there's a label changed. called uh, Drastic Plastic. It's sort of an archivist label that reissues original vinyl, and they're reissuing uh, the first two records. It should be out in about three or four months. That's great. One one eighty gram. Uh, it's, it's Drastic Plastic. Okay. I was I'm, six thousand grams. What's the? I was always wondering if it was if it was a hundred and eighty gram vinyl. If it was if they were doing like <laughs> oh, the oh yeah I don't know I don't know what the format is but they're in I think Omaha Nebraska and they're they put it they're putting out circle jerk three issues and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so they're the ones that uh, I've heard that it, there's, there's actually some money in it. But you know if every if the chemistry was right it might not be uh, if you could have sort of a. Um, how she's sick, a caretaking crew involved <laughs> with, with some members of the band. Uh, Todd and I are actually on good terms now. Uh, 
after I had to broker this deal with the reissue of the, these two records, and uh, I finally got in touch out of being after being incommunicado for about twenty years, and uh, we're, we're buddies again. So that's nothing great. Nothing bad against God. Dave uh, mentioned that you're a mathematician. So I, I need, on my better days. I need to uh, I need to know since it's Pi Day, is Pi bullshit? You know, the, actually, the real the real uh, holiday is going to be next year because this is three fourteen fourteen. Right. The next year will be three fourteen fifteen, and that's the four digits after. Ah, the three. really? That's happening I'm, next I'm, year. I'm really I'm really excited about You're that. Excited one. about that? Do you believe in pi, or do you think that uh, it could be better replaced by uh, doubling pi and and using a tau? Have you seen these videos? I'm uh, I'm up on this. Yeah. You'd have, to, you'd have to ask Rocky about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you you don't want to go to six point two eight just yet. You're, you're sticking with not yet, not yet. Right. I, I, I actually taught a course called uh, the Mathematics of Mysticism, which was which was a lot of fun because we went into like all the numerological schemes that people come up with and how cockeyed they are. We had in the Santa Fe, you just have a parade of kooks all over the place, and we had these five people show up that were screaming, you know, you know, tell us about six 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 and turn it upside down. It's nine nine nine. And I didn't know what the fuck nine 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 stands for, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain why I had to go to summer school in junior year for math, and then the next year I in uh, in uh, trigonometry I got a ninety five? Why you know, why do I get a ninety five in the thing with the letters and the numbers? Like, it, but but I was into math. I loved it. I I love physics too, and I got a seventy two in physics. I thought it was fascinating. Well, and I bombed. So like, why why can I why can I do fucking trigonometry? And I can't, right. I can't do regular math. What's wrong with me, Greg Turner from well, the probably, Irish you, Samoans? You, you, you probably have a proclivity for higher stuff too, if you did well in trade. All right. I think I, I think I'm into the logic of it. You know. Well, I mean, I'm not an logic. evangelist necessarily. I just it was, <laughs> when I was when I was 28, after having enough of the Samoans, I decided to go back to grad school, and I had. The faculty, the math professors in the grad school I went to were so disassociated and crazy. It was more entertaining than any music I had blogged time right. listening to. A bunch of failed Einsteins. And you didn't but have... one guy, this, this big, burly math professor I became a groupie of, uh, was right, lecturing on the blackboard, and then when someone asked him a question, he would whirl around with the chalk in his hand and answer it, but as an emphatic gesture, he would write in the air while he was talking. And then, I mean, he did that several times, and then... The last time he forgot to go back to the blackboard and resumed his lecture in the air, and I thought, "Wow!" <laughs> and you didn't have to get in the van and go home with him, <laughs> right? Exactly. Have you ever Have you ever thought, Greg? I, I'm wondering if we're, we're getting a breakthrough here that you only surround yourself with really eccentric people. I've been accused of that. <laughs> So as far as the reissues and all of that, like, how did the songwriting process work for for the Samoans? Like, who like was it a Lennon McCartney kind of thing? Where like like did you write songs with Mike? Was it a group thing? Have like, you listened to the records, Dave? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. What I, I wrote, songwriting I wrote process. Almost all, almost all, not exclusively, but I'd say eighty percent of the song titles are mine. And once we got the song title, the song sort of wrote itself. And Mike yeah. and I, at, at, at our best, would sit down and start cracking each other up, writing things like. You know, gas chamber. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and we just thought this was the funniest stuff that, that, you know, was so fucking lame and ridiculous that anybody could take it seriously, which ultimately turned out to be the case. <laughs> um, you know, so that was sort of the process. I mean, sometimes I'd come up with lyrics, sometimes he would, sometimes I would come up, I came up with the riffs for Lights Out and he did the lyrics. Um, I did the lyrics for Brain and he did half of the music. It would just be piecemeal. Okay. Now, as far as, as you know, you touched on it a little bit. 
the the lyric stuff. I mean, is, is there anything that you 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 know feel bad about now, or is it still something tongue in cheek? I mean, I'm talking about like homosexual or or ballad of Jerry Curlin. Like, are there songs that you're like kind of like you wince at? I'm, a little I'm, bit? To- I'm totally embarrassed about homosexual. That was ridiculous, and it was. I mean, it was meant to be. It's a catchy chorus, though. I'm gonna say. I, I, st- I, st- I still think up the ass Darby Crash is a great rhyme, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, they got really pissed off about that one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think the, you know, it was meant to be funny and it meant to be sort of ambiguous, not to be a rant like fear about homos or anything. I mean, right. that was just unfair. Yeah. Well, so it's hard. We even credited... In fact, when we went to Boston, the main, the Rodney in Boston edifice uh, had a big show and he was really missed by that. And I went on an interview on, I think it was on MIT College Radio, and said, you know, this isn't pro-homo or anti-homo, it's ambivalent homo. (laughs) He apparently really liked that. (laughs) I would go see a band called Ambivalent Homo. Ambivalent Homo, I would totally go see them. uh, You know, because it's funny, because a lot of bands that are playing now, I mean, there was a a streak that definitely ran through in that time period. If you see the Descendants play now, like, there's a a couple, you know, uh, I'm Not a Loser, I think, is is the song where he says... uh, like go away, you fucking gays! You don't belong well, how here. How about Bad Brains? Do they still play those songs? Like, uh, well, no. Well, I mean, Milo. When the Descendants play, Milo hands the microphone to the crowd, which I actually think is worse because you make your fans sure. sing the songs that you the sing the lines <laughs> that you don't feel comfortable singing That's anymore. Weird. That's yeah. a little right. weird. And I'm, I'm wondering, actually, I'm wondering if the, if if uh, the Samoans now still do those songs. They must. I mean, oh, I think that I think that Billy and Mike do those. Like, I, I I've seen videotapes, and it's downright embarrassing the stuff I've seen. I mean, it looks it does look like a parody of what we once did. I mean, it's so goofy and silly and ridiculous. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, when we did Lights Out, when we first came out to Boston, um, you know, we, when nihilism was a big thing and the heart, entering the hardcore scene, we thought, hey, let's let's talk, let's do a song about poking your eyes out. What could be funnier than that? And then we played this <laughs> in the middle of the set and like 50 kids in the front whip out white plastic forks and start doing mock eyeball impalement gestures. <laughs> And I almost passed out. I thought, fuck, the guy that actually slips and goes into his eyes, a dad, is going to be a personal injury <laughs> well, attorney. Listen, I'm fucked. You know there's a guy yeah. out there who's really going to stick the fork in his eye, and he's not kidding around about it because he's that into punk rock. Well, and then you got to go back to your... <laughs> Back, backstage and drink uh, three Bud Lights and think about the poor kid who stabbed himself in the eye with a fork. Like, <laughs> fuck, what have I done? Think about, think, think about who's going to take this but case see, pro bono. If you're, if you're old... Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a bummer. If you're <laughs> just bono you know, and then The thing with Jerry Curlin was... Uh, that I'm not embarrassed. I, I love Jerry Curlin. I was, uh, my Todd and I were watching a uh, Jim Jones uh, biopic on TV and we were sitting in my folks' house and Todd was like laughing like a hyena, especially when Powers Booth was untouchable as an actor uh says drink the kool-aid drink the kool-aid don't be afraid drink the great kool-aid and todd's just convulsive laughing on the floor my mom screams out what is so funny and todd says he's drinking the kool-aid it's a mass suicide <laughs> and my mom says is that funny why can't you people enjoy to see higher qualities of life like your brother's little friend jerry curlin i said oh, what do you like about jerry curlin i got a notepad out well he's sensitive and he's a senate page in washington and he likes being with people and he's friendly and i said okay hold on stop and then i showed that to todd and todd goes eats boogers drink shit sucks horses and i thought man i'm just going back and forth and i showed that to my mom she goes why would you say that jerry curlin is a very sensitive person he likes meeting people and he goes to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes to Sacramento. Is that what you that's said? That's the best. That's the, as a bunch of last so the, Catholics. We so, appreciate that. So the lyrics, right. the lyrics, really were just overheard conversations. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was a transcript. <laughs> Do you know that Powers Booth is like a militant conservative? Is he? I yeah. didn't know he's still alive. Is no, he? he is. Is. You, say, is I don't he? know if you ever watched uh, uh, Deadwood. He was in Deadwood. He's brilliant in it, but he's still oh, really? okay. a terrific I, actor. I put him but, right yeah. up there in the pantheon of great actors with John Agar. Yeah, he's he's good, man. I like Powers yeah. Booth's acting. Apparently, he's fucking flipped his lid, but whatever. So, so going into the into the um, the blood drained cows, like how did you move to you moved to New Mexico? You st- you started teaching, and then did you get the itch to start a band again, or was that something that you already had planned? How did that all happen? Well, ninety three is when I moved to Santa Fe, and the first everyone was saying, "Well, you're lucky you're going there. It's a really creative scene, and there's a lot of crazy shit, and you're going to be happy." And it was just the opposite. I mean, all the art here, whether it's art, art or music art or whatever is just art. the worst type of stereotypes and cliches and imitation and that's what the music scene was i would go into open mic and you know one hippie would get up after the other and go you know if everybody just loved one another the world would be a better place wait that's a fugazi show <laughs> you know right you know how like a dog throws up they sort of convulse with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean it was like i thought oh my god where have i gone to so it took about three or four years to meet Tom and Matt that eventually became cows and uh, they were the real thing I mean, they were into Rocky and the Kinks and all the stuff that fucking I cows fucking eight yeah so I so then when there was an article in the paper that said more blood drained cows north of Santa Fe in the hills I thought that's it <laughs> zing Take us through the songwriting process, Greg. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Context is always important. <laughs> Absolutely. So are, are are the blood drink cows, are you are you playing it all anymore, or is it just your solo stuff now? Like, what's the deal with that? Yeah, it's mostly my solo stuff now. The cows, the cows formed in, like, 98. We did The first little CD we did was with Jeff Gall, who produced it, who was actually a Samoan singer for about eight months. And... Uh, he did that one, and then Andy Chernoff came out here in about 2002 and produced the second one. And that was the one that Billy, the other hard player, is on, too. Um, and then, so that sort of, we used to play shows out of town as much as we could in Texas and San Francisco. But, it's just, you know, it's a dead end. I mean, nowadays, it's really hard to accrue any following or any airplay or any sort of... Uh, get any attention at all, unlike the 80s where you could stand out like a beacon no matter what you were doing. Um, so we just sort of burnt out trying to do it, and uh, Tom moved to Austin, where he's playing with some other bands now. At that point, I just thought, yeah, you know, I've done this. So would you say would you say the Blood Drain Cows were closer to what you want? I mean, what would what would what which album would you say is the or or release is the closest to what you actually? And this might might be a lot of different things, but I mean, was it STP not LSD? Was it? I mean, what what's the what's the album that most captures Complete what you vision, wanted? Man. What yeah, what you wanted to do, or what you always saw yourself doing as far as an, as a musician? I would I would say the first Blood Drain Cow CD. I mean, I think I think our version of "You're Gonna Miss Me" was really spot on. And, we actually just um, played. We played that, that. We played that right before you called in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, I guess, like that. I guess thought, in, in essence, you know, what was, you're asking Dave is what's like. I guess if you were to ask somebody that, you're really asking what's the most personal, personally important album to them because that's the reflection of what you know. Definitely, like yeah, to... what makes you feel most fulfilled as an as an artist? I hate using that word. Well, but... right, right now, I mean, I like I like the solo CD. I mean, it's it's really radically different than the other stuff, but um, you know, it's it's what I'm doing now, so it's closer to me. But the Blood Drake House stuff was sort of like the sunk psych grunge punk stuff where I always 
loved the most. I mean, that was that was really the driving force behind the Simones until it just got morphed. I, th- I think you guys, I mean, I, it's funny because I actually, I mean, I didn't know until fairly recently that that blood drink has existed and and listening back to the to that to the album with with you're gonna miss me on it and 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 all of those tracks i mean that is that's exactly what i would have wanted to hear i mean that's i mean that's it's straight up it's just rock and roll i mean it's 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 awesome yeah and and i'm I'm actually yeah no that's that's the cheesy recording but i think it you know after several mixes it came out listenable and uh those songs i think i like i mean i like what andy did on the second one too but i think the first one was just you know, just right in tow with what I like. Greg, when you mentioned shitty recordings, I, I did want to ask you, how come every snare drum from, like, 79 to 84 sounds like complete dog shit? I would listen to, <laughs> you know, no, if I listen to yours, the, the snare drum always sounds bad, and I listen to Pleasant Dreams because Dave loves it, and I, the, uh, what's mm. the, That's no. the best Ramones oh, album. That's in, a great Ramones right, album. No, it's not, what's, what's Psychotherapy on? It's not on Psychotherapy's on Halfway to Sanity, yeah. And yeah. no, it's not on halfway sound. Oh, it's on. Um, it's on the album after Pleasant. Is Dreams. it uh, Sub- Subterranean Jungle? Uh, no, not- that's no. It's the one between those two. Oh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. The, it, it's like the greatest song ever, and the snare drum sounds like somebody's hitting a bag of popcorn with a wiffle ball bat. It's horrible. What's going on with the production? How, how do we fix this? <laughs> what an analogy. There's- Snares are underrated. I mean, they really should have a yeah. top seed at the table. That, yeah, I, think. That, I, I think that thing should be slamming and banging the whole time. Like, it, it, it seems like they, I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, you this, have, is a, this is a dumb question. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think that, I, I mean, as far as the Samoan stuff goes, I mean, I I think Bill's, like, Bill kind of invented that whole different kind of drum beat that exists in kind of, I mean, there's, there's bands that have totally ripped that off. His his style he floated of more. He wasn't a hard hitter, but he floated and was really fast. And uh, when we recorded Samoa, Pat Burnett was the guy that engineered the Germs record. Mike was in love with that, so we recorded it with him at that studio, and we turned everything up in the red to about thirteen. I mean, to where the needle was stuck against the as far as it could go. And he was worried that when we mastered the record, the needle would skip off the record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we turned the drums really up on that, and. Uh, you know, everybody was happy until, you know, the first listen was like, <laughs> no one could hear anything. So we came back and tried to make it a little more sane. Who are you tracking with now? You found, a, you managed to find a two-inch analog studio out where you are? Yeah, there's, there was a studio that I wanted to go to in Nashville that had all original, like, tube gear from the 50s and really Sweet. nice, pretty recordings. I just got uh, a boner. <laughs> but it was just too much money-wise after. You know, we only got so much from the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. I found this guy that was, uh, there's this band in his house called Mamby's Head, and Peter Greenberg, who's the guitarist, was in The Liars. And, uh, Love The Liars. Um, he and I become close friends as a result, and he referred me to this guy that had a studio set up in a barn north of Taos, about 30 miles, and that's where we recorded it. And he had two-inch analog and we took, we took yeah, it was just all two-inch tape, and uh, no, I mean, there's no only computers. so far you can bring analog because when you digitize it for CDs, that kills it right there. But well, we did it. We pressed the seven-inch vinyl too. So well, if it, hit, it hits the tape like that, and then you digitize it, and then whatever. So if if people don't yeah. want to buy the vinyl or the uh, record or whatever it is or the fucking, then they'll have to listen to the MP3. Where is it available on vinyl? Can, is there a place that people can go and order it? I mean, I I I downloaded it on uh, iTunes, I think, which is probably the worst thing to do. I mean, iTunes <laughs> fucks oh, over I everyone. Thought, I thought the Angry Smalls weren't on iTunes. No, the, oh, the, Greg I'm talking about Greg's, Greg's place right. of hits. Yeah, 
Greg plays the, the hits. Vinyl, I think the vinyl is available on Amazon because I sent some copies over there. CD Baby is the easiest thing that I it was just convenient to let them distribute it through all the digital downloads. There's a pretty hilarious video of Greg uh, <laughs> on the, uh, you know. Uh, you talking to the stuffed animals, and uh, that was, yeah, the Kickstarter video. Was, yeah, the was Kickstarter good. video, Everyone right. Everyone should go watch Everybody that. Knows, I was no laughing my it was ass off. funny that I showed it to They thought it was, like, serious. <laughs> <laughs> Did they think that you moved? Yeah, that, really, that really worried me. I didn't know if I was yeah. commentary well, on people what they thought of me. Exactly. You oh. know, my first question was, do you actually wear a sleep mask? That was actually the first thing I thought of. I was like, ask Greg Turner if he actually wears no, a lace sleep no. mask. No, they, they, the people that were producing that pulled it out of a bag, and I said, well, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was like a muzzle or something. It's kind of some kind of crazy sex toy. You, know, you put this over your yeah, eyes. Yeah, right, right. That's what rich people do. They put that over their eyes, and they go to sleep. We so to, one of the other things I wanted to talk about when I uh, when uh, you agreed to, to call in was uh, – Actually, the tapeworm story, which I couldn't find on the internet anymore, is it just not there anymore? Is it, is there no place that it exists? There's, uh, I don't know what happened to it. I mean, uh, there's a, <laughs> that had a, a tape volume. Pulled it straight out of the asshole. That's a true story too. Um, it, was, it wasn't concocted, um, but I, I was thinking I have about uh, fifteen, sixteen short stories and an anthology that I want to put out at some point. Two of which is the Mullen stories, but uh, that that is called the working title is the tapeworm story and other gastrointestinal nightmares. <laughs> I actually I, I managed would... I managed to find it on there's the the internet the Wayback Machine. The Isn't internet that a great story? Did you it's read the amazing story? invention? Yeah, the story a, is amazing. It's a great story. Yeah, so I did I did no. manage to find it if if any of our listeners are familiar with the uh, the Wayback Machine. If you uh, Google it, have, have you considered our tapeworm will be your life? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, this this is a real tapeworm that came out of this guy was forty six feet. Oh my, forty six feet. That's yeah, larger I mean, than the, the, my ha- the, the property. I, 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 I can reel I can reel off the tapeworm story pretty quick if you'd like. <laughs> yes, yes please do. Please do. Thank you for staying on so long right. with us, Greg. Listen, tell us to fuck oh, no, off no any time. It's fine, but we love talking. So, a friend of mine in L.A. Her dad's a doctor in Century City, and. Apparently, he had a patient who was in his late 60s that was in their house. And I, I talked to him to corroborate all this because I just couldn't believe it when she first told me. And uh, the old man starts moaning and screaming in the bathroom. And the wife runs in, and he's hunched over the toilet to where eight inches of a worm is wiggling out of his butt. Oh, so, ah. so she phones the doctor, and the doctor says, get him down here immediately. We're going to try to yank it out of him because if we don't, then we're going to have to surgically go after it. Yeah. So she does that. He goes, don't let it go back in. <laughs> so she's thinking, like, what the hell am I supposed to do? He goes, well, hold on to it as you drive. Oh, God. So she's smarter than the average bear, and instead of doing that, she takes some tape and tapes it to his ankle. She tapes and the tapeworm to his out. ankle. And so as that, apparently the worm didn't dig that too much, so it starts making a pile on the floor as they're driving there. And then the guy... They wheel him up to the office, and this day's pulled this thing out. It was like 45, 46 inches long, eight feet long. And I guess tape, that's not a record. I mean, tapeworms can get huge. And they tied it to a bad batch of sushi he'd eaten about two months <laughs> earlier. I mean, I guess what happens with rock this up. Get that, the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't believe it no, for the, a second. The, the parasites... They tied it to a batch of sushi? What is are that? Usually, 
the parasites are usually destroyed by the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Right. But if they move into the small intestines too quickly, then that's where they gestate and grow. So anyway, this is just the beginning. They put this worm in a specimen pail and ship it off to the lab to see if there's any evidence that it's subdivided or deposited eggs or whatever tapeworms do. And so he's psychologically wrecked. He can't function. As you would. And he won't go into work, and he's really depressed. And so after about four days of this, they ship him off to this site who specializes in PTSD. That's the closest they could figure out. To, you know, <laughs> so it's like war trauma, <laughs> war trauma, or tapeworm post war, post tapeworm <laughs> distress disorder. TPSD. And, and her, her tack <laughs> is, her treatment tack is, I'm okay, you're okay, the worm's okay. You know, <laughs> rather than, rather than feeling invaded, feel that you were chosen as a host. Oh my God. And, and so they're selling him this idea, and apparently. After about 48 hours of this, he starts believing it and wants to visit the worm in the lab. <laughs> this what? is how people become Scientologists. This is the exact, <laughs> this, right. this is right. the this fucking is, game plan. Right, and then the, the, the lab technician, of course, is Tom Cruise. So <laughs> hey, he, he, he turns he, around with a they, beaker and they're goggles. Keeping and... The, they're keeping the worm alive just for his mental health, supposedly. They let him take it home because they're thinking, how much longer can he live? They've given him pretty much a clean bill of health as far as, uh, you know, that he's free of this. So the psych tells the wife, he's just humoring him. As long as the worm can't live another couple of days, just let him do whatever he needs to do, and he'll exercise, you know, all of his demons out of him. Seven years so later. home one night, he's wrapped a worm around his head. He's made like a worm turban. No. You're putting this on, man. I feel like you're pulling my leg like crazy. No, 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 no. Honestly, this is what the doctor told me. He wanted to write it up for a medical journal, but the guy wouldn't cooperate. He made a worm. And that's my worm. Yeah, that's what he said. He, he, he named it after a dog that he lost when he was a child. <laughs> and he wrote, he wrote poems to his worm. And the wife wouldn't <laughs> live with him anymore. She had to live in a motel until the worm died. Right. And eventually, the worm dies, and he asks, a ceremony for it with all the handful of friends that are humoring him, you know, and, the, and he's starting to get migraine headaches. And the psych says, well, this is pretty a normal uh, reaction, a, a grief reaction now that he's having, and this should, you know, give us some sense of closure to the whole thing. So about two days after this whole thing is over, and he's still having more and more migraines, she hears him like a night later moaning in the bathroom again. And this time she runs in and his head is turned sideways looking into the mirror with six inches of a worm coming out of one nostril and four or five inches out the other, flapping. Oh. <laughs> and, they, and they don't know to this day. I mean, I haven't talked to the doctor who was telling me this in about 10 years, but to that, at that point in time, they don't know how it's subdivided. Or maybe when he was wrapping around his head, he contracted more worms. <laughs> Our listeners actually say if uh, if there was a worm turban, they would not see it. <laughs> they would not see that band, Worm Turban. Worm <laughs> Turban opening up for Angry Samoans this June. <laughs> not see the worm turban. In Jacksonville, Florida. I know cokeheads, and it's very possible that he did try to chop it up and snort it. Holy yeah. shit. The, you know, the, Greg, that's the most disturbing fucking thing I've ever heard, not only on this radio show, but in my entire life. On that note, can you I, please... Can I, you, I, tell that to, I tell the story to my students when they get rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Straighten them out. I'm, I'm really hoping that you one day put out this book and that there's a huge line at the end of it. There's a guy with a with a vom seven inch that wants you to sign it, and then <laughs> cheers and then, you up, and then you show, and then and he gives you the record after after. 
getting past your security who wants to uh, attack you for for pulling out a record. And, and he's got a tape. And it's got a tapeworm stuck. To his head. <laughs> Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> well, Greg, thank you so much for staying on uh, for so long. Uh, can I ask you a couple oh, yeah. of really dumb rapid-fire questions? Okay. All right, they're dumb. All right, just like your band. We ask, we ask these of every, every caller. Thank so. you very much. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, should a grown man wear shorts on stage? How do you feel about that? Shorts on stage. Joe Latex. If, 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 if the shorts grow, with the grown man. Mm, interesting answer. Mm. Okay. <laughs> The Angus that's, that's Young the, defense. That's the, that's the psychedelic answer. What's your favorite well, Crocus I, tape? I mean, it's an old Crocus. Oh, Crocus, yeah. What's, what's my favorite what tape? What's your favorite Crocus tape? Uh, Final Solution. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Oh, man. This is the best interview ever. Thank you so much. Um, I have to ask you this. I, I don't mean to be rude. You don't have to answer it. Uh, do you stand or sit to wipe your ass? Hmm. Not sure what I do anymore. How do you, uh, what do you mean? And why do you have to think about it? It changes. <laughs> Does it? Oh, that's the first hybrid oh, answer. He's, he's, he's a hybrid. And forth? It's not static. So <laughs> weird, buddy. It's not static. There you go. Not static is the best stand to wipe answer we've had. Uh, crunchy peanut butter is bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like crunchy. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ketchup and a hot dog. No, just mustard no. and relish. Yeah, yeah you're, you're damn you're right. Your best friend, you're goddamn right. Thank you very much. That's all the stupid questions yeah. I have. <laughs> Thank you. This is John Hulans <laughs> with Stupid Questions with John Hulan. See, we like to have a really long, insightful interview, and then we let John just ask a bunch of bullshit I thought, questions. I thought his pie bullshit was the best question ever. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so what's the what's the single off of the off of the new album? If you if you had to pick one song that you really feel the most strongly about, and we'll play it out as a uh, after the interview. What what song do you feel is uh is the actual biggest hit on Plays the Hits? Everybody seems to like uh, Santa Fe. Okay, well we'll definitely cool. we'll definitely check that yeah, out. Man, we're we're gonna spin that. that and uh, yeah, that, and there's a and there's a story behind that real quickly. Certainly, when I first moved to Santa Fe in '93, there was an article in the paper about. Uh, this guy that just won a very prestigious insurance salesman of the year award. And apparently two days later, he went out into the national forest to celebrate and start burning it down. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you just, you just can't appreciate insurance salesmen's, you know, when that kind of celebration happens. It really <laughs> that caught my eye. So have you, have you had any students yet that uh, have come up to you and, and said, like, my parents are really into your band? I played, you know, Places I play that happens. Uh, I have students where I teach now is pretty much a boondocks type of school, so that doesn't happen. Although last semester, this really precocious, obnoxious girl in the class who was not doing well uh, came one day and said, "Can I ask you a question?" I said, "What's that?" She "Say, say, Hitler's cock. What's that about?" Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck! I have to admit, as a kid, I mean, I, I graduated from high school in '99. I was, I was looking at colleges, and I thought for a second, I was like, I know where Greg Turner teaches. I could go there. And then I was like, no, wait, I, I was horrible at math. I don't, to, yeah. I, don't to do it. I don't have anything to do with math. Greg, I have to ask cool. you, as a teacher, I, I go to all these parent-teacher conferences. My kids are four, uh, what are they? Oh, no, they're not four. <laughs> Your kid <laughs> is not 14 at all. They're, they're 12 and 10. So the, the young kid, we got a great school around the corner there. Fucking uh-huh. great, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they, then they moved to the other school, which is the middle school, which is like a you know a training ground for a prison. <laughs> right. And my kid, he's a sweet kid. He's busy talking to his friend. He found the one Asian kid who's stupid in the entire borough of Queens, and he puttied up with him. 
How do I get these kids to stop talking? And how do I get them to do their homework? <laughs> it's a completely different show, bro. Because I told them. I, I, I said you want to get a, left back. I have two girls, no, ten year old and six year old, and uh, you know I'm I'm trying to find the answer to that now. Oh, it's totally my fault. I know it's not you guys' fault. <laughs> I fucking love that the English teacher's like, I'm not separating shit. He goes. I go, all right. He goes, it's not my job. I go, you're absolutely right, buddy. I fucking fist bumped that guy. That teacher knows he's talking about. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, I'll separate them. He's totally right. He's like, it's not my job. They're fucking seventh grade. Thank you. <laughs> talking to Greg Turner from Angry Simones. You're Who's angry now? Who's I don't, angry I don't now? know where that came from. It's uh, 19 after the hour. <laughs> yes, it is. Whether it's 53 Don't forget degrees. to uh, review us on iTunes. <laughs> thank you. Greg, thank you so much. The The album's called Plays the Hits. Uh, I, I, you know what? One last question. You know that you know Metal Mike put out a put out a Plays the Hits of the 90s album. Was this a dig at him? You know, I, I forgot about it. I mean, I remember seeing it when it came out, so it might have just slipped into my subconscious, but I, it wasn't any sort of reference to that at all. Okay. I just thought... You know, so a friend of mine, Ron Spencer, that put out the same white noise label that Tom was on and the Avengers actually too. Um, he said, What are you gonna call this? And I said, I don't know. And he said, Well, they're all chart busters, they're all hits. I said, That's it. <laughs> they're he... all chart busters, they're all hits, a great name for him. Will uh, will your yeah. former bandmates be calling into our show next week <laughs> no, to actually, call you a liar and you a know... thief? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to cover my ass, I should say, I have nothing but good things to say about Toddy. Ah, there you go. Bill, oh, bullshit. And, and, <laughs> Billy, and Billy and I are talking. We talk once every few weeks. And Billy's attitude is just, he's a drummer and wants to play. Mike, I have no clue. Mike, Mike, <laughs> just, no, what's I, funny, I, what's I, funny I, is you said nice things about up. everybody uh, throughout the interview. I don't think you have to worry. No, about. nothing at all. Well, okay. we, what's funny is that we actually have Andy Chernoff calling you next week. Next week. So, uh, so that, uh, oh, really? Yeah, that should be Someone interesting. Hi. We uh we can talk about uh his his disgruntled uh his disgruntlement is that a word? Yeah, <laughs> no, now. not it is now. Yeah, disgruntiality with uh with his former bandmates because uh and also, well, you know, he he and I were he and I were uh, Facebooking each other back and forth on that sort of commiserating. I heard a wonderful story that that he either showed up or was going to show up to a a current dictators NYC show or whatever they're called and uh. He was going to wait for them to finish one of the songs, and he was going to turn around and bow and say thank you <laughs> at the end of the song. <laughs> that would be funny. Andy, Andy's a great guy. Andy's one of my best friends. We're looking forward to talking to him. I mean, dictators. Nobody crosses Ross the boss. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Greg, thank you. Have you ever thought of surrounding yourself with sane people throughout your <laughs> your lifetime? My, my wife, my wife suggests that regularly. <laughs> Mine too. Well, hopefully, are you? Are there any plans to tour behind the album? I know it's been out for a little while, but like, I mean, you ever make it to the East Coast? Are you ever? Uh, gonna no, be- I would love to. Every, every summer, I flirt with the idea, and it's just a matter of logistics and trying to get the money to. Get to do it but yeah i'm this summer i'm really thinking of it do it i mean and and, uh and unlike metal mike you can definitely sleep on my couch (laughs) well if you have any leads as far as places to play or things like that i'd really appreciate it well we can definitely we can definitely help you out i mean we absolutely we We have we can figure that out money money we don't have but we definitely have contacts we have plenty of contacts i mean we we uh we know most of the people that book places around here so uh we're very old and ready to book yeah things yeah so 
So cool, man. I'll, I'll be in touch, definitely, Greg. And and, and I know uh, half the group of guys here, a friend requested you in the past <laughs> past hey, two days. Greg totally so. accepted my friend request like five minutes before the show. That's awesome. I'm Congratulations. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, just ignore me. Everything hey, I post, thanks, just th- ignore thanks it. For, thanks for the interest. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank oh, you so thank you much. so much for thanks, coming thanks on. Thanks for this is staying awesome. on so long and uh, giving us so much of your time. Really appreciate it. Is there any... Oh, uh, yeah, no. It was, it was fun. I had a great time. Can uh, people buy the, uh, the album on your website? Can we just plug that one more time, whatever that is? The best way is to go to either Amazon or CD Baby to track it down. And if right. not, you do Facebook have an official maybe. website, though. I saw it. No? Yeah, I did. And then that was about to support the Kickstarter campaign. Oh, okay. I really have to let it go after that. Right. <laughs> All right. So go to Amazon and iTunes and buy the Greg Turner record. Is it is you're under your own name on that on that album, Greg Turner? Yep. Yeah. Greg, yeah. With, or, Greg or, with two or G's. Me. I'm very accessible that way. Two G's. He's yeah. very accessible. Greg Turner will answer your Facebook chat messages he just he just right. <laughs> he will agree to be on your your shitty <laughs> podcast through he'll a, be he'll be sending Facebook. you dick pics within a week <laughs> <laughs> greg thank you so much and and this uh we're gonna play out uh we'll play out to uh santa fe thank you so much all thank right you, thanks greg. so much thanks Appreciate man there he is greg turner from angry samoans we'll be back after this You wake up one day to find No reason in your life to find And no thoughts left to call your own No light that's bright enough and darkness can attain My baby's left, she's gone away She said she's gone to Santa Fe No words were whispered to explain Well, on an empty piece of paper, she just signed her name. And as the days go by, keep wondering why there was no other way. Dark rain clouds hover in the sky. Blot out the sun as the day goes by Fifteen will fall when the shade draws down Love's running out on the dark side of town Brown haze of summer is sifting through the trees The freeways of downtown LA But not in Santa Fe Insurance salesman of the year. 
Now his wife back home is wondering why he's late His food is getting cold, should she leave it on his plate? But now his eyes, they're open wide And sweat pours down his face And he starts to cry as a smoke-filled sky Chokes off the light of day
And we're back here live from the Barrage. Yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Pat. Are you trying to fix Ryan's microphone? Yeah, that's right. Okay. We'll do we have a caller on the, on the line? Oh, do we have a caller? Caller, you're on the air. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey how's it going? Hey, it's Jordan. Who is this, please? This is Jordan from Tennessee. Hey, Jordan. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Uh, second time listener, uh, first time caller. Nice to have you aboard. Uh, we prefer when people call the first time they listen before they know anything about us, and they're just like, hey, guys, what's up? First time caller, never zero listen. listen. <laughs> I, I've never listened. I'm just calling. I've, I hit these random numbers. So what's up? What's, what's up going on in Tennessee? Where, where are you down? Tennessee is there? Right, right. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, just, I just had a story, and, and, I, and I thought it'd be good for the radio. I didn't want to. Yes, please. Uh, we would love to hear My it. friend called. My friend called me told me a story last week, and, and I didn't want to shame him by telling everyone that, that, that we knew. So, uh, but, but it's too good not to tell. So I figured I'd give it to you guys. That's some lofty intro. Let's hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is this okay, okay, off? okay. So, so this guy is a good friend of mine uh, for a couple of years. He, uh, we lived together a few years ago and knew each other pretty intimately. Uh, Anyway, he's sort of a mild-mannered country guy. You know, we live in East Tennessee. Wait, it's a and, dude? Uh, huh? It's a dude? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you have it? Are and, uh, he, you're a gay he guy? He mumbles. Huh? Are you gay? No. Oh. You said you had an intimate uh, relationship. No, uh, yeah. But, yeah. All right, go ahead. It's just a fantasy I had. Go on. I on a limited basis with you guys right now. Right, listen, I, I, I like to project. Go on. <laughs> Okay, so he, uh, anyway, mild-mannered, mum, guy, you know, sort of mumbles when he talks, you know, he's like from the sticks, you know, he just, right. uh, his best friend's name is Jimmy Dean, and, and he's named after, uh, another, like, 70s, 60s, 70s actor. Okay. I don't want to give his name, but anyway, just think, you know, he's Paul Newman, s- something like that, imagine okay. that. We'll it's John Cazale, it? All right, fine. Paul Newman for the purposes of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway laugh on your own uh, yeah so, we're doing a radio show sir <laughs> so you and your fr- you and your friend burt reynolds <laughs> no, go ahead, oh okay, okay. I'll, I'll get to it but a little bit sir. of background is uh is, is important anyway so when he drinks he sort of turns into Ernest T. bath sir okay yeah yeah he, he gets drunk. so anyway uh he, he's up drinking he's uh he's living in washington dc uh going to school trying to make a big time and uh anyway long story short uh, Please. He gets too drunk at the company party. Uh-huh. What's that? Uh huh. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, tells his boss, he's a horrible person. All she cares about is money. Right? So then he goes, uh, so he does that. He wanders off by himself in the middle of DC. He's only lived there for a few months at this point. Okay. Sir. So anyway, he's arrested for trespassing at the White House. Sir. Okay. All right. He said he wanted to talk to Obama. Right. right. Give me Obama. I know you're in there, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Thanks, Obama. Looks like the Phoenix Splash. Go ahead. All right, go on. The no, fuck? That's, uh, I'm going to send you a written invitation. So there's a document, story? though, where it's United States versus him. I'm coming down there in Tennessee. Uh, you can, huh? I'm coming down there. Come down and kick your ass. Continue. Wreck my show. Is this is the best show ever, and you're totally wrecked it, sir. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Good. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for calling. And uh, oh, oh, looks like we lost the connection there. Oh, bad. Sir. I apologize news, for that. <laughs> Sorry for losing your connection, sir. Hey, we got to respect our listeners all the way across the uh, Mississippi over and there. And this is why we can't have nice listeners. Uh, well, this is, you're right. Well, this is the problem. Now it's, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stare at the screen and go, well, it went from 25 to 24. Looks like we lost Jordan in Tennessee. We don't care about the ratings. The ratings is not what it's all about. I'm, I'm, what happened to Jordan? I think this his name was Gordon, actually, when he called. <laughs> we started just calling him It was Gordon, Gordon Elliott. Uh, it was Gordon like, Shumway. We love Gordon. Like Jordan, Minnesota. <laughs> it was Gordon Sting. Did we lose connection? Write, the write us a letter yeah, to yeah, catch yeah. up with that story. Looks write like a, a lost connection, sir. <laughs> we lost him like a Malaysian Airlines flight. Oh, <laughs> thank fucking you. He's either, he's either in the air or in the water, <laughs> or there's foliage. <laughs> Actually, I was just Ooh, reading. Reverse hangman. <laughs> Take it eat. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a diving bulldog. <laughs> the sunset flip. Looks like the Frankensteiner. <laughs> Why is there Looks someone like on the chat box named after? Diamond Dust. That's Jordan. Oh, or by Gordon. the way, since Mr. King's on the chat box and Mr. King is the author of all these famous, awesome sound clips, uh, I, I vined, I vined uh, my bulldog lying on the floor who is old and blind and deaf and the poor bastard. Every time I come here and your dog's still alive, I'm surprised. <laughs> I gave him a bath. <laughs> that poor dog we is gave, fucked. We gave him a nice... Like, I'm not going to lie. We that poor dog is you fucked. You don't even know. We gave him a bath and now he's happy as shit. We play every morning. He can't see or hear shit. Is he at the vet like every other week or what? Like, no, This must no. be costing you a fucking king's ransom. Just keep oh, bathing Oh, you don't him. even know. He's fucking... Do you have to the sneak? dog takes more pills than my grandpa's. You guys sneak it into his Takes food? more pills than me. But he's totally happy and, and way into beach. it lately. So. Let him be then. That's he's adorable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I love him, but I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm, he's fine. Like, I mean, he's old. Let dying dogs lie. I just want to make sure he's not a fucking mortgage Let's man. let dying dogs right. lie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I, Mr. King and I are uh, active on the vine. As you would, as 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 you would. Is that and code so, for something? So I, I vine the uh, I vine my bulldog because he posted on my wall this flying bulldog in the air. He <laughs> looks like a flying bulldog. I'm like it's a diving bull- bulldog, you asshole. What he claims that he talking. likes. What he claims that he likes your dog more than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't? What's there not to like? Vine my bulldog is my favorite uh, 1950s 45. I've never heard of a bulldog. It's the best was. dance craze in sweep in the nation. <laughs> vine my bulldog. Make your shoulders all wide. That was the yeah. Tijuana Brass Band. <laughs> now drool on the side. <laughs> let's stick let, the bottom teeth out, baby. Let's stick your chest down, let your own butt hang. I fucking hate you guys. You know? <laughs> the whole point was that I find the wrong Mr. King. I, <laughs> oh, the, the booty dance guy. Yeah. And he's like, and the Mr. King's like, LOL, why am I tagged in this? LOL. And then you look at the guy's profile and it's like, his, 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 his thing Luther. is, he, he writes a, it says Mr. King and he goes, I like big booty bitches, big booty bitches, fuck you, or something like that. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of vines, though, I did send you, I did send you the vine account of the uh, the Mets, the Mets uh, minor league guy, uh, Saratelli, I think his name. Yes, is. Uh, we're gonna have that dude on. <laughs> He's like a vine magician. It's amazing. <laughs> He's doing all it's, this vine magic, and it's, it's the really... lamest thing ever. But it's also kind of awesome. So you're well, kind of, you're... the problem is here's the, here's the problem I have with it. That he's so douchey and like it's and magic is douchey and the whole thing's uh, but he's so fucking good at it that you have to respect it and you're like man this guy makes eggs disappear 
And he's a minor league. Uh, what is he? Uh, uh, he's on the uh, AAA fucking. He's actually their. Team or he's their backup utility. Inf- he's going to be the new Justin uh, Turner. So he's in actual spring training with yeah, the major league club. Yeah, he might actually make the team. He might. This is baseball talk with Dave. And uh, by the way, we're going to have the, our our baseball. Podcast. I really think we should do that. I think. But yeah, then we fun. have to invite Ryan. I'll go. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going opening day? Baseball's yes. prospecticus. Are you gonna are you gonna broadcast from City Field? We're not gonna broadcast from there, but but uh, we're definitely no. going. We're it's, gonna do it's a, Dave and I's new tradition. We of, we I take off of work and I get fucking blasted. Yeah, <laughs> and I, then I get in a fight in the bathroom yeah, line at, a, at a, <laughs> Oh wait, I was supposed you to talk about some that. Crack in the mouth. What fight in the bathroom? Uh, you get in one fight in the bathroom at the fucking bar that's attached to City Field, and all of a sudden you're labeled as right. some asshole. Well, listen, the last time we hung out, I decided I go. Uh, well, you know, you're not an asshole, and Dave is the least drunk person I know. I only see him fucked up in the Mets game. And he gets fucked up. I, I went to a and game I go, with you last year. Well, I'm not just up. I'm just not gonna do it. Dave's a grown man. I'm gonna tell him an hour before he gets totally fucked up, I'm I'm out of here in a cab if you get fucked up. And that's what I do now. <laughs> I know what to do. You tried to leave. And I then I did the same thing to Ryan oh, the same we got, season. We got hammer. <laughs> hang out for like a half an hour more. But the best part about the one when I went with Ryan was it was later in the season and they were obviously out of it and and that girl that we were talking to the bartender was right because it gets sadder as the season goes on. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, like, yeah. she's like, wait till they have a really shitty season. Like the last three games of the season, when they're like, oh, they got like a, they, you know, they got like eighty-five losses. There's no one here. Right, <laughs> I'm like, telling you on the on it's making it great seasons. And when, and when they're winning, which is never or whatever, yeah. that bar is packed. They make but a Mc, hundred grand a yeah. fucking night. McFadden's. All right, so for those of you that don't know, McFadden's. McFadden's <laughs> is a. It's a. I want to see Mister McFadden. <laughs> we hung up on Justin for this. <laughs> it's a. It's His a bar. Name was Gordon. Who the hell's Justin? <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> for Jordan. <laughs> I know you're in there, McFadden. Come on, LeBron. <laughs> Call sign back these. To your story. Get out of here and sign these documents. I feel so bad for Jordan. Sign this train over to me. It's on nearly Patty's Day. Fucking St. Patty's. What are you guys doing for St. Patrick's Day? Nothing, because fuck Irish people and fuck you. <laughs> Aren't you Irish? <laughs> I don't, no, I'm American. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Do you speak with a brogue? No, so fuck you. Am I Irish? Irish people never wanted me. Isn't I told everyone in I, this room Irish? No, listen. I'll tell you what happened. I went to do construction. I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> I've been uh, breaking fucking coal since I was six. You don't even know. I'm in the coal mine. Like I've Indiana Jones. So, all busy. Right. So when I go to the uh, uh, construction jobs, and there's a bunch of Irish guys there from Ireland, like, you know. Irish guys from Ireland? Yeah, not Irish American guys. They're like, uh, you go, oh, I'm Irish. And they go, you're not fucking Irish. And I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck you. And then, and from that moment on, fuck the Irish you, people. You renounced it. That's right. That's, a, that's the worst thing you could I'm possibly do. I'm not even do. American. I'm John Hulan. That's it. I'm, I'm a sovereign fucking do. nation. That's like meeting. That's like meeting a guy in full fucking Indian gear and being like, I'm fuck a it. I'm a quarter Cherokee. You well, know, like, the problem fuck, is, go fuck <laughs> yourself. If, if I grew you, up on a reservation where I have diabetes and alcoholism. Do they do that in other countries? I mean, yeah, people think they're better than you because of where I think they're from. A, it's there's nationalism. A, there's on a, a big uh, and 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 they accuse us of it. It's nationalism. There's a big. There's a big. God damn it, I think, I, and, and I'm sure Pat can speak to this. That's right. There's a big. There's a big industry that is 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 back to Ireland tourism. That's like people that are like, you know, 
I can trace my family back to Cork in 1812, and well, they like. I'm first generation. First generation Irish. My parents you banged your are sister, and you have no lips. Right, and <laughs> Irish people fucking say to me, "Oh, you're you not the fucking Irish." And American people are like, "Oh, well, you're not American. Like he's fucking Irish." So, like, you can't fucking win. No, my but sister, I, I, my Ryan's sister says, holding the microphone in his hand like he's doing a stand-up act right now. This is great. It's <laughs> great. My, my hey, sister, who notice, are these Irish people? You're you a how I show up at 7:59. You're a wide lapel pleated suit away from doing like the best oh, HBO like I young star that. stand up. It's the Ryan, Ryan Raw. It's a brick wall behind me. I'm still right after Gilbert Gottfried, but before Paula Poundstone. Ryan, I'm still trying to find that long Bob Barker mic for you, Ryan. Half, I, half I have hour, it on my eBay. Hour. I have it on my eBay. One of those long thin microphones. What I have it on the eBay is stand. Pe- is there white people in Japan that's that say they're Japanese? I mean, I. They're second generation, even though their parents came oh, from Italy no. or something. You don't like even that. know. Japan's like they're like the Nazis. They don't let any any people of color in that country. They're, they're totally into fucking. Uh, it's true. Beautiful. Ethnic cleansing. Absolutely. John would know as somebody who has <laughs> never. Ryan, I've never left Queens. Ryan, I know this the white. <laughs> Ryan Collison, if you were a stand-up comic, what kind of style would you would you be a one-liner? Would you be an observant? He's totally one-liner. I would definitely one-liner. be the one-liner because yeah, uh, one-liner. my favorite comedian is Henny Youngman by far. And uh, Henny Youngman. <laughs> Give me that mic, please. Not so young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Henny Youngman from uh, from Scorsese's Goodfellas. <laughs> it was no, that was uh, that was, Henny Youngman wasn't Goodfellas. Was, sure, was, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Goodfellas. You're right. He wasn't sorry, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah, he's in yeah. the scene. He playing himself, but which is weird because he looks obviously way older than he did at that time. Totally played himself. B. <laughs> it was the the Norm Macdonald bit where he goes, "Gary Oldman <laughs> is a young man. <laughs> I would Henny love to young actually, man <laughs> is an old man. That should be a Ryan game." That should be a Ryan game category. I'll shut him up, please. There should be a Ryan. There should be a Ryan game category that is people that played themselves much later than they actually were. Like so, like it was like people that play themselves, but thirty years after they like. Right. I mean, like Babe Ruth plays himself in the Lou Gehrig story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. You know, like oh, that no, kind of. Yeah, Henny Youngman right. was about you know Muhammad forty Ali. years older than he was supposed uh, to be. In I would have right. accepted the 20. urban version of this game. People who played themselves. Played <laughs> urban version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The answer. Damon Wayans every time. <laughs> put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. <laughs> that's a good. Sir. That's a good put down. Can I bring, can I use that? Sure. I, I didn't make it up. Who who made How it does up? How's that go again? Put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. I heard it in a Beastie Boys song. I'm sure they didn't make it up either, and they got it from some soul jam that they were. Oh, that's all white to. people do is steal <laughs> things <laughs> from black people. They were playing the dozens. Beastie Boys are the Elvis of hip hop. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Never fog hat. <laughs> Let's move on with the game. (laughs) Never happened, Jack. (laughs) Damn it. He's still friends with me on Facebook. I don't know what happened to you. Oh, Mario? Oh, I meant meant to ask uh, uh, Greg Turner if he ever had any interactions with uh, Eugene Robinson. I'm sure they did, right? I can't believe you didn't know who Spot was. I totally know who Spot was. I got the band wrong. (laughs) Did you read read Our Band Could Be Your Life? I am dumb. Yes, of course. I have it right here. I I skimmed. I skimmed through the Henry Rollins part when he said he was gay. Did like, you read the the Butthole Servers chapter? Is the best yeah. chapter in the world because no, like that uh, shellac or not shellac, big black. I don't give a fuck. About, I would never listen to a but, Butthole Surfers album like all the way through. But that's <laughs> I will never listen to a Butthole Surfers album all the way through, <laughs> sir. But <laughs> but the fact that they named their dog Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad is pretty fucking awesome to begin with. Uh, <laughs> Can I just say someone in the chooch box just said, I bought Peter Chris's drums on eBay, and I don't know, I haven't looked at the chat box in a long time. I saw that. And I just see that. 
fact, I did actually. <laughs> I bid on one of Johnny Thunder's guitar on on eBay. But really, uh, yeah. I thought it was how, funny how when they named when they named the dog Mark Farner of Grand Fuck Railroad. But I didn't think it was funny <laughs> when they put duct tape over his f holes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ryan, why does my light keep going on and off? I, I don't know. Because you keep pushing the button, you yeah, chooch. Wait till the game starts. Stop pushing things. All right, let's let's play Are we the game. The Ryan yeah. Let's get on with the yeah, game. See my How high work. did you bid on that guitar? I got really high because I was drunk. Uh, it was <laughs> high. Honestly, like I, I, I actually, I, that. I did that not too long ago. Actually, three nights ago. I, uh, I get drunk and I bid on things on eBay. That's what I do. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Ryan loves go it. on my site, please. Yeah. And I, I bid way too high on on old <laughs> records that I don't need. Don't right, fucking touch me. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bond with you over one of the guitars. One on of the eBay. records I've been trying to I've been trying to get an original copy of forever is uh Trying to Live My Life Without You by Otis Clay. Oh, I got it's that. High you want it? I'll give it to you for free. The original? No, no, it's uh, <laughs> It's a repress. I have the, I, hits. I mean, I have the record. I I just I have a reissue of it. I want the original. And uh I get drunk and I do my maximum bid and I'm like fucking eighty billion dollars, whatever. And like I'm just like, if I win it, then that's the market value. And then I wake up the next morning, I'm like, please, someone outbid me. <laughs> yeah. Oh that god, happens. when you wake up the next morning oh, yeah. and see that you're the winner, it's like the worst yeah, feeling yeah. ever. It's like I, I guess I gotta play. The- yeah. I was just kidding. Life is a joke. Oh. It's the internet. Oh, uh, my son did that. <laughs> I've gotten by very, the way, um, very com- prudish on my eBay bidding. Mm-hmm. Like if something's two ninety nine, I'm just going three oh one ninety. Two. I well, try and figure out with the cents. I try and figure out what they would have bid. So totally. Like, if it's like seven, I'll do like seven dollars and forty one cents. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you know, and then you you test their their upper limit. You try and get to that point. Just fifty cents. What yeah. Was, what was the yeah, most seven forty one? I don't know. Money don't grow on trees. I guess. Uh, what was what was the most you ever spent on eBay? On eBay. Uh, um, excuse me. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of what I mean. I bought some hundreds like, or thousands. It's been close to a thousand, but I bought a lot of vintage gear, uh, like like music gear. I mean, as far as records go, the most I've ever spent is one hundred and eighty dollars. This is a sort. Is, the the most I've ever spent on eBay is probably like twelve hundred. I've never spent any money on eBay, and I've sold one mug. Uh, no, uh, was it your uh, big hug mug? No, it was a Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> bottle opener. I sold it for fifty dollars. Thank you. That's this is great. A, a sort. The only thing I've ever done on eBay. It's a sore topic for you me. You never purchased it. Why is it a sore topic for you, Tom? I bought something for a bunch of computers. Sorry. A bunch of computers for like 5000 bucks, and they were never sent to me, and it was part of like the largest internet scam in history at oh, the time. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 wow. However, did you get tangled up in this web? I know. Actually, it was pretty fucked up. I'm it in was business. a pyramid scheme. I'm it in was. business with you. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, uh, the boat was called the Titanic. <laughs> It actually, the FBI got involved, and I was dealing with the FBI directly. They used there. faulty bolts. <laughs> uh, Subtastic Dan on the Chooch Box saying, Pat just lied. I don't know what you're lying about. I didn't lie. <laughs> I don't know what he said. You lie. <laughs> Woody High, of course, saying that's a mint tape. I'm pretty sure it's a Woody High bot that that's, just writes, that's mint. That's the most I ever spent on eBay was, uh, was uh, Woody High's album. Really? Oh, Ryan, that's right. Ryan buying the uh, charity Woody uh, Mighty High album. Wait a minute. Didn't Anyone who bought a Mighty High album was donating to charity. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Dan Dara... Didn't Dan Dara sell himself on eBay? Somebody, I think, what do you mean? Oh, actually, it was me. I was the highest bidder. I bid and won $5 to have Dan Dara be my uh, editor for the day or something. I, I Did bid, he ever do it? I bid no. $0 and wound up with him living in my house for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just a potato with... <laughs> correct. You know what? You know what? Actually, maybe maybe Subtastic Dan, the poster, is correct. It cost me a lot. 
a lot. Did Correct. He, did couch, he at least bro. show up with some uh, uh, back uh, a knapsack? Jansport knapsack full of uh, bachelor's beans <laughs> to trade and barter. <laughs> Don't fuck with me, Danny. Correct he's, couch, bro. I'm only busting his balls because he's on the fucking chat box right now. You wrong Tron, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thick it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, Tron, actually, bro. yeah, that's right. That was, that was my most expensive internet purchase. Like Dan it. fucking Dara. Dan Dara. Hey, you guys want to play the Ryan game? Let's yeah, move on with that. With the game. Or should we just skip the Ryan game and fuck Ryan? He hasn't said a we word. Have never, okay, we don't we have, have do never not done the Ryan game. The Ryan game. No, we're doing the Ryan game. And then right I got down. my news after that. We're still ahead of time because of course, Mario's not we need not here. Tommy Rockstar's news. Hey, every week Ryan comes up with a game for us. We don't know what it's going to be. And it's kind of a trivia thing or something. We got buzzers this week. Nice. Sweet. We haven't had buzzers in like a month and a half. We should use these buzzers while we want to speak on the radio. Is it because you got batteries? John Hulan hates batteries. <laughs> Fuck batteries. <laughs> Don't start that again. He stands by that. Who's Every week uh, we play a little game here on Live from the Brush. I got we also thank our guest Greg Turner and our caller... Uh, who called? Some uh, hung up. Jacinto. Gordon. Oh, yeah, Jordan? that guy. Holy oh, we, fuck. We didn't give him a chance, huh? Jacques. Again, Joaquin. Bill. Joaquin. Johnny. That guy made Kurt Breck look like Marlon Brando. <laughs> he made Conan Neutron look like he had a point. That's a clown, but that, that Kurt, that Kurt Brad interview, John was so frustrated that he was only getting one word answers from I was, Kurt. No, worst but interview. I was, but I was on, I was, I was I'd literally, I just landed in Italy. Ask the spoon bender on, next know, week. You know, like, like uh, you know, when you land like at a slapstick airport and you A slapstick to, airport? A slap, <laughs> oh, that sounds you know, fucking like hilarious. slapstick airport. Right, the plane just to, hits you in the face. But you get off the plane and then you have to get on a bus and the bus Slap's will the take you to the terminal. Yeah. Yep. So I'm wearing the headphones. Slapstick airports during Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> I'm wearing the headphones and John's so, like, I can hear him, like, frustrated with this interview. Right, Slapstick Airport. So it's like a, I have the headphones a, a, the on. State side. I have the headphones on, and I'm like, I'm in really tight quarters because, like, the first, I'm on the first, like, little Soul shuttle. Plane Two Slapstick Airport. I'm in the first shuttle, and you know, everybody's Starring like, Young MC. you know, well, there's not going to be another shuttle, so everybody like slams on the first one, and uh, John uh, ends the interview with. Uh, he asks him another question, and he answers with a one-word answer. And he goes, he goes, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I guess just like Google DRI. Yeah, Google <laughs> DRI. <laughs> and I fucking lost it. But I was trying to hold in my laughter, and just tears just start streaming down my face. And on this very, very tight bus on <laughs> in this airport in Italy. Uh, tears just start streaming down my face and people just start gradually moving away from me. Because <laughs> no one wants to be next to the guy that's laughing to himself from America. <laughs> Even in Italy? They're like, oh, we can make gravy out of those tears. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, well, I never... Speaking of laughing, this is the hardest I've ever laughed. That's a wonderful life. interview. Thank you. Here, dude's coming over with Fush Nickets. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that retarded laugh. I'm dying. He's gonna be a rap attack. I think I'm stoned. Now or then? It's coming up a little later in the show. And after that, uh, we're gonna have ask the bartender at 9:30. That was a dynamo interview. Ask the bartender if you go to their Facebook. Oh my god! 
I'm going to go to their Facebook. Chatbox. Chatbox, what was our worst interview ever? That's the worst. That's the worst. Chatbox, I want to know from the chatbox, what was our worst interview ever? The Tommy Rockstar one. Oh. You're in the bottom 10. The fucking ass the bartenders. I actually thought I thought Tommy was pretty good. I actually enjoyed. I actually like that whole episode. That was the one. Let's move on with the game. Tommy's good in the on the air. Sometimes. Comedian Brian Bruner. Comedian Brian. Oh, man. Poor oh, Brian Bruner. I really, you know, I got to say, I like Brian Bruner a lot. And every time he sees me, he Did tells me. Did you break me that I, microphone now, too? He no, tells me how funny I am and how much he loves me, and he draws robots. Wow, everyone has a different one. Does that mean most of our shows have sucked? <laughs> <laughs> this one, that one. Ooh, lemon cookie, yeah. That, that was kind of uh, I actually had a meet. That was awkward. It never got real. You know, uh, real or, lemon cookie yeah. is... Uh, Lemon Cookie's alter ego, who I will not name his real name, <laughs> is uh, is officiating my wedding. No, yeah, what? He's, he is. He Are is, you fucking? He wow. is officiating my wedding. Oh, he's, there's nothing more you, hipster than me and a fucking ordained. Are minister. you making him sign a contract that, uh, of of behavior? Uh, like there's a, no 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 nose candy, no nose candy of any right. kind. Um, <laughs> That's a certainty, right? He I mean. actually was very angry. That that he was accused of doing lines in your bathroom. Yeah, no, I I really don't believe he he was. I think, I mean... That night, I did think he was, but then uh, Lemon I talked Cookie, to him. Lemon Cookie, he... Uh, uh, but half it was a gag, too. He know? was too... I mean, that's the, I told him that. I was like, that's that's part of your persona. Who's Lemon Cookie? What does he do? <laughs> Try listening to the show Lemon Cookie is the uh, singer, and, singer of Runny. Oh, right, right, right. right. He yeah. looks like Chris Elliott. And uh, he get really mad because apparently he's like, every show you mention my real name, and then you <laughs> say the whole thing, and then you, you correct yourself. <laughs> Let's move on with the game! Man, I had lemon cookie fucking sound clips dying. Uh, but he actually he wants to redeem himself. That's very good. I'll have a Bloody Mary and a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich, please. <laughs> That's not it. That's Chevy Chase. I know. I just wanted to play that. Remember this? Key? Remember these? Richie! This is, like, this is the ghost page of sound keep clips. I'm coming back until somebody remembers seeing Richie. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you hear what the radio said about Richie? Oh my God! Oh, tell me I don't know how to run a fucking radio show. I want to go home sometime. Uh, uh, hello. Sorry. Uh, go, go ahead. Let's it's, do the Ryan game. It's, yes. it's not even 11 o'clock yet. I know. We're fine. It's exactly 11 There's no poker. No one showed up for poker in three weeks. What's going on? Right, now we play darts. It's freezing. It's great. Right. I knew we were going late with the- uh, What do you got for us this week, Ryan? I made I made two quick games. All right. All right. The first one is just very simple. <laughs> Can you name- <laughs> That was an awkward interview. Cock. Cock. Cotch. She was here twice, right? What was the one? Who? Getting hot on Ryan. <laughs> was that Eliza? She, she was cock. serenading me. Ryan Neal's cotch. Yeah. Cock. Cotch! <laughs> and then, like, six months later, the fucking, like, World Trade Center went down. Cotch! <laughs> right, let's go. It's always appropriate to say that. Jesus. <laughs> the best. What the fuck? I don't remember getting that out of hand. Eat a fucking bag of dicks for all I care. How, it, she it, got that, that fucking crazy on the show. Yeah, it really, it really that. makes that interview sound like it was really aggressive. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I would have been uh, hiding under the. Bar what do you think about Ira Glass? Ira Glass can eat a bag of dicks for all I care. Jesus Christ! Certainly showed him. Is it Kojak? God, that's really weird. I'm so fucking stupid. Pat's got somewhere better to be. And now, 
from a barrage oh. in Queens, New York. Warm. It's time to play oh, come on. the Ryan game. If it's too long, you're too old. Don't fucking touch me. For the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Let's move on with the game. <laughs> very good, Elliot Turtron. Let let us indeed move on with the game. What do you have for this week, Ryan? What's the game? What's the game, Ryan? Quick, very simple, very quick. Uh, every answer, every question has two answers. So it's uh, can you name one of the two, and they all relate to U.S. states. I don't get it. Oh, say that again. So here we go, and it's a buzzer game. So get your hands on the buzzes. John Buzzer. Uh, all right. You'll catch on. Don't okay, worry. Okay. I'll catch on. Name one of the two states that claims to be the home of eight U.S. presidents. Dave. Uh, Virginia. That is correct. And for uh, two points, can, can you- Can I go for another no, one? Uh, no, because uh, uh, since he buzzed in, okay. he, gets the, he gets the opportunity to name it again. What's the other one? Massachusetts. No. Okay. John. Illinois. That's what nope. I was say. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? <laughs> Got to be Virginia. Take a stab. I said Virginia. Virginia, Virginia right, that's, that's the first one. answer. Maryland. No. Pennsylvania. Pat, floor is all yours. Name any U.S. state. <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> no. South Dakota wasn't There actually are four presidents in South Dakota. They're just on a, on a mountain, <laughs> technically. <laughs> Pat, including territories, right. apparently, because I don't recognize South Dakota. The other one is Ohio. <laughs> Name <laughs> one of two U.S. states. That borders Washington. John. Um, California and Oregon. Uh, California is wrong. They're all, those three are connected. Let me not give you a point. I'm so dumb. Dave. I got one. Give me a point. Oregon? No, you're only supposed to name one. One of two. Oh, Oregon. I name one. Oregon. Well, you named California first. Oh, I thought I was supposed to name two. No. Oregon. Fuck. One of two. Oregon. Come on. Or- or- are you guys Oregon. kidding me? No, or- Oregon. Oregon. Right? Good. Oregon. What's the other one? Idaho. Uh, is I'm it Idaho? Sorry, it's still on. It's Idaho. Idaho. Are you guys kidding me? You're I didn't answer either one of those correct. I just got them from other people's. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver, Scott. Uh, you're, that's not a U.S. Vancouver state. doesn't even Yet. count. No one. No According one. to my sweater, we're taking over. Any day. All right. Name one of two U.S. states in which a president was assassinated. Dave. Texas. Yes. What's the other one? Assassinated was, uh, shit, it was Garfield in... I once farted at the beginning of Master of Puppets. <laughs> Fuck. Gateau. Let's move Three on seconds. the game. Virginia. Wrong. Anybody else? Tommy. Illinois. Nope. Anybody else? Where the fuck is Ford's theater? That's what I was just thinking. It's in D.C., but it's not a state. John? Uh, Maryland. Nope. Name a state, Pat. (laughs) Titty time. (laughs) Come on, name a state. (laughs) Titty time is the 51st state of the union. Uh, West Virginia. (laughs) No. New York. Start... Cranking the nuge. <laughs> Start cranking the nuge. Start cranking the nuge. You got free for all an LP right there. Did you just make that up? That's pretty good. <laughs> no. If you did it, that's brilliant. That's remember when we started. Uh, we it was a witty bit. The yeah. Remember that time? Start we were cranking the nuge. Don't make me find it. <laughs> all right. Name, name one. What was the What was the answer? New York. Uh-huh. Name one of two U.S. states to host 
an Olympic game since 1990? Tommy. Utah. That's correct. What's the other answer? New York. Nope. Come on! What is Georgia? That's right. All right. Fuck, what about Salt Lake Cities? That's, That's in Utah. Utah. Utah, you fucking moron. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you wait, see, we're that furious. Start cranking the uh, We're that furious. You got free for all on LP right over there. That's uh, if you recognize that left, Tommy. That's Joseph needs that in the uh, in live in the Isn't studio it? for that. Famous thing. photographer. He's great. We got to get him in here. And do more. Shots. Known known for wearing shorts on stage. Yeah. Yes. Name one. Selfie of, king. Known for sensitive man portraits and his beard. Name one of two U.S. states that has the complete name of another U.S. state within it. John. Say that again, please. <laughs> name one of two U.S. states that has the complete name of another U.S. state within it. What? That's a, that's a <laughs> trippy question. <laughs> um, name, uh, a, name a state. <laughs> confusion. New Jersey. <laughs> Dave. Uh, what is West Virginia? That's right. Uh, oh, that's what really, really, that's what we're doing? Do you know the other one? I do. <laughs> um, give me I got a, this. Give me a second. Here. There's more than one. Three seconds. Mind you, fuck. Mexico. <laughs> it's Mexico. not New Mexico. <laughs> he didn't even say New Mexico. He said Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> no more news for you. <laughs> All right, your time's up. Maine. <clears throat> nope. John's uh, buzzing in again. Uh, North Carolina. <laughs> nope. <laughs> South Hawaii, Mid Carolina. I hate Mid Carolina. There is no other answer. There I is said answer. New Jersey. They t- said no. Oh, Jersey. What's it? Give me a state, Tommy. Hampshire. That's the, new, that's the name of the game. Name a U.S. state. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm blank. Any uh, state? Yeah, we know. Virginia. Tommy blanks there. <laughs> Virginia is not right. <laughs> Ar- we already said that actually. Arkansas was the other answer. Arkansas. Kansas. Ah! Oh. Was thinking wrong there. Right. I got some bad thoughts in here. Got some Fuck bad thoughts. <laughs> thinking bad. Name one of two states named for King Charles I of England. Dave. South Carolina. That's right. Do you know the other one? New England. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to buzz that. It's all right. He still has on, a chance. Dave. Clear it. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm still I'm still. No, on. to be fair uh, to the other contestants after your answer. Fuck. Uh, now the Brian game will change your life. <laughs> John? New York. Nope. But I sacked the York in fucking 1667. Nobody gave me any credit either. Anybody else? 24. Sacked the shit out of that. Go South ahead. Carolina. That's right. I said South Carolina. Oh, I thought you said North Carolina. No, that was my choice. Oh. <laughs> you're, on the right, you're on the right page to, well enough. So I'm going to oh, bend over, scream into no, my ass. No, no. Go ahead, Pat. North Carolina. You got it. Good Thank you. you. <laughs> that was the first answer. Someone already said that. Oh, right. no. no I said, oh. This is a fucking mess. <laughs> this is really bad. I want to learn how to play poker. So Let's I can, call Greg Turner I want to learn how to play pedal steel guitar. <laughs> I don't have his number. That's actually, There's no poker. Did you no say, one's been showing up. save his number on there so like I can call him late at night? I, yeah, probably. I can get that for you. Give us easier ones, Ryan. Uh, I would never on. do that to one of our All right. One of two states beginning with the letter K. John. Kansas. That's right. What's the other one? Uh, Kentucky. That's right. Uh, Fuck you. I'm back on the board, baby. Put me on the board. 
Do what? I have control of the board? I'll take a... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Wrong game. One, one of two states named after people who who were... Don't. Neither... Can, no, stop. He okay. buzzed Go in. Go on. Um, he knows the rules. all the time. Pennsylvania. Wrong. Fucking shit. Continue, please. <laughs> one of two states named after people who were neither born in England nor were they British royalty. Can't buzz in again. Yes, I can. No, no. And I out. fucking did. <laughs> Louisiana, bitch. Washington. <laughs> Those are the two answers, Louisiana and Washington. Well, can I... Why, Go ahead, steal. Louisiana. Good. Dave did it to me before. Fuck him. I high-fived you. I'm the you. best. Right. You're already out. Don't fucking touch me. No one's even keeping score. This don't high-five anyone. Ryan's keeping score. No touching. No touch. Don't fucking, don't fucking, don't fucking touch. touch me. Just give me a ride home. <laughs> That's my seat. Don't fucking touch me. You need to hover. Don't fucking touch me. Stop it. One of two states that is home to a National Park Service memorial. John? (laughs) (laughs) You invented this rule. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Colorado. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Pat, Pat. Utah. (laughs) <laughs> no. But I'm, I'm very happy you actually said a state this time. <laughs> <laughs> South Hawaii. <laughs> Never happened, Jack. <laughs> One of two states that is home to a National Park Service memorial related to an act of terrorism. Woody says Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody wins. <laughs> Pretty sure Slayer is the answer to everything. Pennsylvania. That's right. What's the other answer? New Jersey. No. No, there's a there is a there's a 9/11 memorial in New Jersey in Hoboken. There's a 9/11 memorial in Hoboken. Don't question the game master. New York State National Park Service memorial. New York State. Wrong. Ah, Slayer. The other answer. Two Schnickers. The other answer is Georgia. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, the bombing. You know that that whole that whole McVeigh thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy was a real rabble rouser. Timothy McDermott's. One of two states and begin. One of two states <laughs> perfect <laughs> that are east of the Mississippi and John. fuck. God damn it. What I need to know. Name two states east of the Mississippi. Virginia. Wrong. Fuck. So stupid. One of two states that are east of the Mississippi and begin with the letter I. Dave. And begin. Illinois <laughs> <laughs> and Indiana. Yes. I can't believe I'm hang up. Yes. Hey, are you interested in game shows or not? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Dave. You're the best around. Because you stole it. Nothing's going to happen. Keep it down. We're done? Is that it? You want to switch to the other game real quick? You're I, damn I got right. two games. All Can right. Let's Wait, a- am I winning right now? Wait, you, yes, Dave- you totally took this one. Yeah. What? Dave won the game? Oh, by seven oh, points. Tommy's alarmed because we might not get to TNN. It's killing me. It's TRNN, by the way. <laughs> if it's going to be more steak and blowjobs, you know, I'm out. The Tommy McCulloch News Network. Congratulations, Dave. Nice job. Thank you. Are we doing part two of the Ryan game? Oh, you want to just wrap it up? Let's no, just more, go right to the Ryan game. No? I was going to say, let's go right to the news. Well, well, is it Kojak? If we have time, I'd like to hear another game, but, you know. You guys well, well, we could do that. Do we we have time, time for a Tommy McCulloch news. Yeah, I say we go to the news. Really? I'll save the game for next week. You want to go to the news? I don't have a Tommy uh, news theme song, but I do have this. Do you have an old, we, do you have an old Tommy, meme? If you have John, an old meme from six weeks ago, we can play that. John, give, me, give, me a bit of verb. give me a bit of verb, and I'll do a Tommy McCulloch news. Over that, over that. Exclusive. 
Chowmey McCulloch News. Rockstar Network. Stop it. All right. Go ahead, Tommy. Here's Tommy Tommy Rockstar News, everyone. All right, here we go. McCulloch. I can't wait to see the uh, TMZ articles that are two weeks old. I'm like paralyzed over here, Pat. What do you say there, bottle nose? All right, so uh, <laughs> hit me with some funny shit. That was, that was the dude's pickup line. In Oregon, speaking of states, uh, an aggravated cat was subdued uh, in Portland uh, by police after terrorizing right. a family. You Portland's a city. You sent me the clip, and I refused to play it because I saw Shepard Smith uh, speaking on Shep it. Shep Smith? I threw my computer out the window. Yeah, a 22-pound cat named Lux had to be snared by police uh, after uh, the owner said it. The ferocious feline attacked their baby in a northwest Portland apartment on Sunday. I see. If uh, if you could only kill Shepard Smith or Shepard Fairy, who would you kill? Uh, Shepard Smith, for sure. You know, I'm not, no fan of Shepard Fairies. Uh, if somebody was an actual shepherd, they could fucking kick the cat out of the way and Hit move on with, with their lunch. Shit. Oh, <laughs> owner Lee Palmer told the dispatchers the four-year-old male has, quote, a history He's a good of violence. Golfer. Lee Palmer. He's pretty good. Scratch the seven months. Lee Trevino's punting challenge. He's on the senior <laughs> toys. <laughs> you have selected don't play again. <laughs> <laughs> best, <laughs> best, best, Simpsons, best Simpsons episode ever. Oh my god, what was the one I watched the other night? I don't mean to interrupt you, Tommy, but it was the fucking. Yes, it was fucking. There were so many great little tiny things. Like it was just joke after joke after the joke. First, the so first, the first, the third season of The Simpsons is the best season ever. Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, well, it was. All right, go ahead, Tom. Fuck. Owner Lee Palmer told dispatchers. <laughs> Lee Trevino. <laughs> I'm never getting it fast. Play yeah. again? You have selected no. <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. That part was over the credits. Yeah. It's four year old male cat. <laughs> no, I'm really into this. I just. I just it's, like, it's like. It's like. You have selected. Power drag. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Thank you for reminding. It was the Max Power episode, and the Max Power episode is just fucking rapid fire the whole fucking time. Yes. It's genius. What does Mel say? He's really into the ball in the cup. <laughs> it's a great episode. The Max Power episode is great. And somebody finally compliments him on his yeah. name, and he just totally doesn't get it. And they're like, "Hey, that's a great name, Max Power." I got it off a hair dryer. I fucking almost shit my pants. I forgot how fucking funny that was. And then they go to save the redwoods and chain themselves to the redwoods, and all, and you know, of course, Homer knocks every redwood in the place down. <laughs> Let's move on with the news. <laughs> so o- owner Lee Palmer told and Bigley Juniors in that episode. <laughs> hey, this is an electric car. It's powered by my own sense of self-importance. And he puts the headphones on yes. with a wire attached to the motor and drives away. <laughs> fucking genius! God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find a way. <laughs> I will look through your other names here. A uh, handsome B wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the one you, the only one you spelled correctly, Max Power. Yeah. Oh, handsome B wonderful. Handsome B wonderful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, speaking of wonderful, Chesty Larue, owner Lee Palmer told dispatchers the four-year-old male cat. Stop saying Lee Palmer. <laughs> That's where you. Hello, get Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. <laughs> Every- okay, Mr. Burns, what's your <laughs> what's your first name? I don't know. <laughs> Every time Tommy says Lee Palmer, everyone drink. Go ahead, Tommy. Anyway, please. Mr. Palmer said that he tried to get the cat off his son. "Quote: I kicked in the cat in the rear, and it gone it gone over the edge." He's trying to attack us. He's like, very yes. hostile. 
He's at our door. He's charging us right now. When officers seems like a touch. <laughs> when officers arrive, they enter the touch apartment. Touch too much. Equipped with a dog snare and watched the large Himalayan dart into the kitchen where it jumped on the refrigerator. Using a snare, officers were able to wrangle the cat. Homo uh, fridge. Into a pet carrier. <laughs> right. Sorry that was said in the chat box. <laughs> I know. I don't know what Homo Fridge. Homo Fridge is a band the name. Box. I think the uh, the Church Box came up with Homo Fridge is a band name last the week. The chat box has an archive, a, so any weird thing that pops into Dave's head, he can blame the chat box. <laughs> Homo Fridge. I would. I would see him. If Homo Fridge was playing a, a South by Southwest showcase, you would totally go. <laughs> Justin Bieber did. Starting TV on the radio, fucked up in Homo Fridge. You know how you fucked totally up I am? totally go to that show. I go to myself. Uh, this is how how it's, you know involved with myself I am. I go. Well, I'm gonna I, you know I'm gonna really take the high road here, and I'm not gonna make any jokes about the South by Southwest tragedy, and, and like that actually makes myself feel better. That's how fucked up I am. Like you're, I'm not gonna write on Facebook a you're joke, a good man. About the people who died, and now, like, I think I'm great. It's just it's such a sick place. To, you know, what the fuck? Someone cut John off. Let's move on with the news. I'm a terrible person. I no, hear it's you. okay. I hear Tommy, you. kill me. Come over here and but you know me. what? No. Every joke that you won't make, Artie Philly will, and that yeah. makes me appreciate <laughs> him so much. Totally. He made a joke about the Malaysian flight that was hilarious. He's funny. Even, man. He's I'm really funny. Was I don't even. I, I would love to have that guy on because he is the most consistently. Uh, he would be great. We should talk. I email with him like Bullshit, five times Dave, a week. You Let's told do it. me I was the most consistently funny person last week. Well, that's why you're the host. Yeah, you're the second. God host. damn it. You have lost your spot. I knew it. I knew it. In Delaware, daycare workers. <laughs> In Delaware, guys, we know a daycare worker. Tom, Tom's going to power through. <laughs> you guys just forgot I was here. <laughs> He's going to power through. This is a through. lot of shit. Go, Tom. It, power through, baby. Power Sorry, through Tom. news. You're never going to get another chance to do it. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, laugh in the barrage. Power through news. Powering through. Delaware, daycare workers are accused of running a toddler fight club. Uh, three Delaware uh, daycare workers <laughs> employed have been accused of encouraging toddlers <laughs> to fight with to each other. Babies fighting. While children were under their care. CBS Philly reported that Tiana Harris, Lisa Parker, and Esther Myers, all employees of the Hands of Our Future daycare in Dover. <laughs> Fists of Our Future. <laughs> <laughs> future Fist Academy. Fistula. <laughs> they were arrested. The Cobra Kai Academy for Toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally wager on that. But wouldn't that be awesome? Like, if you were like like an evil, like fucking. Some like, toddlers are total pussies, though. No, like, but you like, can't, you can't be, judge that shit. No, but wouldn't that be like the ultimate thing for like, a, you know, like an evil, like fucking arch, like enemy billionaire to of be kids? like. The, uh, wagers on toddlers. Wait, I have some, I have some tape of the uh, toddlers fighting. You ready, Tommy? All right, let's play it behind me. Okay. Reverse hangman, take it eats. <laughs> Looks like a tilt a whirl crossbody, <laughs> sir. Did one of Looks them say like don't the touch me? Phoenix splash. <laughs> Looks like a diving bulldog. <laughs> Looks like the Frankensteiner. Did one of them say don't touch Looks me? Looks like we've got we are the hemorrhaging listeners dust. right now. This is <laughs> pr this is a problem in the community. Like you can't have kids fight, and then there's here's this asshole narrating it. <laughs> the, the Fucking fireball. <laughs> The three were arrested after a cell phone. It's video. an arm twist, <laughs> rope walk, chop, chop, <laughs> sir, <laughs> Jesse. Ooh, the three, sir. Were... Do you think Mr. King was masturbating when he recorded that? Because it sounds like he might have been. It sounds like he might have been just like going to. Town when he with says it. "diving bulldog," he starts laughing. He goes, <laughs> and the the Mr. King laugh. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Go. 
<laughs> no, the three were arrested after a cell phone video emerged of them allegedly encouraging two three-year-olds to fight in an organized battle. Police said the video of one child was heard yelling, he's pinching me, he's pinching me. I make my twin daughters duke it out all the time. Do you? <laughs> one of the what do you mean you make I just, them? I just bought them sparring. Wait, do you throw some chicken feed in the middle of the living room? I and no, I don't. fight over? You, the fuck? you and you, fight. <laughs> he, puts, he puts baby bumpers on the table. It was on it sale. Yeah, man up. Just throws it in the middle of the fucking mm. living room. Give her the Baltimore chop. <laughs> You're twins. Looks like a tilt-a-whirl cross. <laughs> You're twins. Body. Don't you realize Sir. you're supposed to fight to the Ooh. death? It was really yeah. it's a sunset. One of the di- one the of creepiest th- part was the creepiest part. Hangman, take it easy. There's nothing creepy about the it. The creepiest <laughs> part was when the you uh, flip. You filled that kiddie pool with pudding, and you were like, "Get in there!" You crossed the line. Most people say that twins is a blessing because you always have somebody. Not me. I said, you're supposed to fight to the death and make the stronger one win. You, you know, actually, uh, eat each other absolutely. in utero, a la sharks. Well, my, when me and my sister were, my mother was pregnant with me and my sister. Uh, they had to do a C-section, emergency C-section, because she had her umbilical Are you a cord. twin? Yeah, I'm a twin. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a twin sister. Yeah. Um, Is she cool? They're identical. Yeah, they both have penises are, and yeah, like Totally giant penises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're both, uh, what do you call Fucking that? Dual gender. Footlongs uh, and Mensa. Mensa and giant penises. That's what we both have. Um, oh, we, Mensa me. <laughs> but uh, no, she. we had to have a C-section because uh, she had her umbilical cord wrapped around my throat. And, oh, uh, yeah. and bitch. She was trying to kill For me. For goof. Trying to kill me. <laughs> And then uh, she moved in my college, into my college freshman year. Um, and then she tried to kill you again. Slept, slept with all of my friends. So, there you uh, go. Oh, no. And then left, so then none of my friends talked to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, yeah she was a systematic destroyer of... Uh, this is a, these are big black lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, it's going to be some drive home. I'll tell you I what. I just got a text from Gallagher asking if he, one of his girlfriends can call in. Of course. That, what, yeah. you, no one has to ask to call him. What is he, Tom call. Jones? I just got a text from Gallagher <laughs> asking if we could move on with the, the news. news. Yes, let's move on with the news. All right, so, I uh, wish we knew the Gallagher that smashed watermelons. <laughs> Every time I say his name, this someone asks me that. funny Gallagher? Is <laughs> He's got a twin also. <laughs> Gallagher, too. Let's move on with Tommy Rockstar News. Speaking of... Speaking of South by Southwest, uh, yeah, well, no one's speaking mm. of that. <laughs> 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 That's a hell of a segue. Uh, they just yawned into the mic. Last Go. night, Lady Gaga had someone vomit on her in concert. I would have done that not in a concert. She could get that for free outside of the tunnel. I think oh, just... I saw this. She had a bunch of people like puke on her or something. Because yep, yep. yeah, it's a big performance art thing. Yeah. I think it wasn't <laughs> staged, but then she just said that it was. So... It's like Williamsburg, but instead of a. Uh, <laughs> I think people, in obscurity, you make six billion dollars. I mean, Gigi Allen shoved a mic up his ass twenty years ago. Like, what are you trying to prove? I think people just saw her without her <laughs> makeup on and high. just spontaneously vomited. Ah, she's in disgusting. A, a South by Southwest performance blah, blah. Sponsored, sponsored by Doritos last night. Shut up, Stephanie. Wait, were they regular Doritos or like? Exploded well, with flavor. Well, ones. supposedly she was oh. supposed to perform in a six-story Doritos vending machine, but they got nixed at the last minute. She's like David Blaine. What'd they do with the machine? I guess She's they, like David Blaine or Tilda Swintron in a glass box. <laughs> in hey, thank goodies. <laughs> Sponsored by Doritos last night, Lady Gaga trotted out some new tricks in, some, the world. in what some call the tired <laughs> and provocative You're making me. Attempt. There's too many references. I can't go from page to page. <laughs> Her performance, which took Life place from the barrage, <laughs> made me so sick. I felt like I was on a Tilda. Hey, how world. you doing? This is uh, you... actress uh, Tilda Swinton Day. Tilda and, Swinton. Uh, you're listening to Live from the Barrage. Hey, John, are you just pressing I every to it button? While I'm laying in a glass box, Dad. <laughs> hey, oh! 
Take it easy. Go ahead. Sorry. Gaga's performance, which took place at a famous Stubbs barbecue in Austin. Well, this might be the beach. Watching, watching John work is like when they when they pull the curtain. <laughs> the uh, and who's interrupting the news? Levers. Mike There's and Yonkers, you're on the air, Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, it's actually Beach. Oh, hey, what's up? How are you? Beach, you sound like your balls got cut off. Hey, take it easy, Tommy. Relax. I'm going to turn down your mic again. Oh, you guys talk- remember me? This is Becky. Yeah, hey, Becky. How are you doing? Becky. How's your uh, love good. life going? Is it, uh, has it improved at all since we last I'm sorry, my what? Your love life. Has it improved at all since we've last spoken with you? Actually, you know what? You're getting me confused with the other chick that was here that night. Right. She it's was all like a girl awkward one that was trying to have a date. You guys were setting her up. Wait, right. but you both had Do you remember that? Caitlin. Yes. I think her name was Caitlin. Right. Who was the one who said she had a Sorry, perfect pussy? Because my wife got really mad at me for that. <laughs> and I need to know because I'm going to go J-O a little, in a little while. Have you guys been drinking? No. No, no not at all. No. We never drink on the show. These bottles were empty when we. So, uh, so your your major problem is that you've hung out with Beej more than once. So I'd like to know uh, how that happened, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, what he what he did to convince you to come back. I love the Beej. I love the Beej. Really, what do you guys do when you? Nobody beats the Beej. What do What do you do when you hang out? Like, um, I don't know. Get weird. He's great. You you play like play. You blow the Beej. Did you blow the Beej? You have the Beej. Wiener in your it's mouth. Steak and blowjob day. Yeah, she had to. You know what? Don't, I, don't I, do I'm steak. not sure who's listening. Right. No one's listening. So. It's our show. You, you, All right. Well, I that's can a guess. So things get weird. I mean. What's your favorite crocus tape? You wipe standing up. <laughs> What's the bees doing right now? Is he like listening to Nutri Milk Hotel he records? He actually just got mad at me because I'm in his bedroom and he like shut the door because oh. he's actually He'll listening do that. right now. Hey, bees. Beach, come in here. We need to talk to you. Did, Did you, you say, hey, the beach? Is, you know, is there a the in it? Like no, a, there's just beach. It should be just beach. It's just, it's just, I just, I didn't throw a the in there. You know that the beach, I, I, sugarcoat it. I thought I heard you say, hey, the beach, which I mean, like, I mean, that's interesting. I've never I was heard. talking about my vagina. That's what I called Wait, your is vagina's called the beach and he's beach? Yeah, the beach. <laughs> well, so it. has beach been in, has beach visited the beach? No, no. Isn't he gay? Uh, we Jesus we always guy, thought yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, totally. <laughs> Tell us about your vagina. So let's it perfect? actually talk. Do you, do you want to hear? Are you guys in a college basketball? Dave just threw his headphones across the room and walked out. He's he's outraged. What's the beach doing right now? What's the deal? We need uh, my audience needs some kind of touchstone. Uh, what's going on? You you guys live in Astoria, Queens. Touches you. You're busy. Astoria, party. Queens. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys doing? I actually just got back from the city. I was watching Syracuse lose. Terribly. And you thought it'd be a good idea to go over to the Beach's apartment. Yeah, and I'm like that upset. That's mm. actually why I'm here. Is that what your life's come to? <laughs> yes. Listen, I don't know if you guys are into uh, college basketball. I think you should talk to me. I think I, th- I think you should talk to me one on one on the phone and and not involve Beach because I gotta I'm gonna straighten out your life. <laughs> he just handed me a Crocus Headhunter album. Of course, because you're under the Beach's spell. I'm going to straighten right. you What's right up. What's your out. favorite song on, on the album? I hate Crocus. It's terrible. <laughs> if you guys can name all five band members. Oh, oh there's uh, well, there's Rolf, uh, Talk about Rolf the Wolfenstein. There's Ding. the Frankensteiner, Ding. Jim Frankensteiner, uh, who was on the slide <laughs> guitar. Wait, who are these guys? Hello? <laughs> Sunset Sammy Flip. All right, what's, what's your favorite song on the album? On the, the Crocus album? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Use It or Lose It. 
They're lying. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, <laughs> none of us will listen. That to sounds Kro- pretty good. Use it or lose it. I, if I was in Crocus, I'd make that an album title. Screaming in the night. Screaming in the night. Yeah! Well, no, that's a lame ass tune. I know. I know that. I know that jam. Screaming in the night is what happens at Beach's house. It's like <laughs> Journey meets Def Leppard. By the way, last night in the studio, there was a band earnestly trying to uh, play "Rocket" by Def Leppard. Remember Great. that song? Don't you Rocket! love? All right, all right. Yeah! And they were fucking, it was it was awful, but I was lucky enough to be there right when they were ending the song, and then he goes, and then you just hear the singer go, Rock it. One of my, yeah. fa- one of my favorite parts, <laughs> why don't you call me? One of my favorite parts of, the, actually probably the only reason I'm still in a band, is to listen to other bands cover songs horribly in rooms yeah. around mine. Yeah. So you really get to hear like what like the Top 40 wedding band's doing. Down- oh, I love Top 40. Do you really? I do. Really? What's I'm your favorite? What's your favorite song right now? What's your favorite? Crooked I don't know. Like what I do you? Don't what, even what, know what, like who What's the banging song of the winter? Did you say you too? Yes. <laughs> you be forty. Bruno Mars tune. Who's a Bruno? Bruno. Mars? I do be forty. <laughs> I do love Bruno Mars. I love Justin Timberlake too. Do you really? Do you feel like he's um, a? Be- I, you- I like Michael McDonald. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. This is mad for me. <laughs> Sometimes when uh, when you and Beej are hanging out by yourselves, do you make him sing like Michael McDonald? Because he can do it. I've heard, I've oh, heard stories. I know a lot of people can do it really good. Have you ever seen Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake make fun of him? I don't watch. Gallagher? I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. You should. You should Google it. It's hilarious. No, and not, Michael no, McDonald's actually in it singing "Row, Row, Row." I'm not going to Google that. That'd be good in the radio. It's not going to happen. Be good in the air. What happened? I just so, pissed for an hour. She's telling me to Google shit. You guys want to? Do you guys want to talk to Kelly? Who's, who the yeah, fuck sure. is Kelly? Uh, Kelly's great. No, uh, Kelly we want to talk to great. Kelly's cab service. Well, then do you Kelly. I want to talk to Bryce, right. landlord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we want to talk to Kelly. We want to talk to everybody. Who cares? Put her on. All right, hold on one second. All right. Hello? 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 Live from the barrage, brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, lacto-ovo, eco-friendly farms. Hello? Hello. Hey, hey, Kelly, you sound pretty hot. What's going on? (laughs) We got the transposition. Beach, Kelly. Hey, Hey, Kelly, tell me about your beaver. What's up, bro? (laughs) Hey, what's happening? Hi, this is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. This is John Hulan. You're here on Live from the Garage with Dave Harrison, Patrick Walsh, and uh, Tommy Rockstar, and some other truth who went outside to pee. How are you? Okay, well, What's going on there at the Beaches apartment? This has happened a couple more times, and you guys better come up with something interesting. I'm going to throw you the fuck out of you. Thank you. Sorry, Kelly. Nice to meet you. That's a, that's a really horrible intro to Kelly. She yeah, sounds. I, I apologize. Tell us that. about yourself, Kelly. What are you all about? Either sit down and keep um, quiet or get out. I'm just chilling out, and I'm a little drunk, and I've never worn a costume ah, before. So. I see. And now, uh, are you've you never worn a costume before? Is that what you just said? Like, what, what kind of costume are you wearing? You say you've never worn a costume before? No, I've never been on a talk show before. Oh, well, this isn't a talk show. So. <laughs> have you ever done ads? Ad- what is this, the radio? <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever done ads for Cougar Life? <laughs> Kelly, what is the average? Are you guys like 10 years younger than the beach? Yeah, how much younger are you? I'm 28. Yeah. So I like it. It's like 15 years. How did you, how did you meet the beach? Through Becky. <laughs> Becky is my roommate's girlfriend. How old's Becky? Becky, I think it's 30 or 29. Nah, She's still calls herself Becky. Do I hear a little bit of an accent? Are you from like the Carolinas or something? 
You know, everyone always tells me that. That's not, I'm not though. I'm from Long Island. <laughs> that explains. Wow. Where from? Where, where in Long where, Island? Where? South Shore. I'm from Babylon. Babylon. Oh. Oh. Nice. Like, oh, I was. I, I would have guessed CI, but I guess uh, I mean that's close enough. Uh, Becky, do you have a yeah. monthly ticket or uh, do you uh, pay as you go on the on the railroad? <laughs> oh, I um, well, I live in Astoria now. Do you? Um, when oh, I go okay. to the LIR, I usually take a train. I mean, I like, get just a ticket. When is you, a, is a st- you're saying let when me, you take the LIR, you usually take a train? Me too. Let me ask you. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I said it. I said it. I was like, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> hey, usually, well, I drive. Hey, is what he meant to say. <laughs> hey, when you're when you're with Brian, who knows what rails you go on? Dave has a question, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kelly, uh, oh, Kelly, is Astoria as close as Long Islanders feel comfortable moving to the city? It seems like um, it, it seems like you can't get across that river, right? Like it's it's that one that's that last vestige yep. of like I I still need to live outside of what you call the city. Yeah, it's a little too claustrophobic for me. Like I work in Manhattan, so I'm there a lot, and even right. that is like puts me on edge on some days. You it's know, nuts. Like, I work in Manhattan too. Space. What's your address? <laughs> that's, that's not happening. <laughs> Kel- Kelly, what do you What's do? My address? What do you do for a living? Um, I teach art at a college. And- New Jersey. So does Mary. Yeah, and then I, you know Mary? I'm also a waitress. That's your job. Really? Art Wait. of the college in New Jersey. Kelly, you- sounds like the Boston Crab. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. King. How are you? Welcome to Live from Roger on the air. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you work for the public school system? Uh, I do not, no. So oh, you're not in one of those charter schools. I'll throw uh-huh. you right out of you. No, she works for a college. Oh, you're a college professor? Is it the, is it the College of Mount yeah, St. Vincent? Yeah, I'm professor. Badass. <laughs> well, I Sounds like yeah. Kelly's doing the brain buster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. We have Mr. King who he, he, he can only speak in he, wrestling moves. He had, he had a head injury, and that's <laughs> the only way he can speak is in wrestling Are moves. you kidding me? Have you seen his head? Nothing can injure that thing. <laughs> you're fucking nuclear... <laughs> So it sounds like the doomsday device there, Hulan. <laughs> and there's the face buster. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. King, I have a serious question to ask you. The many people, sure. are, me, 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 not you, <laughs> Mr. King. Is your name Mr. King? She's so oh, nervous. Oh wait, don't hang up, Peggy. Hello? She hung up. Oh, Mr. King. Oh, Mr. King. I wanted to ask him a serious question. Yeah, that's his brain injury. So Becky, what's what, what's the plan? Like, uh, Kelly, what's the plan? It's 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 fucking eleven thirty four now. What's the what time do you uh, 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 plan on leaving the Beach's apartment to and go to Sweet Apple? Will you actually leave the Beach's apartment? I think he has a couple more friends he's waiting on to get here. I don't know the name. If you're waiting on Juju, he's never here. coming. <laughs> he has no friends. He's, yeah, we're not actually in this apartment. He's here by himself. The Beej and I have had problems no lately, and uh, we we exchanged some words uh, via text, and uh, <laughs> we defriended each other on Facebook. And I'm happy to report that all is well with the Beej and I, and uh, we have reconciled, hey. and we are Thank back God. to being friends. But are you okay on Twitter? Twitter, are you Instagram friends. <laughs> There's no hands Facebook. Beej Yeah, no, we're all. It's we're all, all, it's all on Instagram too, probably. I do love the Beach. <laughs> Who doesn't? So how how long of, how long have you known the beach? Of which I should put him on the phone. A, no 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 no. It's, it, it's a total pain in the ass being his We friend. don't we don't need to talk to him. <laughs> Kelly, how long have you? you don't? Uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly, how long? Kelly, Kelly, listen to me. How long have you? How long have you known the beach? A couple weeks ago. Six seven minutes. Maybe you should. Long, you not should, seven minutes. Longer you, than that. 
Have you ever seen the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Breach. Breach. You should. You should. Ru- you should leave. What he's saying is. Take a minute. Kiss that corn crack guy goodbye. Kelly, this is like this is like the this is like the season of The Voice. You don't want to win. Like you need to leave. Just get out. I'm serious. Leave. Yeah, the calls the, are coming from inside you know, the house. Now I'm peacing out. I'm going to get the heck out of B's apartment. And here's on Becky. Do that. Please don't don't, don't trip in the woods. That's, that's when he gets I you. I'll, right. I'll run, though. Yeah, please. Okay. You can outrun him, but if you, if you slip up, it's Beach City. I got to go. Otherwise, don't, I'm, I'm gonna, he's going to catch up. And so. don't go to Sweet Afton because he will follow you. All right. Put him on. All right, cool. Put him on. Have put him on. I'll give Kelly a piggyback ride out of here. Don't worry. I'll take care of her. Jesus Christ. You're the most evil. I'm I'm just actually really upset that you guys asked Kelly how her beaver was and not mine. I didn't say yeah. that. I Look never up, said anything like that. That's really rude. Why? Do you want me to ask you that? I never I never asked that. How's your beaver? No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. It's fine? Shapely? Yeah, you got. You, I got to get It's fine. Is it fair to Midland? Is that a. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, that. my beaver's fair to Midland. It's a. It's a. you need On a scale of one to ten, I give it a six and a half. What kind of amp is that? <laughs> you guys and look I, like you're having a lot of fun up there. You're not going to please me anyway. All right. Well, these promises of pictures are obviously out of the question, so whatever. Where's the you beach? You guys are great. Text, text pictures to Dave. Yeah. Could you, could you poke the beach you with a branch? You guys want me to send you a dick pic? Yes, please. Is there a stick Duh. Like that you could poke? Hold on. H- call her on the I'm gonna c- I'll come up with something. Okay. Yeah, right. I got this. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Hello? Anybody there? Um, Sounds like the power bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Work on the pictures. Right, hold on. I'm Work on the pictures. Oh, okay. Hello, <laughs> Mr. King. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> this, is what, this is why I let the girls talk, because I don't want to talk to you guys. Yeah, and we don't want to talk to you either, so it's a fucking symbiotic uh, relationship. How, how come every time you have girls over, you just make them talk to us instead of doing it's what so you should It's so weird. Do I yeah. feel like the dirtiest no, it's all fairness, dick. In all fairness, Becky was like, I, I, I want to call the radio show. I want to call the radio show. That's I'm cool. like, all right, well, we put it on. And then she's like, I don't want to talk. I'm too stoned. Looks like the Phoenix Splash. <laughs> 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 well, Brian, I am. I'm happy that uh, I want to. I want to be your buddy, man. I, I, I fucking hate not being uh, friends with you. And I'm, were you I'm, guys not friends for a while? Yep. Uh, we had a couple. We had a couple bad days. Brian, would you, you had some Facebook Brian, dust would, ups? Uh, let me let me ask Brian. Would you have classified Hulahan as not your friend for a certain period of time? No, but apparently he did. You know, it's just a little I mad at him. Oh, awkward. I I unfriended yeah. the beach. You unfriended him. Yeah. For what reason? What happened? Drama, drama. Because I don't know. We we just had a bad couple days. Has it been, everything's has it, fine now. And let's take has it, it been rough uh, post fuckflix? Let me ask both of you. Has it been uh, rough since like <laughs> like how's your relationship since the band has kind of not been uh, not been really active? Well, Hugo hit me with a pipe the other day and broke my finger. So. Did he really? Are For you serious? Real? Yeah, that sounds real. Crack pipe. <laughs> oh, dude, that was not me. You know who that was? That was PW. That was your friend from New Hyde Park. Parks. Yeah, they, they could do that. Uh, did, did, did that really happen? By the way, once Becky got off the phone and you asked Kelly about her um, beaver, uh, Becky was very mad that you didn't ask about her beaver. I know, but we I just did, though. Right? I don't know who asked that. I would never ask that. I'm, you know, this is not the show you think it is. This is not how it's done. I don't want to see names. Well, Jake's. I, I think you should ask yes, Becky about her beaver because apparently she wants to talk about it. Yeah, well, we tried and she, she shot it down. Is there a camera on your phone? Uh, there is, but my phone. But right now my phone is streaming the show, and we're on Becky's phone. 
Oh, I use see. it then. Use it. Turn down your radio, sir. It looks like the Phoenix Smash. Turn so, no, down your labia. So I want to know, like, is there? Is they're, like, why, they're like, why can't I? Why can't I talk while we listen to it? I go, don't you remember like V100 when you were like in Long Island? Like, you know, turn your radio down. You just won tickets. <laughs> right. Brian, it's like Bri- you can't hear the screech of the week with a bunch of people squawking <laughs> in the back. Brian, <laughs> Brian, I need to ask you: Is there a better chance of a ten cent Fufflex show or a Hestron Rifle show? I think you have a better chance of a Leonard Skinner reunion with all the uh, original members. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of either of those shows. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I think... I think well, he... Dave, what were you supposed to play bass for us? What happened with that? Uh, well, I was actually... I, I offered to play bass for the Fuckflex, and then uh, Hugo said that he was starting something else, and uh, it got... Well, he always says that. I mean, it's Hugo. You Hugo's I, on what the... you need to do is you need to just book a rehearsal and just tell everybody to show well, up. And right. You know, it's, it's, it's all fair because we stole... The Mess Around stole Dance and Mike, so I would totally play bass for you guys. I mean, I wait, think Dance and Mike's in the, the, the Mess Around. Fair, right? Yeah, Dance and Mike. Are you announcing it now? Officially? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess I'm officially announcing it. You just announced. did it. Dance and Mike plays drums for the mess around. Nice. Yeah. Dance and oh, I didn't know that. He didn't, yeah. tell, he didn't tell me anything. Dave, uh, refu- Dave didn't want to, uh, you know, let the cat out of the bag just yet. Until they well, apparently, out what the band was doing. well, that's yeah. good. Well, you know what, what happened to your other drummer? Uh, he, uh, he had some problems with his muscles, and he couldn't play anymore. Yeah, he actually. had, a, like, a physical yeah, issue. Yeah, he had a really bad, uh, really bad... Uh, Degradation of uh, his muscular tissue, according to the doctor, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't play anymore. From drums, it caused that, or yeah. Well, he uh, he is a physical laborer as well. He is like his big thing is like moving furniture, and he owns his own furniture place now. And uh, the doctor, he played a show with us, our our last show actually uh, was a Don Pedro, and uh, three days Don't after. Yeah, great, great last show. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, if I'm gonna go out, I want it to be at Don Pedro. <laughs> I want my name in lights <laughs> next to the ski ball machine. I'm gonna stick a sticker Sounds on the like window. Sounds like the Beatles on the roof. Yeah, like doing set dressing now. And I'm, today I'm 14 hours. I moved furniture like all day. I'm like, it's great money, but I'm like, well, this is. Not I would, what I want to do. I would also like to again. officially announce that after uh, after almost a year of letting it hang there, I finally approved you as my LinkedIn connection. I don't know if Fucking you saw that. Why would you let that? Why would you let that hang? I don't know. I just figured I'd, I wanted to see how long it would be before he withdrew it because I, I like fucking with Brian, even though he gets really upset and I feel bad about it. I don't think I ever sent you that, but maybe a year ago I don't remember. But yeah. you, know, you guys are bad friends socially on social media. <laughs> okay, I'm getting defriended. I'm getting. Uh, you let me well, hang. Like, we love you, Beach, I'm, I'm done even commenting on anything or, or uh, that you write because you think I'm being a dick no matter what I do. Even if I like something, you'll be like, oh, he's busting my ball. So I'm out. I'm out. All right, now I'm really going to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Beach accused me of being a dick via text. And, I, and he's like, I was never a dick to anybody but you. And I said, I named four people he was a dick to that day. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of read about that. Hey, Tommy, was uh, was John ever a dick to you? Yeah, it's been a dick to me a few times. Absolutely, because yeah. Tommy posts bullshit, and I feel the need to call it out. And I, I stopped. I, I was happy to that, that you actually had you did some status updates lately because you, you, you know, you always comment on people's things, but like you were too scared to do a status update. I don't mean you post bullshit, Tommy. Apart. I'm sorry. I don't mean I, I just I put myself out but there. But I'm like a fucking sheriff of the internet. I can't help it, buddy. You definitely and are. So no, 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 you two guys, no, no, no. I'm out. I, I'll just not interact with with Tommy or you because no, I, I can't. I don't eat. mind. I think you're funny. Oh, stop. Well, we have a we have a new like uh, level of understanding. It. You know, so looks like the Facebook 
snide remark. <laughs> Looks like the Geech. <laughs> Looks like the Frankensteiner. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, Mr. We're King. Gonna wait on the Frankensteiner thing. Could you please explain that to us? I want Mr. King to call in and just stay on the entire show. I thought he was on the air. <laughs> uh, Brian, if you just. I, I, I don't want to be rude. If you just YouTube uh, Mr. King Wrestling, it will come right up, and you can listen to the entire Mr. King. Uh, I'll play it at the end of the show. Okay. It's like a social media rear-naked joke, <laughs> sir. Hold <laughs> on. Uh, somebody wants to talk to you. Okay. Her name landlord. is Barbara. Uh, how many girls are in this fucking car? Hello? Hello, Barbara? No, it's uh, somebody else. Okay. His name is uh, James. Hey, James. How you doing, man? Hey, good. Good. What's your problem? Really? I'm, well, I'm really high right now. Well, you're on Loveline. Tell us about your problems. Yep. On, what <laughs> Sounds you... like somebody needs the guillotine choke. <laughs> Tell us where it hurts. You know, you know what I was thinking about, though? No. I Patty, think get... we should all go to Rite Aid right now. Get something? And, and, and buy a nebulizer. Right. And vaporize well, like... some alcohol well, and like... inhale it. Well, like in the butt plug out. Are you 14? <laughs> Just wondering. Just no. no. I'm going to so steal your fixie when we meet up there. How do you know Beach? Uh Oh, I just met him the other day. And he just invited you to his house? Yeah, he did. He did. Where'd I you... had to pick him up a lot of stuff on the way, and then I showed up, and I was like, hey. Where'd you guys meet? <sighs> Uh-oh. Uh, we met um, in Alanis Morissette concert? He's in the, the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, we met in the Bronx. Nobody man. meets Remember in the Bronx. It's, on it's a novel right there. He's like the Pied Piper of Zero. How did you meet the Beach in the Bronx? <laughs> I work like with illicit him. Dealings. You work with him? Are you on the? Uh, are you going up uh, high on the Fresh Direct billboards and installing that shit or something? No, I just I just work. I work with him. That's all. Well, that's fascinating. It's nice to talk to you, uh, Brian. His name is James. Phil. Appreciate it. And do you have any uh, stories to tell us? Nice to call in, Tony. Unless the beach fell off a sign or something, uh, you know, my audience doesn't want to hear it. You're on the fan. Show's over. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Can, can, you, South- can you hold on one second? Riveting. Yeah. Oh, hang on one second. You're on the fan. In South by Southwest, oh, performance was sponsored by Doritos last night. <laughs> Lady Gaga trotted out some tricks. <laughs> we lost the call. Oh man, we lost them. We lost. We lost the Fuck. I hate that. We got. We really. Have oh to- no! But I hung up on Mr. King. Oh. Damn it! You know, I got. I take umbrage with uh, with Time Warner because we just keep losing these calls. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. It is. It's Do you use right. Time Warner? Looks like we've got the diamond dust. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think I think that's enough show for today. What do you think? All right, I want to go home to my big empty bed. Do you? Oh, All right, the rest of the empty news. Empty bed. I can <laughs> I, we can skip the rest of the news. Uh, Tommy, you have All any right. other stories? Yeah, Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Hit me. One last one. Uh, hey, uh Bill O'Reilly uh, <laughs> told the White House that... He's, he's just going to power through. <laughs> the White House needs to get rid of gangster rappers and knock it off. Bill O'Reilly told the White House. Like, he was just standing there like with a PA system. <laughs> hey, White House! <laughs> hey, Obama! Do something about NWA! Actually, There's fucking potholes all over the joint! <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, I, I, yelling at buildings will get you nowhere. Newsman Bill O'Reilly recently told President... Newsman. <laughs> that's what they call him. Yeller at I'm buildings. Newsman. Newsman. Come with me. I am Newsman. Want to live. 
Newsman Bill O'Reilly recently told President Obama's senior advisor that if the White House is serious about implementing their new program to help strengthen uh, minority communities, they would need to, quote, attack the source of the problem, pointing to, to many hip-hop and rap stars of today. Uh, you have to attack the uh, fundamental disease me. if you want to cure it, said O'Reilly. You're going to have to get the people like Jay-Z, Kanye, and all those gangster rappers to knock it off. Well, this is There's all no such yeah. thing as gangster rap anymore. Like, it this doesn't is exist. all code for black people yeah, to learn exactly. my life. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, like, it's like Jay-Z... They're not even trying to hide Jay-Z anything. meets with the president. Kanye wears fucking Hermes. Like, I mean, like, there's, nothing, there's, there's no such thing as any anything dangerous anymore. Bushwick like, Bill? Is he dead? He's dead. Uh, is he dead? He's dead. Yeah. He's lucky. He's lucky he lasted that long. I like Jay-Z and Bay ones. <laughs> it's all fucking racial code. O'Reilly reference O'Reilly reference White House program My Brother's Keeper. A reference new, this. A new effort aimed at empowering Asshole. young men uh, of color. It's said to have already seen improvements and is very helpful uh, with the program. <laughs> and it's conveniently located not in his neighborhood. Right. But O'Reilly insisted there would be no change until all rappers go on TV and renounce their behavior. Than the news. <laughs> all, all rappers, all rappers need to get on television. I think all these black people should get together things. and apologize for being and so renounce, unruly. Renounce their behavior as wrong, he said. Douche. <laughs> Fuck you. These kids idolize these guys with the hats on Bill backwards and the terrible rap lyrics and the drugs and all of that. He's you got to get these boys. With the drugging and the hipping and the hopping and the shooting and the killing. He's cooked out. <laughs> He's mad. He's cooked out. Cooked out. Cooked out. Cooked out. Cooked out. From the Nassau counties. He's cooked out. Yeah. Charger. <laughs> do I have a charger? I do. My phone died. And Enjoy. Let's end the show. And that wraps and also, up the news. I want to also uh, thank you, Tommy. Sure. Now, well done, one my more friend. Yeah. No, no, come on, come on. One more story. Let's give him an encore. I got one more. Yeah, one more. One? Yeah, he's got uh, one more. Okay. This Here's one. Doug Llewellyn with the news. This is a little morbid, though. Uh, I love that. A dad. Uh, the 22 pound cat is dead. <laughs> <laughs> 22-pound cat. You should have seen the cat I saw sitting in uh, Harold from DRI's guitar case last night. Oh, that's man. a big cat. Was it Hairdo's cat? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It was great because uh, DRI showed What's up. What's that name? What's Chachi? 35-pound. Poncho. So Poncho. from Harold opened up his base case. Harold loves Chuchi. <laughs> this is the best because I'm like, oh, let me check out your base. Johnny you know? loves Chachkis. So <laughs> I, I take Harold's base and the fucking cat just comes in no, and just sits uh, right in the fucking uh, in the uh, in the guitar case. It might be Mr. King. And uh, no, I go. To, so I take the bass and I go to Harold. And I'm like, I, I want to, you know, how do you, what's the proper way to play suit and tie guy? And he goes, I have no fucking clue. What you're talking about. <laughs> I said, you guys aren't playing suit and tie guy. And then he goes, no. You go, I go, you don't know how to play that song? It's like four notes. He's like, no. Price of admission. Yeah. <laughs> we I don't know. Every, we played it every rehearsal. And now I think he's fucking with me. Hello, Mario. You're on the air. Quickly, please. Mario. We need to go. I'll be there in an hour. We'll be here. Right. We'll be here waiting. Don't. Don't come here. How was the show tonight? Bring White Castle. Yeah. Oh, how was the lost, show tonight? That's your addition. We got to go. We lost the connection. Hello? I think he said hell of a show. What is that? We lost the connection. Oh. <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> Listen, I'm signing off. Did you miss me? Yeah, you are. Yes, we did miss you. All right. 
It wasn't the I'll, same. I'll talk to you when you get off the air. Thank you, Mario. Uh, Cheers. Come on over and have a cup. Come on over and have some drinks with me because there's no poker. End off, end off with, the, with the wrestling moves. Bring That's darts. Bring darts. And you turn to when you did it at a fanderia. Santa Claus. <laughs> Did you say Kitchenette Santa, Santa Claus? Claus? Yes. That's pretty much what it is. I, I would totally go see Kitchenette Santa Claus at Spiral <laughs> in 1993. Thank I would you. also go see uh, Worm Turban. <laughs> yeah, Worm, Worm Turban. Turban's good, man. Worm <laughs> Turban's a good punk rock band. Name. I don't care what you say. We thank Greg uh, for calling in from Angry Simones. My God, what a great interview! That was that was incredible. And he then the downhill slide that was also slide probably the most entertaining show we've done in a while, um, as far as I'm concerned. I love I this show so much, I and I love you guys. So what do we got next week? Uh, next week, it's your not, mother's coming in. I it's think. not oh. not confirmed, but I'm talking to Andy Chernoff about getting him. That'd be cool from the Dictators. Uh, and uh, you're gonna get in touch with us and let us know when the Damian Eccles interview yep, is happening. Working on that. Is that in the next couple of weeks? That's we probably to, uh, March 28th if he, if he accepts the date. We'll have to get together on the uh, calendar tip on that. Yeah, I just logged in. Pat, are you on that? The calendar? I just logged in. I I added everyone. Yeah, I'm in on that. Yeah. Cool. It's a right. totally miscombrolled And uh, Chooch if you have any guests that you'd like to send <laughs> our way, let us know. Uh, yeah, please. Also, go to, uh, go to our iTunes. Do us a favor. Review that shit and give it like you know whatever whatever you think it is yeah. you think it is because yeah, that's the like, that's the metric they use yeah we don't have any votes like we haven't gotten one top. recently if you can go to iTunes and vote us up give us stars it would be a big it would Thanks, be a man. big deal tell us We're your favorite you. tell us your favorite moment from the show I would like to vote I would like to nominate my own favorite moment which didn't get enough love which was a uh, faux drummer. I still, I still <laughs> think that was really <laughs> by the way Mr King I apologize I did not mean to hang up on you I was trying to. Hang up on that was really to hang up on somebody unfunny. That was really him. He called in. You weren't just playing his clips. No, no, it was him. He was calling in. And he just like randomly Looks like a tilt a whirl crossbody, sir. <laughs> Looks like the Beatles on the roof. <laughs> is the, uh, is the, no, that was really him on the air. Yeah. You need to isolate each one of those because they're a great. genius, and I, I respect Mr. King's art. I really do. <laughs> too, man. That guy, me and Ryan, we sat here fucking crying. Ugh. Remember after, the, and Dave was crying, yeah. and then after you left, me and Ryan played it again, cried again. We're dying. We're dying. The testicle claw. <laughs> That's the face wash. <laughs> Looks like we've got the diamond dust. Ooh, it's the Asian mist, sir. Fucking fireball. <laughs> All right, let's let's go, right? Yeah, let's move on with our lives. Here's Mr. King Wrestling Moves. We'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs> Flying avalanche. It's an arm twist, rope walk, chop. Jesse. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. List of aerial techniques. Holy shit. An arm twist, rope walk, chop. Sir. Looks like we've got the diamond dust. A diving back elbow drop. Looks like a diving bulldog. A diving crossbody. Looks like a diving DDT. And there's the diving double axe handle. Diving elbow drop. Pointed elbow drop. And there's the diving fist drop. Looks like we've got a flying calf kick there. 
A flying clothesline. Flying neckbreaker. Flying spinning heel kick. And the flying thrust kick. Looks like the Frankensteiner. There's the moonsault. <laughs> the shooting star. Looks like the Phoenix Splash. The Sunset Flip. And a springboard. <laughs> An arm twist rope walk chop. Looks like a bell clap. And there's the big splash. And the body avalanche. The crossbody. The stinger splash. Looks like a tilt-a-whirl crossbody, sir. And the vertical press. Elbow smash. That's a mounted elbow drop, sir. A short arm elbow smash. That's called the face wash. A crooked arm lariat. A flying lariat. That's a lariat takedown. A leapfrog. <laughs> a leapfrog body guillotine. That's the heart punch. And a double slap. The cannonball. Here comes the discus. Ooh, the Asian mist. That's an eye poke. That's a fucking eye rake. Fucking fireball. The goddamn hangman. Ooh, reverse hangman. Take it eats. That's a hair pull and a low blow and a testicular claw hat trick. <laughs> okay, that's wrestling moves. Thank you. Oh, we're still here. That's so fucking funny. Um, we're all dying. We're all dying. I don't know what this is. What's happening? Oh. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing so fucking hard and crying so bad that I can't find anything. Oh, show closed. There we go. All right. We'll see you next week. So close. <laughs> Looks like we've got the diamond dust. <laughs> hey, this is Woody High from the band Mighty High. You're listening to Live from the Barrage, the antidote to Elliot Smith, R.E.M., Alex Chilton, the Arctic Monkeys, the latest tape by David Byrne with St. Vincent, the new collaboration of Kim Gordon, Thurston Moore, and Yoko Ono's. You're listening 
to what you should be doing right now. You should be getting high with your friends in a garage listening to ZZ Top. Except Anvil, Riot, DOA, the first UK substape, James Brown, all the good shit. None of the shit that you're getting off the internet for free. Nothing that you're reading about on the internet. Just the shit that your friends play for you in their car or in their garage when you're getting high. But most of all, whatever you do, listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to Yes. Tired of that same old, same old franchise dining experience? Steve Earle here. I'd like to cordially invite you to Shirts, Texas for the grand opening of the first of my new chain of family friendly restaurants, Copperhead Roads. Copperhead Roads! That's right, Copperhead Roads. With the full bar and kitchen serving up my own hand picked specialty dishes. If you fall in you're going to fall in love with our rebel decor, down-home service, and attention to detail. Come on down to Copperhead Road's grand opening this Saturday night, 1400 Shirts Parkway. It's in that new uh, strip mall by high school. It's time for Athletics Fast Forward. Fast forward this part if you don't enjoy competitive athletics. You yellow-bellied saddlebag. Dear President Buchanan, take a letter to all of my drawings. You will see the match played on turf. And to the winner goes the deed to this saloon. I will see to it myself. <laughs> At the old athletics game. 
Straight from the Barrage, brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, lacto-ovo, eco-friendly farms. Dance on tap! 